Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This week's Sunday session is brought to you by homebrewing source of awesomeness online. More beer at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody could read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. The old days of the BN are back. Uh, chaos before the show. I haven't had chaos before a show, and it seems like years. Well, you haven't had chaos before the show that wasn't caused by you in years. <laughs> Maybe that's right. the case. Uh, equipment yeah. failure? Uh, user error if uh, it ended, that ended yeah. up in equipment failure. Yeah, in the end, yeah. I dumped a beer on the mixer. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> that's been done before. Uh, Is that new? Well, luckily it was the guest mixer over Uh, here. It's your mixer. It's all you guys. Uh, Is that why uh, my microphone doesn't work over there? Yeah, which Uh, luckily I have a a backup of. I I had it all packed up, ready to go to GABF. Um, Had I dumped it on this guy over here, not only would we be out until we uh, crowdsourced enough funds to buy a new broadcast mixer, but Kickstarter tonight's show would have been canceled entirely. There would be no I, show. I thought you'd just go to Guitar Center, pick one up, and then return it. <laughs> well, not anymore. I mean, those are... They're having a big sale. We There's gone, pictures on the wall there, by the way. They, we they, haven't gone that far back to the old days. That's how it, it, it used to be. Now the way the studio's wired. Anyway, nobody cares other and, than well, I, crisis averted. Uh, but it just resulted yes. in chaos at the at the at the start of the show. Now, Doc and I just roll in here. We didn't even know there was a crisis. We came in late. Well, oh, you're see, I'm for good us. at crisis I, control. I texted you early, see if we're going to pregame a little bit, and you, I'm swamped. 
<laughs> That's oh. all I got. Oh. oh, this was even before that, though. Uh, this happened literally five minutes to showtime. <laughs> Moscow and I are talking about the show. I reach over to grab my beer, and it, it just and it all dumps right onto the to the deal. You we know, have lost a microphone though because of that's it. all right. Do I have to build a little dam around these things? <laughs> I think so. At least, yeah. It's called plastic wrap. <laughs> I, I literally probably should put plastic wrap over everything. It's called brains. <laughs> I thought you have plastic wrap over everything. Had <laughs> like at I, home. Uh, you know, uh, my phone gets text messages. I don't know if, if you were looking for someone to you know hang out with before the show. I'm just saying. <laughs> he was. He was looking for somebody. I haven't seen fun. you in yeah. a few oh, weeks. I thought yeah. you were dead. Oh, I know guys. Yeah. That, I know guys that say that to me all the time. I, look how far away my beer like, is. Hey, didn't invite me. And, and, and look. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna put the paper right. towels right in between. Great. Now I'm gun shy. I'm afraid to drink on the show. Of course show. you are. It's gonna be the most boring show ever. I'll get you a sippy Why cup. Why don't you, you just know? stand up and stand back? <laughs> Every time we have to drink, I'll stand up, I'll turn around, I'll face the corner of the room. Uh, I never understood why it doesn't happen every show. You know, there's a parade of people in and out of this place, everyone's getting hammered. And nobody, nobody has dumped it on there. It's incredible. Except for me. But I, come on. You're in the driver's seat. I'm the one who, they're they're all around me. I'm surrounded by them. We spill beer over here all the time. There's just nothing to mess up. Yeah. Uh, Think of all the rookies that have been in here. I know. It is amazing that it doesn't. Uh, we really should just have cases of mixers down below. Yeah, right? backups. Just pull the next one up. Pull it out of the box. Down in the storage. Well, anyway, uh, we I got us going. We're only like five minutes late. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, we do have uh, cases of, of extras. <laughs> We're using one right now. We're using one right now. It, it sounds better than the last mixer, though. I'll give you that. It's it's the Mackie. That's why. It's my good mixer. Yeah, I, I sound really good in this one. You sound sharp, Tasty. I do. Wow. Give me a boner. Huh. Yeah. Uh, radio boner. That means it doesn't exist. If I look away, Tasty, and you talk, I can get a boner. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then you look back and it goes away. I I, I was... uh, Turn up the light. When I drink in San Francisco, (laughs) almost every bar I go into, it's weird. I'll be talking to somebody that I ran into or I'm just talking to people. And somebody will turn around and go like, you're Tasty McDowell, right? The voice. The voice. They can't recognize my voice. It's weird. It's your boner voice. Oh, it's, happened, boner to me. Voice, it's yeah. happened to me, too. It's just, <laughs> yeah, we, we all, yeah, we're all, yeah. I wonder if there's ever been any other guys in a bar slurring and someone goes, hey, you're Doc from the Brewing Network. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, because no, they're looking for somebody a lot shorter. Than I didn't me. know you were tall and black and homeless. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we do got a great show planned for you today. Yeah. Uh, it's old school, uh, old school, old school. Cut me off now. All right, stop it. You don't Can't play the end. We have to thank our show sponsors. Well, if you'd have drank the beer instead <laughs> no of No more liquid for you. I've had one. I've had one beer. Yeah, you need more beer. I'm not talking just about drinking. I'm talking about all, just in general. handling it. I'm all loosey-goosey today. Uh, it is old school BN today in more yeah. ways than one. Not just the chaos before the show and me making stupid mistakes like dumping things uh, onto mixers. But... Uh, we got Jamil back on the show today, just like old times. He'll be here shortly because it's the finale of the Brewcaster Challenge. Who's in that again? Jamil versus Moscow. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, I've invited, and I think he's going to come help us judge, our, our old friend Chris Graham from our sponsor, More Beer. Hamster, awesome. That's nice. Right. More Beer brings you this show and every Sunday session, whether they like it or not. And we're proud to have them as our sponsor. They've been here since day one. Graham hasn't even seen... Um, the I, studio. I, I hesitate to call it the new studio. We've been here more than a year, oh. um, but Graham's never seen it. 
He's also bringing uh, two things that we've never seen. His kids. His babies. He's got twins. I've never seen them either. He, well, I was just saying that the other day. I've never seen your kids. I'm sorry. Doc, you and I are shitty friends. Aren't we? Because every time I see him, he's like, so you should probably meet my kids, man. And I'm like, oh. and you're like, yeah, bring them by the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring them to me. You're going to date one of them at some point. <laughs> you might as well meet them now. Yeah, uh, both. Uh, I could date both. Yeah, whatever. The boy wants a girl. Right? <laughs> Time, the times they are changing, fellas. So Just don't spill anything on them. I wanted more judges for Unless the Brewcaster Challenge, and I invited Graham, and he said he's he, absolutely he'll come down. And then he asked, he's like, "Is it all right if I if I bring the kids, or is that too much trouble?" The studio is turning into a playground. It is. Well, I mean, yeah, between Beeve and Terrence, little zoned off space. Well, listen, they can't happened. do more damage than I do. <laughs> Did you see what happened to Flabby last week? Yeah, oh yeah, she knocked her head on the table. <laughs> didn't she? I, I <laughs> saw that happen. <laughs> it was it, it looked like a third eye by the time. That was know. after like just a minute after it happened. Yeah. What a fat baby. And then there, and there's like, they like change those babies right on my couches and stuff. Like, can't you put down a newspaper or something? Yeah, or four <laughs> or five newspapers. Can't you just, aren't they like dogs in a way? Like, if yeah, you put dogs. newspaper in the corner, they'll just go shit on that? Yes. Well, well, well yeah. They're, you have they're dogs toilet. to like lick stuff up. <laughs> they're toilet training right now. Jackson is, is being toilet trained. So that's the time when you teach him to go wherever, you know, like a big boy does, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So the, you can put, the newspaper. Yeah, you can tell him to go to the newspaper and go. Terrence is telling me a story about how, you know, they're trying to get the kid to see, you know, how big people go to the bathroom like how terrence goes to the bathroom so so they make him watch him shit well they don't close the door and they just want it to be open and i guess that's, that's what you're supposed to do yeah. and terrence well, is like i'm really uncomfortable about it so when we were in, we were in, when we were in disneyland last week uh we were in the bathroom and, and i'm t- telling him to use the little kid urinal and i guess a guy peeing down the down the row and jack goes daddy he has a penis <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, yeah uh, son he does he uh, goes yeah. Daddy, he has a penis just like you do. And he's like, <laughs> "Wow, all right, we're done here." So yeah. it could. It he could doesn't backfire. make me touch his, but he has <laughs> yeah. one. Does it taste like yours? But, but, <laughs> you, you That's are, too far. I, but I was thinking, if if I was the guy peeing <laughs> yeah. and this kid's talking, I'd be a compliment. You, I'd, you'd be like, yeah, the black guy, it's right? Parents, yeah, yeah, you'd be like, yeah, I do. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you're supposed to encourage the the young male children to watch. Other males go pee to do you how to do it. No. Well, my friend's over and he's in the bathroom and he closes the door. And my oldest was learning. He's like, "Oh, because this uh, I want to watch you pee." <laughs> <laughs> no, he goes, "I want to watch you pee." He goes, "No, well, because my friend has a Prince Albert." <laughs> and he has nice. to sit down, otherwise it's like a rainbird. It squirts all over. <laughs> it's like a rainbird. <laughs> So he's no path of least resistance. Uh, so I had I, it, it was uh, distract and redirect at that point. <laughs> Here you can look at mine. Woo! Do a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Schumann at the time where they could have had some like you know, make hamburgers and stuff on them. <laughs> That's oh, just man. what you need. How did we? How did this happen? <sighs> oh, Graham's bringing his kids. Yeah, all right, yeah. So we got that. Are going you sure on. he is now? We got the Brewcaster Challenge. Uh, the boys had to brew a black IPA. So what we've done is we've brought in uh, Mitch Steele from Stone Brewing Company. He's going to be on the program here in a few minutes. And he's going to talk to us all about black IPAs. Of course, he's the author of the new uh, book IPA. Uh, did all the history of it and black IPA being a, a recent discovery uh, here. Then uh, he'll talk to us about that and, and what. In other words, he's going to tell us what it's supposed to taste like before we taste these Joker's beers and yeah. see if they got even close. Yeah, it was a, a, well, because one of them's a new guy and the other one couldn't boil. 
Yeah. <laughs> so who knows what's going to happen? Uh, we got to judge hey, hey, this. Don't badmouth my Moscow that way. I got big money on him. You do. Yeah. You got money on. Uh, who else? I doubled down. I, I doubled down. Now. I still need to vote. Oh, you were gone. I was gone. We, when we yeah. voted. Yeah. Yeah, Did you listen to the show? <laughs> no. We didn't get to hear the. Are you uh, kidding me? The debate. You're, right. no. you're, you're, you're at a shivering. disadvantage. I, you are I, at a disadvantage. I already know exactly. Oh, what if you don't think? I can only go with Moscow. You're going to go with Moscow. Absolutely. Because he's going to need the points. Mascarpone, who does oh, that so leave you with? Uh, who's voting for you? Because uh, I went Jamal on this well, one. Well, yeah, you're, you're the, uh, you and Doc were the only ones who, who went uh, oh. Because everyone needs points. Uh, I'm, I'm correct. No, no, I think he's going to have a better beer. I'm correct that Moscow is the underdog. Yes. Okay, yeah, great. three to one, yeah. so it's big points. If yeah. I, if I'm I voting you. Put me down. Mark me. Uh, Suze, you weren't here either. No. Go ahead and vote. Who, no. who are bet anyway. You're just betting. I'm betting for the underdog. Uh, everyone's, yeah. everyone's going for the points. They don't believe in you, Moscow. What do you mean? That's I don't real. believe in Moscow. Don't be fooled. They don't believe in you. They just need the points. Yeah, yeah. that's absolutely correct. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any delusions. They like the underdog. They need the points. Yeah, know? absolutely. See, Doc and I need the points, too, but we know you're going to lose. So even with one point, we know <laughs> we're going to come out ahead. Yeah, and then I'll have one point. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see me? I carried my beer in in a, in a keg. I had a Scotty. I'm like a pro, practically. Where the hell did you get a Scotty from? Doc. <laughs> from Scotty? Yeah, from Scotty. Yeah. You borrowed it. Attaboy. So you brought it. Good, because we have a lot of tasters tonight. We've got some guests in from Canada who I'll let judge. we got Paul Brown here, yeah. who apparently won some shit yesterday. He up, no, I don't dude. think he did. Oh, my God. Did you see that picture of him? Like, I don't even know what it was. He, what was the competition? Uh, Oktoberfest. Oh, it was a homebrew yeah. competition also. Yeah. You can pass him the mic it's if you want to pass. Three, three, 74 injuries. And three three medals. Really? What did you win, Paul Brown? <laughs> well, you don't have to say I, now because Doc already told for you. So it was um, <laughs> three beers I entered. So and I got three medals? Three three ribbons. So you've heard. What would you get? First place for a, a Kolsch. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. First place for a... How many other Kolsches were there? Come on, be honest. Doc? None. There were only 70, <laughs> 74 beers in the whole competition. I'm just proud. They, of we, they were proud. What category was it? Kolsch by itself? No, it was. No, oh, it right. Other, it had other. Uh, oh, know, okay. like ambers and light lagers oh, sorry. together. First place for Kolsch, yeah. First place for a uh, Rogan beer. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. How about oh. that? Now, see, I don't know if this guy entered his. No, I didn't. No, okay. Doc didn't enter. Okay. <laughs> and second place for a Dunkelweizen. Oh, good job. That's a, that's a hell of a turnout. And then the job, just, just to add a little. Uh, Icing on the cake. Yeah. The Kolsch got second best of show. Wow. Very good. Congratulations, Paul Brown. Of course, right. Paul is the uh, president of the local homebrew club, Doe's. Yeah. Here. Again. And, uh, Doe's. He's the Doe's. president of Doe's. And, he's our president. And he's repping, I think, the club very well. By He doesn't just walk the walk. He's a brewer. Yeah. He's yeah. talking the talk here with his beer. Good right. job. You can't be president Thanks. and be a schlep. That's right. Got a long <laughs> yeah, line of, of, a lot yeah, of work to... past <laughs> schleppy presidents. Yeah. Right. All right. So we'll talk to Mitch Steele here in just a few minutes. We're getting behind. Um, yeah, we are. I'll try getting to get us behind. Try to get us back ahead here. Um, dun, 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 dun. If you want to ask questions of our guests today, just hit the chat button on the homepage. Uh, don't use the live stream chat because no one's paying attention to you over there. It's just like the rest of your life. If you want to talk to your friends here, go to uh, the chat button on thebrewingnetwork.com. Susie's in there tonight. She'll uh, take your questions and send them over to me. You can also call in triple eight four zero one beer eight 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 four zero one beer if you got questions. That way, 
A couple of announcements for you. We are off to the Great American Beer Festival this week, so uh, there will be no show next Sunday, but there will be tons of content coming through our live stream page. Uh, you can find it all over at, um, what is it? TheBrewingNetwork.com slash G-A-B-F. TheBrewingNetwork.com slash G-A-B-F. Beginning Thursday afternoon, uh, we'll be doing live uh video from the Brewer Studio Pavilion. That'll happen again Friday. It'll happen again Saturday. We'll also do the awards ceremony on Saturday. All streaming to you now in HD. We uh, have upped our our broadcast quality, assuming I don't fuck it up. Uh, You'll be able to watch in HD. Don't drink around it. So thebrewingnetwork.com slash GABF. I don't know that it's uh, linking to the right place at this moment, but it it will be by uh, tomorrow. So uh, thebrewingnetwork.com slash GABF. All right. Winter Brews Festival's coming up yeah. Saturday, January 25th. It's our fifth one. You guys yeah, believe that? I don't like that. Uh, fifth one. They've been better and better and better. Every time. They have to be. It's back in Toto Santos Park in Concord, uh, California, that is. And um, Forest Day is back to play. Oh, nice. He's great. Also, Lucas Ohio Patty is confirmed to play. We had him on the show a few oh, weeks ago. Oh, should be good. Yeah. So we got a great music lineup. Mm-hmm. We're just starting to get the beer lineup. I've already talked to several different breweries, Lagunitas, uh, guys like this. Uh, people know this fest now, so they send us the good it's stuff. one of the better you know. fests in our area. Yeah. Heretic, maybe? We'll, maybe? Uh, Can you get them? Heretic, I'll try. <laughs> Will Four Friends and Sam play set? Ooh, no. No. <laughs> They would, they would really round out that bill. I think so, too. <laughs> it could be like the VIP session. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe like a small acoustic set with no yeah, amplification exactly. or microphones. Right. For I got anybody's there. Stage. I'm all right with it. Let's yeah. do it. No, I doubt it. You're lame. I doubt that's going to happen. Uh, ticket information will be forthcoming, but uh, mark the date. Saturday, January 25th, right here in Concord. It's a good time. Oh, and uh, that's it. by the recent uh, changes in the uh, California... Uh, ABC laws. It looks like we can advertise that we're going to have home brew. So what's what I'm so happy about that, and I do hope it takes effect by then. I need to look into it's this. It's effective first of January. I was going to have to sit down with Tasty and cancel <laughs> Tasty's tasting yeah, we were room yeah. this year. Oh yeah, we were. Yeah, because yeah. even the sort of under the radar thing wasn't going to work out no, anymore. No, and I was over. dreading right. having that conversation. No, I, was I already over. knew it wasn't going to happen. We have to have the conversation with me. I knew we weren't going to be able to do it because we had gotten an unwritten okay from the abc um but each abc office reacts a bit differently to these things and at several places throughout the rest of the state of california they were actually coming down with specific written no's and that they would come in and stop the whole fest and pull the license and everything if homebrew was being served so really only this one person had we gotten this kind of verbal okay as long as we didn't advertise that we were doing it well that just wasn't enough reassurance anymore because if another office or another person came in we could have lost our whole festival it sounds like it wasn't really reassurance to begin with, you're just kind of rolling the dice a little bit. We were, we were rolling a, a little bit. But I had a name, and I was going to be like, hey, this guy at the office, he's the one. You know, it would have worked out. It, it wouldn't have been pretty, but it would have worked out. But this year, that wasn't going to happen because they've, they've cracked down. This well, at the same time, the, the, the uh, was it the governor of California signed into law um, this, this new deal that uh, homebrew can be donated for sale, to, to be sold, sold to nonprofit Events really? and nonprofit oh. organizations. As long as said nonprofit organization's primary focus isn't um, a homebrew club, I thought it Can't was be a homebrew club. Wasn't it a health issue that that you couldn't sell homebrew no. because of the incre- no? Never was. Hmm. It was more just a we can't 
be letting people make alcohol and sell it willy-nilly. Right. It's, yeah, it's about licensing and people yeah. having, having control over it. It was never a public health issue. And uh, we have been doing it where we couldn't advertise it. had to be... You couldn't expect homebrew when you get there. So it's yeah. kind of under the, under the whole radar thing. And you had to serve it in different cups and everything else. Right. Okay. But even that was just sort of still an, a verbal okay. But and now this new law essentially <laughs> says, I'm allowed to pour homebrew at, at Winterfest. Full pours in the festival glass. In the festival glass. And, yeah. and uh, Tasty's can, Tasting Room should be bigger than ever. We can advertise it. And, and it wasn't Tasty's Tasting Room that they came down on. It was, oh, a, it was yeah. a thing in Napa. Oh well, yeah, no, they never came down the, on us. We're well, just feeling that we're the, the golden child yes. of of beer festivals. It's the only thing we're the golden child for. Everything else were the shitheads that they stick in the corner. But somehow this festival, we've always gotten away with anything we want to do. So anyway, how, how I'm going to do a double sized booth this year. Do it. Yeah, it's all yours, man. Big, yeah. oh, we, we, it could be manned. It could be beard. It'd be <laughs> insane. Right. How much is the homebrew going to go for? Five bucks a glass? <laughs> it's Six dumb. bucks? It's the most popular booth in the whole festival. I don't we'll care pay you to drink Who's it. pouring there? It's Maybe the longest we line. have more customers than everybody else. Because yeah. we have like more different beers that you can't get any place else, right? Great. Now I got to give Tasty a cut. The fucking <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. well, the management cut? I got to call the governor about this new law. Really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's coming up Saturday, January 25th. We'll have more info as we go. Dr. Homebrew is on iTunes, and it's on the On Tap page right there on our homepage. Um, so download, uh, subscribe to it. You can just go to thebrewingnetwork.com slash Homebrew. XML, and that's how you subscribe. Or you can just search Dr. Homebrew in iTunes and make it easy on yourself and Please subscribe do. to it there. Uh, I got a new one coming. It's going to go up late tonight, actually. Otherwise, it's going to be a, a, a week before it goes up. So a new one will be up tonight. Um, you can support the BN by shopping at Amazon like you normally do. Just click the Amazon link on our homepage and then go shop. And uh, we get a little cut of your cash. Do we have an Amazon product of the week? Yeah, and it's one that uh, for which there really doesn't need to be a description. It's Grand Theft Auto Five, and I'm including that because there have been 12 copies already bought through the BM Lincoln. Nice. It's, it's only the sixth of the month, which is really not an illustration of our the success of the Amazon program so much as it is the success of this freaking video game. It's unbelievable. Well, Didn't I the game that? make like a billion dollars in six days? Yeah, something yes. like that. Yeah, it, was it made 800 million in one day on on its, on its release. I yeah. can't. Have you guys, play, have you guys played imagine. it or watched it? No, I've been playing the fucking shit I've been out playing of it. Too. Um, I know so you have. I know. I know, I know I'm you with have. Your kids online. Like, I'm, I watch my kids play. And go. Oh, JP's playing the fuck out of this. Yeah. Did you already destroy his kids? In uh, no, because oh. we never really. Well, a, a couple of years ago, I but I mean, in this, yeah. Yeah. no, we yeah. haven't. They don't hang in the same posse. No. Yeah, but uh, which is probably a good thing. Oh, I asked if JP's hanging out with a bunch of thirteen-year-olds all the time. That's my online persona. I'm 13. I, I, I tune my pitch up a little bit, and then I Hi, talk a bunch of shit to people. I'm JP. I'm from Loma Linda, California, and uh, I love Grand Theft Auto. Oh, I love it. <laughs> People get so mad, like, oh, I will beat the fuck out of you, little kid. I go, I'm 13 years old. <laughs> Why would you I, don't, I don't care. I go, I go, prove it. You, you wouldn't be saying that to my face. I go, I'll, I'll tell you where I live. I don't care. I live on Pennsylvania Avenue. I go, where? 1600. Fucking Washington, D.C. <laughs> where? Right. 1600. Come find me. I will be outside. Right. <laughs> Gonna get a bunch of kids shot. I know it'd be great. Oh no, no, you don't need guns to keep you safe. <laughs> you need laws. No, exactly. Yeah, I've been playing the the crap out of it too, and yeah. I've been a big fan of this series always. But this is the first one. It feels a little weird. It feels a little sick. 
Why? Because yeah. because you're in your fucking thirties now, yeah. and you don't need to be sitting around playing video games. Oh, all Oh no, that is no. I'll play NHL all day and night. Oh. Right. No, it's it's the the content. It, it's just so real, and there's so many stories on the news now where like there's a sniper in Washington D.C. or there's a mass shooting at the Navy Yard or whatever, and it's now you're now you're going and doing it in the game, which was yeah. fine in 2001, but now these stories are every three days on Google News. Another one of these comes up, and it isn't, like, it isn't funny anymore. I don't know. Can you like bang hookers and stuff too? I've yeah, never that's played still this fun. game. Yeah, that's Okay. Yeah. That's still you get a you BJ, can, and you can virtually thing. get a BJ. Well, uh, Moscow used to be a black guy <laughs> with an <laughs> attitude. Yeah. Feels weird. Yeah, I know. Wait, he's not. And an Italian guy. Well, keep buying Grand Theft Auto <laughs> through Amazon if you click our link first. It it yeah. boggles my mind how much money these these games make. It's incredible. Well, and and uh, FIFA it's, 14 came wow. out recently, and that uh, that. Uh, was that soccer? Unseated, yes. Grand Theft Auto in the UK for the top sale. Of course it did. It's the UK. Really? Yeah. People play soccer on the video game? Yeah, it's real hard. I prefer hockey and shooting whores. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. No. Oh, right. video games. iPhone and Android apps are available. Just search BN Mobile. You can listen to this show on the go. Uh, watch all this live over at thebrewingnetwork.com slash TV. And that's our uh, live stream page. Uh, subscribe and join the BN Army. You're entered into the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway, where we draw a name and give away 100 bucks. It's a gift certificate to More Beer. Just become a recurring donor in the BN Army by clicking the Donate button. Get all this and more over on Twitter and... Flibla! Uh, Scott the Jew is available. Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. That's where you send your show ideas. Send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Com. Do we have a Twitter game? We do. Twitter game is brought to you today by Austin Homebrew Supply, our good friends over in Austin. I'm going to be out there in just a few weeks. Um, why? In two weeks, I think. Yeah, why, why is that? A friend's wedding. Not even oh. Kate the Great's friend's wedding. Oh. You know how you have to well, go to other people's weddings? Bullshit. You have other friends in Austin. You can just, I do. Yeah. yeah. Just, just phone them up and... <laughs> Austin's a fun place in general. Plus, I would like to go and check out Austin Homebrew Supply. They're a sponsor of ours for quite a while now, and I want to go see what they're all about. So, Austin Homebrew Supply brings you today's Twitter game, which is what? Uh, well, with the whole government shutdown, uh, well, a portion of it shut down anyway, uh, right now in the news, I wanted to know what people would do with their lives if the BN shut down for some reason over a protest. Mm. Oh. Like, for example, Jay decided, let's not go on air because you guys aren't doing XYZ or whatever. Or, or, right. or not go on air because somebody <laughs> spilled something somewhere. <laughs> Well, right. that would be too legitimate. And it has, to be, it has to be illegitimate. It has or, to be a stupid or, reason. Uh, people start bitching about their salaries around yeah. here. Right, there and we go. And, and just halt everything. And I have to pull us off the air for a labor strike. I see what you're saying. Yeah, we're entitled to benefits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Uh, $10,000 an employee per year. Or I could just pay a couple grand in penalties, you know, per employee. <laughs> Tough so, decision. Yeah. Very tough decision. decision. Hey, I, feel I think Obama. even I'm smart enough to figure that one out. Probably I need some Obamacare right now. <laughs> some Crossley care. Uh, Crossley care. I need Crossley care. You know, today... <laughs> That's a much better ring to You guys it. don't it even know it. You've been on the Crossley care pa- plan for eight years. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've been yeah. on the... It's Which zero. is basically fuck it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, eh, if something happens, I don't know what to tell you, You buddy. feel like you got some, but you know, you didn't get nothing. Crossley uh, care is... I don't, I, let's just go out for a beer and talk about it. Yeah. That's Crossley and care. And we all, we leave feeling good. Yeah. And when I'm done with you, you're like, you know what? He, that was he, good. It's fine. I'll, I'll keep I'll, 
showing up. I'll do another show. (laughs) Yeah, that's Crosley Care. See, these politicians could learn a thing or two from me. Instead of bickering all the time, just take each other out for a beer. Wait, aren't you on on like some board or some crap? You know something? (laughs) I am, Mister Politician. I am. I'm. I'm practically a politician on the American Homebrewers Association board. You know, today's Twitter game reminds me a little bit of last week's Twitter game, JP, which, which I couldn't conclude because I didn't know how to look on Twitter or or compile the answers. You just go to Twitter. Or, uh, yeah, I couldn't yeah. figure that out. Did, did we finish it out? Did we, we didn't. I said we would come back to it this week. My hope was that maybe JP would have noticed a bunch of things coming in. It was, it's similar to this game, yeah. it was, you were sick, yeah. so my thought was, if JP dies of this illness, yeah. which I know you were worried about, I was, you, you always are. Or yeah. you would have come right to work. Yeah. What will you miss most about JP? Oh. So, See, and so I was wondering, because uh, let me guess, you didn't actually put it on Twitter. No, I didn't yeah, know how okay. to do that. So we only got two uh, two answers. Well, can we hear them? Uh, one, if I remember correctly, one was from Nico. It uh, says, JP who? Okay, good. <laughs> and then, Winner. Uh, yes. And then the other one was his hands. Hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Let me now? see. You do have uh, you have large hands. They're, they're pretty... They're not nice or anything. They're, they're, no, they're not But nice, would you miss him if he was uh, gone? You know what? Hmm. I bet they're soft and supple. You know. Look at his hands. They're freakish. Here. Everyone, internet, high five. He, high five me. He looks like a giant. I am a giant. He is a giant. Yeah. Like, like from Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. This is a normal-sized pen. I don't know. <laughs> and what's what's weird about your hands? They sort of look like rough and callous. But you don't. You've never done physical do labor in your stuff. life. That's not true. And he pets his cats a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but they're soft. <laughs> Are a they lot. soft? Touch them. Caress my hands. I right can't now. do it. Why not? I just can't. Scott, not, and you know, not over the soundboard. <laughs> Correct my hands. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Are they? I mean, they're they're soft. Soft. Well, I mean, are your hands soft? Are your hands like warm I'll, and callous, I'll, like a fucking construction? <laughs> well, dark? no, no. Yeah, I'll bet one of his hands is really soft. <laughs> I do keep it's it. It's got in a the lot gloves. of lotion on it. Yeah. A lot. This All one. Right. All Rubs right. it in good. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> you got the softest hand in the West. All right, so what is this week's Twitter game? Nico's the winner, by the way, uh, of okay, last great. week's Twitter oh, game. Oh, by the way. Um, um, what would you do if the BN uh, had a shutdown as well? There we go. Yeah. What would you do? Something like that. Great. And Twitter that in. Go to Twitter uh, and uh, whatever. Tweet. Okay. It's hot in here. Feedback. I don't, I don't have time. <sighs> Talk. <laughs> I think we're going to have to <laughs> There's never anything there. It just it anyway. boggles my mind why Doc ever cares that feedback is at the beginning or that I just don't. He's waiting it, for someone to say, "I love Doc." It's nonsense. Of, no, it, it's, just, it's, it's just it's just it's the best part of the damn show. <laughs> and it should be I'm at the beginning. Leave. <laughs> it should be in the important part where people are still like coherent. Right. <laughs> that's a that's a fairly good point. Me By the start included. of the show, that is not going to be how feedback goes tonight. Uh, I'm guessing no. Yeah. All right. I can't do. I got to get to a break because we've got Mitch Steele waiting for us. Uh, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Black IPA. That's right, Black IPA with Mitch Steele, getting us ready for the Brewcaster Challenge showdown between Moscow and Jamil. We'll be right back. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Brewing. 
Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeast, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's super yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over 
over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. This. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewer Network. The session. Brewing up our next batch of radio gold. Right now. Yeah, that's right. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. We got a lot to do today. It's kind of a black IPA show, but more importantly, it's a Brewcaster Challenge show where we've got uh, Jamil taking on our very own Moscow. Uh, it's going to be interesting. If you remember right, Jamil was not allowed to boil. In his brewing, that's right. His brewing process, and uh, that's your prediction. That's well, how I mean, we sort of evened it out. Clearly, you're gonna you're going with Jamil, but uh, I predict how do you he's think? gonna. Yeah, he's gonna pull it out of his hat, and and I don't know how, but he does no. that. You know, Jamil likes to pretend. Oh, I, I I don't really do anything. I don't really pay <laughs> much attention to it. It just happens that way, and I, I don't I don't think that's true. I I don't think Jamil knows how to lose. I don't know that Jamil has lost anything since he was like. 13 years old. Well, he did lose his gallbladder a few years ago. So, <laughs> yeah, there's think that. of that one. Well, in the meantime, uh, to teach us a little bit about the style, because it's, uh, it's a little controversial, it's uh, somewhat mysterious, uh, it's, at least, suck. it's at least varied, we've got our good friend Mitch Steele from Stone Brewing Company on the program to talk to us about it. How you doing, Mitch? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good, too. Thanks for being on the show with us, man. Oh, you bet. I know it's football day for you, so I, I know you're, you're making a little sacrifice for us. Hey, no problem. All right. <laughs> yeah, the Raiders are on late today. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll catch them later. <laughs> sure. I can predict the outcome for the game if you want. Uh, no, that's okay. All right. yeah, just leave it alone. <laughs> Raider fans know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Mitch Steele, of course, is the brewmaster down at Stone Brewing Company, uh, but he's also the author of the recent IPA book, which uh, sold very well in our store and um, uh, is is a fantastic, uh, you know, 
atlas about IPAs and really talking about the the history of them and 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 you know where that came from and their progression up all the way up until now. It's a it's a fine read uh, put out by Brewers uh, Publications, and we thought, look, we, if we're going to talk about black IPA, which uh, at least on this show we don't do very well when we talk about things like black IPA because half of us hate them. The other half doesn't know what they are. Uh, The other one thinks that they're something that they're not supposed to be. And so we thought we had to bring in a pro. And so we brought in Mitch. So, Mitch, do you realize that uh, your friend Jamil has had to take on my producer, Scott Moskowitz, in a brew-off of black IPA? Yeah. uh, Wish I was there to taste the the results. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> right. I wish that as well, actually. I would love to have you judge this. And then just to throw it out there, it has nothing to do with your discussion of the style, except that maybe you could give some predictions. To kind of even the playing field, since Jamil is not only now a professional brewer, but is is one of the most um, decorated home brewers of all time, it, Scott, we, we, we allowed him to omit one part of the brewing process. And I, in, in this case, it was... The boil. I tried for yeast, but they tell me that that can't be done. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, but it, the boil can. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Jamil agreed. All right, F it. I'll I'll give it a shot with with no wow. boil. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's a pretty critical part, you know. <laughs> it is right. I mean, and and that's something maybe you can talk to us about in terms of of any IPA, but with a black IPA, you know, things like hop isomerization in the kettle, and uh, you know, getting that bitterness that you need, right? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the big, big ways to get it because uh, you, you need to heat those alpha acids to isomerize them and get the bitterness and get them soluble and all that kind of good stuff. So I'm, I'm curious to, to understand how Jamil pulled this off without boiling his word. We will find out. Yeah, you're, you're assuming that he pulled it off. We don't know that for sure. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Right. Uh, well, can you tell us a little bit about the genesis of the style Black IPA? Yeah, there's a couple of ways to look at it. I I think, um, you know, when I was doing the research for the book, one of the things uh, that I found out was that, number one, that that dark beers were sent on a fairly regular basis to India, uh, porters uh, that were dry hopped in casks and things like that. But there were also a couple of beers uh, in the 1800s that were brewed by brewers like Bass that were basically a, a black IPA. And if you looked at the recipe, it was... It was um, very heavily hopped, not a whole lot of dark malt in it, but just uh, enough to give it a black color, um, which is kind of what a black IPA, most people think of what it is. Um, so there is some historical precedence for for this as a style. But um, my understanding and uh, where I learned the, the style originated was in Vermont in the early 1990s uh, at the Vermont Pub and Brewery, which is in Burlington. And they were brewing this very bitter black hoppy beer um, that uh, they did it a couple of times and then it kind of got put ar- into their archive. And then uh, when John Kimmick, uh, who now owns The Alchemist and brews Hetty Topper, um, he started off brewing at, at the Vermont Pub and Brewery, and he found that recipe and refined it a little bit and started brewing it. And that was in, I believe it was the mid-1990s. Um, and I was living back in New England in uh, the early 2000s, and I remember tasting uh, the very first black IPA I ever saw. It was right before I actually left Anheuser-Busch and came to Stone. Uh, and it was brewed by... Uh, 
Sean Hill, who owns Hill Farmstead Brewery now, but at the time he was brewing at a place called The Shed in uh, uh, in Vermont, and, and he had this uh, black IPA that I just became very intrigued with the style. And so, um, you know, when I started researching the book, I reached out to Sean and he, he kind of told me about the Vermont pub and brewery connection and hooked me up with John Kimmick. And, and I ended up going out to new England and spending a bunch of time with these guys and just talking about how this style evolved over time. So I feel like from that description that I'm still unclear if, if whether or not the black part of black IPA is just an aesthetic or if it actually has some contribution to the flavor of the beer. It, it does. Um, you know, you, you're going to get some roast character if you use black malt. The key with a black IPA, though, is to, is to keep that kind of underneath the hops. And, and to do that, um, you know, because you want it to be an IPA. To me, an IPA means it's going to be hoppy as all get out. And and so to accomplish that, you, you can't use your regular black malts or roasted barleys or chocolate malts because those are too intensely flavored and they tend to conflict with the hops. Uh, and so, uh, you know, one of the early versions that I became aware of used uh, Cinnamar, which is a black malt extract that was added uh, in the Whirlpool. And that was uh, uh, Pizza Port in Carlsbad that did that. And and the one that we brewed at Stone in 2007, we used uh, Dehusk black malt uh, from, from Germany, which gives you a... You know, it gives you a nice dark color, but a pretty subtle roasted character so that, you know, it allows the hops to really shine. And to me, that's the key to a successful black IPA. Okay. <laughs> We're drink. Go ahead, Tasty. Well, to me, the, the success is it doesn't taste like its color is basically what you're saying, right? Yeah, to a certain extent. I Which mean, to me makes little- the style to be sort of an oxymoron. Like why? It's not even a style to me. If yeah, I hear that a lot too, yeah. you know. But, you know, the way I always kind of fall back on it is, well, okay, if I'm going to buy a black IPA, I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get a dark beer that's really hoppy. And and so it, it to me, even though it's oxymoronic, it's still an, a, a good description of what the beer is and what, what you can expect when you buy one. It is. It's just those that put the roast in are making a beer that's not that good because, like, you, like you're saying, uh. the roast and the hops just don't go together, especially the... West Coast citrus hops. I assume the early versions back east didn't even the citrus hops weren't that prevalent, right? So those may have been better beers, is what I'm thinking. Uh, it's it's possible, you know. I think um, uh, the Vermont Pub. I think they were using Goldings and Cluster. So or that'd be perfect like for that, that beer, you know. Yeah. But uh, John Kimmick definitely brought in some West Coast hops in, into the into the process. And um, yeah, you're right. You know, when you use when you use uh, roasted malt or chocolate malt in and West Coast hops, to me that doesn't work quite as well um and and that's why i like using the uh, uh the caratha the dehusked black malt right or the cinemar or the cinemar yeah. so i feel like a good test uh, would have been to have two ipas in front of us one a well-made ipa and one by Mitch's definition, anyway, just for the hypothesis, a well-made black IPA, right. which has some character of the black malt, but doesn't overpower the hops like an IPA should be. And then have a we should have had us blind taste the two, like and by blind I mean literally blindfolded. I agree. And then see if any of us could have, or what the ratio even would have been, who picks out the regular IPA and the black IPA. Of course, we would have to have agreed ahead of time. This is a quality black IPA that seems to fit the standards. It has some of the character of the malt, 
but it doesn't overpower the hops. And this is a great IPA that's an IPA. And that's that. Because if it's if it's well done, I, I bet a regular IPA could fool you. Like we're drinking this self, uh, the, what is it? the Sublimely self-righteous from yes. Stone Brewing. And it has a very sharp bitterness. And I, I think if you don't know, if you don't know it's a black IPA, and if you're not looking at it, you would you would take a second and go, well, is that a little bit of roast character? Or is it is it a, a, a right. is it hop bitterness? Or what what is that like? See, and I agree with you. And in fact, it's this beer, Mitch, that I have in front of me that made me think about the blind test. Because knowing that it's black, is this this is a black IPA as you would describe it, right? Okay, yes, it is. Let me just make sure we got that straight. (laughs) (laughs) uh, What I brew is not a black IPA; it's a green IPA. Well, I feel like in tasting it, I'm getting a little something more than just a, a standard IPA. That there's, but then I thought. Could I do that blindly? And and that's where I've, I, I I'm, I'm questioning myself. Thing. I might just go, I don't know. I think this is maybe just another good IPA from Stone. Yeah. Uh, and, and could I pick that that, that out a, against another beer that doesn't have the black malt in it? And um, I'd like to know yeah, how it, it might be tough. You know, uh, yeah. doing it blind because you know we've we've definitely made this beer so that the roast malt is is underneath the hops, and um, so it's it's a little hard to find. But, no. Mitch, would this beer be more like crystal malt loaded as well? Or you know what? We use, we use a very small amount of crystal so malt. So what you would typically use in a yellow IPA is about what you'd use in this beer? Yeah, typically what we did with this beer um, and, and some of the best ones that I've tasted across the country tend to approach it like an IPA recipe except just throwing in 4 to 5% of this dark malt. Yeah, okay. And, and everything else about it is, is very standard IPA. So those are the part, and the reason I'm interested in some sort of taste test is, yeah. you know, there's a big part of me that's inclined to agree with to agree with Tasty, that it's just kind of a style that's there for aesthetics and to give us something else to talk about and to mess around with, but that it's not necessarily all that different than an IPA. Doc, what do you think? Oh, I I think it's just opening up another avenue for there to be another uh, level, a level, yeah. or uh, maybe another category, right? Uh, which is what it did, in a sense, uh, right? There, it, did it did it get added to BJCP, Jamil, as a as a category? Well, they're um, in the process of uh, working on the next update of the style guide, and okay. the the scuttlebutt is that they're looking at doing um, kind of an other IPA category. So IPA would be you know your English IPA, your American IPA, your double IPAs, and then there'd be kind of another IPA, red IPA, black IPAs, things like that, okay. Belgian IPAs. See, if even if the difference is subtle, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with another style, a different kind of IPA. But if the difference is purely visual in then I don't know that I'm I then I well, just feel like yeah, F it. Why yeah, is that? Except, except we're talking we're we're preaching to I mean for, as far as a consumer yeah, they should. Black IPA is just wonderful for them. They like it. It's a style. Well, you're right. They're, they yeah. sell a lot of black IPA. It's just something that people like. Sometimes like it's to have fun. dark beer, if, and and, for, and that's fine. Yeah, if, we're if just, the only reason is that it's fun. Then that's it's good a waste of fun. It's you know, a waste of thing for yeah. us, but not them. You know, we're we're not them. <laughs> we're the ten percent. They're the ninety. We're getting pigeonholed into certain things. That's not this. That's not that. And we've yeah. only got this many categories. It's in. Yeah, I like that they're opening it up to. It's it's just a start. Oh, it's just like this, yeah. but it's just black. That then we can start pushing the envelope on this whole category. 
Well, you know, it reminds me of a famous Jamil quote that we've used here on the BN, and that's where uh, you know Jamil says, "Oh, homebrewers tell me all the time, you know, I don't brew to style. I, I brew a Pilsner, but it's black." And he <laughs> goes, "Yeah, it's a Schwartz beer, right?" And so. Jamil, is there a big difference in the flavor of a Schwartz beer from a, a normal, uh, you know, yellow lager, a, a Pilsner or a German lager? Yeah, there, there generally is, and it, it could be, a, you know, uh, more of a multi background, or it could be something. And, and I think, um, like Mitch is saying, there is a flavor difference. It's it's subtle, but uh, you know, when you use those uh, dehusk black malts, they still contribute some flavor to the beer. You still get some effect. Um, you right, know, and, and so I think that uh, it isn't exactly just a, an appearance thing. If you close your eyes, you wouldn't know type of thing. Okay. Uh, and I feel like I'm picking up those nuances in this beer. I think Sublimely Self-Righteous is a good example of that. Uh-huh. I just wonder if I'm fooling myself because I can see it in the <laughs> yeah. glass as black, right? So I go, oh, yeah. it must have... Cause, cause these Some of things, that is, yeah. Because these visual things, are they can trick us. They're, they're very powerful. Well, you to know? me, the beer is like brighter because it's got a lower pH, which I assume that's because it's using the dark malts. Uh, take it from somebody... Beer. Take it from somebody that hates IPAs, and I love roast. Roast, any kind of beer that has roast in it. Okay. I picked this up. You do right taste away. it. Oh, yeah, right away. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Mitch, could you give us maybe, uh, and you've sort of done it in this style description too, but maybe just kind of hammer it home. We're about to taste, uh, in a little while, we're going to taste two black IPAs from these guys. What kind of things should we be looking for to, to pick the better one? Yeah, okay. Um, I think, uh, you know, with a black IPA, I think, number one, the hops need to be pronounced and and very forward. That needs to be the first thing you get off the aroma. (laughs) Start the show, buddy. Would you like to borrow my gun? I think we've lost Mitch entirely. It's not your fault. (laughs) Really. It might be. Uh, Keep your hands on top of the counter. (laughs) Right. Remove all sharp objects from behind the desk. And liquid. It's okay. The audio is so clear. If it's just one failure, it's the second failure, really. But it's everything's fine, everybody. Just relax. There will be no suicide watch tonight. We're professional. I doubt that. I'm okay. I'm calling Mitch back right now. We'll see if we can get him back on there. In the meantime. Clearly, it was his connection, not ours. Well, yeah. We're professional. We have a great internet. And he can we talk about it. Adam and Eve? Oh, I do need to do an Adam and Eve thing. I just wonder if I should do it right in the middle. Probably. Of such a great quality interview. Um, well, you, I know you hate dead air time. Here he is. Hey, Mitch. Hey. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but... <laughs> I don't know either, but uh, you can go ahead and start again uh, because you, you cut off right at the very beginning. What should we be looking for uh, to choose the better black IPA? The, the first thing is hops. I, it, it's an IPA, and, and so the hops need to be very pronounced and very forward. Um, and then, um, in, in my mind, what makes a really good black IPA is just just the subtle roast character, um, you know, that we've been talking about that differentiates it from a from a golden IPA. Um, you know, it's got to have substantial bitterness as well. Uh, but to me, the you know, and I've tasted a few black IPAs that just tasted like hoppy porters, and that's not what you want. Um, at least in my mind, in my mind, you gotta it's got to be an IPA, except it's just got that little hint of roast. Okay. Do you think that there's a chance now, knowing you know that Jamil couldn't couldn't boil? Um, do you think there's a chance that he he can't get that hop character that you're talking about without being able to isomerize hops in the kettle? Well, it depends on on 
how crafty he was, I think. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, there are ways to accomplish uh, getting bitterness into beer without boiling the hops, but um, it's it's uh, kind of the realm of the bigger brewers and not really the realm of, of, of craft brewers. So I don't so know. So you mean things like hop extracts? Yeah. It's, yeah. Being able to put a little liquid extract in there and get a little bit of isomerized pellets or something like that. Now, the one thing that I will say is is that hop, hop isomerization occurs, um, you know, as soon as you hit about 185 degrees Fahrenheit. So, yeah. you know, if you're not boiling but you're allowed to heat the wort, yeah, you can get some bitterness in there. So that he was allowed to. In fact, Jamil did mention that in the, in the beginning, like, you know, that some of these things happen at lower temperatures. I do find it interesting, that, Mitch, that you bring up things like extracts, though. We hadn't we hadn't brought that up. We hadn't mentioned that there are things I, you can drop into the beer, right? It would not be disallowed. It's a normal part of home brewing. Yeah, Scott didn't think <laughs> Scott didn't think through this enough. He should have had and no extracts. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I tried for yeast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, we'll be... Now, of course, Jamil will have to, at some point tonight, reveal all of his methods, and so hopefully we'll get to learn if he just did some of these lower temperature things and, and, and let it happen that way, or if he had some additions. We'll, we'll find out. Um, and then, so while we have Mitch on, just because he can con- contribute to the style of uh, that you brewed, Moscow, how did you brew it? Extract? Yeah, with, uh, with some steeping greens. So just... Ste- so... Uh, what was the extract that you used? Um, yeah, it was uh, nine pounds of ultralight uh, malt and then uh, a pound of DME. Okay, so all of your color to get it black just came from the steeping grains. Yeah, exactly. And actually, I used the uh, Paul Sangster uh, method with the carafa um, because he was like, don't boil it. Try it. Remember, I think I mentioned it briefly, and you were like, did you mean a tea? Make a tea out of carafa? So yeah. what I actually did was I, uh, I just boiled some water and then let it cool down. I added the carafa to the water and then put it in a pitcher in my fridge and let it sit for a couple of days. And then I added that through a coffee filter into secondary. Into the ferment. Ah, yes. It's like doing cinnamar, basically. You made your own cinnamar. Okay. Yeah. Mitch, Mitch, what do you think? Is is that going to give... Do you think that has the potential to give him some of the malt characters he's looking for? Yeah, uh, and, and keep it subtle as well. You know, um, I, I remember when I was uh, doing the research for the book, and one of the people I talked to was uh, Larry Sidor, who's who's a great brewer up in Bend. He was brewing for Deschutes at the time, and he uh, when he brewed a, a dark IPA, uh, and he was calling it Cascadian Dark. So I, you know, but um, right. uh, he was throwing the black malt on on top of the grain bed in the louder, so it wasn't even going through the mashing process, and he was just picking up the color that way, and it's, it, it lends itself to a subtle. Rose character. Okay. Did you ever get involved in the Cascadian or Black IPA debate? Do you have a preference either way? Yeah, I have a preference. I, you know, I, I, I get why people want to call it Cascadian dark, and I think if you're brewing it in in Oregon or Washington, that's fine. Um, but it, you know, to me, my big argument against that is as a certain is the naming convention is is that the beer didn't even originate in in that part of the world you know it originated in the northeast and and you know they were um uh, the some of the proponents of the cascadian dark name were were trying to lay claim to the origin of the style which i thought was misguided you know it wasn't quite correct and okay it, it didn't recognize the the real pioneers of the style um you know it's interesting because I was talking with Jeff Bagby about this, uh, you know, before I, I published the book, and 
And he had just spent a whole bunch of time in Oregon, and he actually feels that that Cascadian Dark Ale is different than Black IPA. And, you know, when he's talking Black IPA, he's looking at it the same way I am, you know, just a very subtle roasted character and and very hot forward. And and in his mind, uh, the the beers that were called Cascadian Darks up in Oregon and Washington were – were a little bit heavier on the roast character and a little bit more malt forward, and the hops were more in the blend as opposed to being in the forefront. Okay. Jamil, will you call your beer tonight a black IPA or a Cascadian dark ale? Uh, whatever you want me to call it. I'll call it uh, liquid in the glass. <laughs> you don't give a shit. <laughs> At Moscow, do you have a preference of how we label your beer? Yeah, I'm going with American black ale. Okay, fine. <laughs> See, they can do anything they want here, Mitch. I don't care. You, you know what? I, I remember Dr. Lewis at UC Davis saying, hey, if you're a brewer, you can call the beer whatever you damn well please. And don't <laughs> worry about it. You know, And I always kind of took that to heart. Yeah, that's not a bad, uh, uh, not a bad piece of advice. <laughs> All right, Mitch Steele, ladies and gentlemen. You can find him on a day-to-day basis down at Stone Brewing Company. Uh, also, you can read his book, IPA. It's available through Brewers Publications. You can find it on Amazon or you can go over to uh, Brewers Association. Uh, dot org and shop directly through them and and find the book. Uh, Mitch, you going to GABF this week? You know what? I'm not. I, uh, I I'm taking a break this year after many years, and um, just because I've been traveling a whole bunch and I need to spend a couple of weeks at home. Got it. Well, good for you. I don't blame you, man. You should see Tasty as a disgusted look on his face. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm whipping out. <laughs> Tasty's lost another one of his I'll bros. I'll find a new friend, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back next year. All right. There we go. All right, Mitch. Thank you for your time, and thanks for the education. Oh, thank you. It's been fun. Cheers. We'll see you soon. Cheers. There you go. Mitch Steele, Stone Brewing Company, and a good source on Black IPA. Uh I think we've got our work cut out for us, JP. We've got uh, a couple pointers of what we should be looking for in these two beers. And um, Well, I think after that stone beer, uh, I'm a little skewed. And yeah. My palate's fatigued, so I don't think I'll be of any use to this competition. So I'm going to bow out in judging. Well, we might need to do a little palate cleanse because his is a pretty yeah. gnarly black IPA, isn't it? Yeah. It's got a lot of flavor one of the on the palate. Ones, no doubt. I really like it. In fact, uh, it's one of the few... Th- that's I really mean it, Tasty, that I tend to agree with you on this style, that it's sometimes just a visual thing. But every now and then, there's one like this, and it has some some actual characters in there that I wouldn't find in a normal IPA. At least I think so. But yeah, <laughs> but the blind it, taste it has, it has chocolate character is what yeah. and it has a mouthfeel, bigger mouthfeel. I mean, I'm yeah. trying to think. Of, I'm trying to imagine the beer as yellow when I drink it, and I just can't get there. It just has and, more body than that. And does it have Jamil some of the the acrid qualities that a a, a darker beer like this normally has? Uh, just no, I, I you know I don't think so, and and I don't think it's also uh, it avoids you know being porter like or stout like. It you know, does some do of that. these. I I can't stand the examples that are you know really hoppy porters or really hoppy stouts. Mm-hmm. It's, you know that's I don't think that's black IPA or American black ale or Cascadian dark or whatever you want to call it. I, I think, you know, uh, like Tasty's saying, maybe, you know, there's a there's a hint of chocolate. There's a hint of there, that it's darker. Yeah. That it's maybe maltier a little bit in character. And, uh, you know, but not towards the porter side. And I think that this is a good example. Okay. Mm-hmm. It just it shouldn't be called IPA. I like, I like Moscow's American Black Ale. Is that what you would call this one? It's too? an American it, ale. That's a better name. But it's black, black because yeah. by definition, it, you can't have a black IPA unless if it's, it's February. If it's black, well, you that's can't true. say pale and black. And <laughs> if it's yeah, if it's black, 
then it defeats the cat. It, it it transcends the category of IPA, and and so it's stupid. Well, except that Mitch was kind of saying Mitch is. D- I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now he wasn't exactly calling them IPAs, but he was saying that historically they that IPAs being sent uh, east were could could be very dark. They also could be black. So sure, but I think but only by maybe the BJCP style guideline, well, then you're right. Yes, yeah. but that's yeah. that's what we're going on, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I, right. I like American Black Ale. Yeah, I do too. And Doc, like you're you're more comfortable well, with that? Yeah. Yeah. Use the Microphone. use that device. It, it's it's pushing kind of like brown ales. We have American Brown and we have English Brown. Yeah, two kind of different things, and we're pushing the hops. It's dark. It's not uh, Schwartz beer. Mm-hmm. By any means, yeah, nope. but it's just got the whole American take on it. Okay, so I can I, I call Evil Twin a red IPA? Will that fall under that Ooh. category if that yeah. gets put into the BJCP? Yep. It will, Jamil. Yeah, yeah, it would be because American yeah, Red Ale. I like that better. Mm-hmm. No, but I but there is already no. an American Red Ale, isn't there? Oh, that's just Amber Ale, isn't yeah. it? It's not American Red Ale. It's yeah, amber. they call them Amber's Reds, and there's but yours you know, is not an Amber Ale. No, it's not. It, it wouldn't fall under that category. No, no. it's more Red IPA. Mm. No. It's evil. But, See, it's but, IPA. but it's not an IPA. Yeah, right. it has qualities that is not just a standard IPA. That's correct. So that to me is a clear distinction. And and with the black and at that it's... point, you should you should make a whole new style for it. Okay, you should branch out for from it. I, okay, all right. Uh, you do don't it. gotta yell at me about Fucking it. Do it. All right. Why don't we do this? Um, oh, actually, we got a whole new segment I got to do before we go to break. What um, is it? So we're gonna do a, a new segment that I, I think you're gonna enjoy, and it's gonna help bring us all together as as trust brewers. falls. And uh, we're not doing yeah, trust. Uh, do you trust know. anybody in this room, JP, yes. to do trust falls? Yes, really, because I can sue them for a personal body injury. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh wait. And everybody in here has to. enough for you to get something. Right. You'd have to because you have no, uh, you know, medical insurance now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so we are going to taste our Brewcaster Challenge uh, beers here in a in a short time. Um, but first, we have an all new segment that's called Happy Hour. And let me just give you a, a, a quick rundown, real quick. Um, we want to do a segment based on brewing disasters. You know, we're kind of masochists here, and we like to talk about things that fail rather than just talking about how things succeed all the time. So we Wait. put out a question in the forum and and through our networks to have some of our listeners submit. You know, brewing disasters. Because otherwise, it's always just me that admits the shitty things that happen. Oh, and by the way, right now, I'm going to call him out. I'm not the only person in this room yeah. who has dumped a batch of perfectly good beer into half of a fermenter full of star sand. No, absolutely not. Am I, sir? <laughs> oh, no, no. I was filling the conical. Okay, and, that's and then, a fermentation and, and, vessel. And, and, and then I stopped... And we still saved it. <laughs> you did stop before. I think I dumped my whole batch in. I've done it. So the brewing disasters, and it's. I don't think it's that the guys in this room um, uh, don't want to talk about their brewing disasters. It's just that they don't remember them like I do. Those are the only I things I remember. And so uh, we put the call out to our listeners. But here's the thing, guys. As we do this segment, whether it be tonight or, or as it goes on, if something gets talked about by a listener that you've also done, I expect you to chime in and commiserate with the poor bastard. Yeah, Raise our hands. I'm too honest not to talk about <laughs> Yes. So, uh, our new segment, it's called Happy Hour. It's time for the BN Happy Hour. 
That's right. Brought to you by Sapco, maker of the Brew Magic Brewing System. It's time for our best new segment ever, Happy now, Hour. Let's see who f***ed up this week. <laughs> what do we have? Uh, it, do I have my mic? Yes. This is uh, this is Patrick Bagley's story. He's from Australia. It's a made-up name. He said Supposedly. His, he said his worst homebrewing disaster happened just a week ago. He wrote this in the beginning of uh, August. He was trying to brew an Oktoberfest. Uh, he said he was near the end of a brew session that had gone surprisingly well to that point, too well. He plugged in his new Whirlpool pump. Uh, after uh, he started to uh, recirculate the wort to sanitize the equipment, as per the Jamil technique, uh, but with the return hose hanging over the side of the kettle, wedged in place by the immersion chiller, he went inside for a moment when his wife, with panic in her voice, asked uh, what was happening in the brewery. Uh, he looked up to see what could have been smoke or steam billowing out the doorway. He grabbed the fire extinguisher and raced to find the kettle all but empty and six gallons of wort all over the floor mere seconds before the timer went off for flame out. He said he could barely hold back the tears as he tried to clean up, thinking about the hours and ingredients wasted mm. as the wort seeped into the cracks of the old concrete floor. And he thinks he, he died a little inside that day. Uh. He has since had a socket with hose tails welded to his kettle so the hose <laughs> can be fixed in place, and that will never happen again. He can't walk away during transfer. Well, he learned. <laughs> <laughs> and he welded it in now was his, his, uh, the lesson that he learned. I did something fairly similar. I was, uh, you know, making, I think it was one of the first beer to guards I made. Uh, it, it, everything just went perfectly. And then it came time to run it out of the kettle into the carboy, and uh, I put my little piece of hose in there, and I went off to, to go do something else. And uh, when I came back, there was like an inch of, of wort in the carboy, and all the rest was all over the, the ground. Uh, that was it. All completely dumped. There's nothing worse than the feeling that you've spent all that time and the preparation, because yeah. it's not just that day, right? You... You you thought about the recipe and you wrote it up and then you went shopping for the ingredients like it's the whole thing and it's like the last detail to be screwed up is just to transfer all that hard work. Or just think about if you are brewing it for something and you push the time too. I've got two weeks to get this ready, yeah. and you just wasted a whole brew day. Oh, are you? Yeah. You're saying, am I going to stay up all night and brew this? Right. Am I going to? Not go to church in the morning. <laughs> Whatever you're gonna do. So to me, you know, I've I've essentially and talked about on the show. They're they're famous debacles of mine, but it, it doesn't really matter where in the process it happens. If you've gone that far and then you lose the liquid that you've made, it's it's f either way. So one way I did it was to dump all that liquid into a half full carboy yeah. of star sand. Yeah. Uh, at least that was, uh, you know, it was extract on the stove. It was a shorter amount of time. That's one way. But the next one was my famous carpet porter where I had actually gotten it fermented and carbonated side, and, yeah. it, it, all the way to the cold side. And then I, I put it on tap before going to bed so that the next day it was a Super Bowl party. I forget what it was happening. Maybe just a Sunday show so that we could have my porter that I was very proud of. And when Chad woke up the next morning, it had all just my fittings weren't tight on my kegerator and it all leaked out onto the floor. It doesn't matter where you lose the liquid. Once you've gone that far, if you never get to taste the liquid, it sucks. I thought the equipment side was all Chad anyway. <laughs> well, but this was, I had built this particular kegerator and I don't think I could blame Chad on that one. It had worked for me before, but you know, in my defense, these are things you, you, 
you know, well, maybe not in my defense. You have to check these things regularly, like these fittings. And, they, you know, it's there's so many different fittings and different hose clamps. And even though it was just one keg, there was about three different places it could have leaked. It, it probably I, leaked in all three. <laughs> I did the same thing. You did? <laughs> yeah. I tell you, whatever story somebody comes up with, I probably oh, did yeah. the same stupid thing. You brew for a while. I uh, made a Kolsch. Uh, it was fantastic. I hooked it up in the in the kegerator there, and then uh, which was a fridge. By the time uh, I I checked out the next day, the crisper bins were full of beer. <laughs> oh yeah, oh they're good collectors. <laughs> like, oh great, and uh, it was it was fantastic. Oh, yeah, there was, was still yeah. enough to like bottle up a couple of bottles. I sent into the state homebrew competition, got first place. <laughs> great. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Wish I could have drank some of it. Right. If only. Did crisper beer. Did you drink the crispers? <laughs> you should have. I, I, did, I did take a little bit out of the crispers. You tasted but it, right? Yeah. There was so much crap in the crispers. Because, you know, when you're not using it for a refrigerator, it's just full of dirt and all sorts of nasty stuff. stuff. So, yeah. Well, our happy hour victim this week is now on the line. He's from Australia. His name is Patrick. Patrick, how are you, buddy? Hey, guys. Good. How about you? Doing great. Thanks for being on the show, and thanks for sharing your brewing disaster with us, man. I, I can't believe you said you're doing good after all this. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a while ago you guys put out the call, and uh, I've, I've moved on. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. Yeah, after hours of therapy and stuff, you probably got over it. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, well, a few beers later, too. That tends to help. Sure. That's me. So... You you walk out and you discover the mishap. You've spent your whole brew day and, and you, you discover it's gone. What did you do the rest of the afternoon? Uh, I swore a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I got very angry with people. Um, I came close to going out and buying a cat just so I could kick it. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's something to take it out but, on. Uh, you know, I wouldn't do that. I know JP would be quite offended. He would be very but basically, I just started to uh, collect myself and made plans to go and brew it again. And it's uh, the only way to get back up on the horse. There you go. Dust yourself off. Yeah. yeah. That's the way to do it. So tell us about this fix that you... D- elaborate more on the fix that you did where you welded uh, your kettle to make this, to, to prevent this. Well, I'm uh, not quite able to do the welding myself, but thankfully a, a guy who lives close by is a welder and he's just been getting into all grain brewing, so I've been helping him with that. And... Uh, I was able to give him a call and say, you know, this is what's happened. Uh, <laughs> I need some help. And uh, we just got a socket and uh, welded it to the side of the um, uh, of the pot about three-quarters of the way up so that uh, it was just a, a whirlpool return valve, basically, um, similar to the Jamil Chiller sort of idea. And I've been wanting to do something like that for a while anyway. Okay. And uh, it just meant the hose is constantly is, is properly fixed into the pot um so that it's it's not going anywhere you know in thinking about it now uh there are a ton of times that i haven't even used a hose clamp to to on the hose that i'm transferring wort from one place to another you know it fits real snug and maybe the 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 fitting is barbed Tasty, you know what i'm talking about right like and you've done it so many times i lost so much beer with that but hearing this story now i'm thinking every one of those times i could have lost the whole batch of beer just by not putting on a simple hose clamp or something else you know i've thought about it a couple of times but uh, you always the clamp ocd it. in me i'll clamp it so yes. i use a silicone tubing right and you put it on it it, it me too. I don't use a hose clamp. You don't. And of course, when, like I'm, when I'm force carbonating, I'll, I'll put it up at 45 psi for 24 hours. You know, so I'll come out maybe in the morning and, and like test it, and I go like, oh, it needs more gas. 
and I'll turn the gas, you know, I'll, t- I'll turn the gas back up and leave the hose on there without a hose clamp. Without a hose clamp, it blows that thing <laughs> off. You know, five gallons in my in my kegerator. Yeah, bottom, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's finished beer. Me... I mean, it's beer's ready to drink, and I, I lose it. Oh, that, that's that, the worst time. That time I saw Ale Industries in the two and a half inch hose came off of the Whirlpool. I was there that day, actually. Yeah, me and you were the only ones left there, and there was 600 gallons on the floor. Just went everywhere. Oh, my God, really? Wow. I mean, it's just reminding me of how careless I actually am. He had a clamp on it. It shouldn't have, but it still blew off, and I run in there, and I'm... I couldn't even talk. What did, did I was he, like that dog going, roof, 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 roof. <laughs> What, Lassie? What? Exactly. Did he not tighten it enough? Uh, or? We don't know what it was, but... Uh, it could have got dry. Tasty know. and I were the only ones like kind of left, and he came out to just hang with us a little bit. And yeah, well, he's still was, talking to us. It happened. Well, there's 600 gallons on the floor. Well, Patrick, it's a mistake you make once. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah he just uh, rolled up his sleeves and went to make another batch. Yeah. Wow. Well, I haven't made the Star Sam mistake again. Most of these mistakes, I think, we'll find in this segment, Happy Hour, are mistakes that you make once. If you care at all about your time and your beer, you make them once. Well, live by the rule that uh, that's not a good idea. Yeah. Don't do it. Well, Patrick, hang in there. You started a discussion. We're getting calls now about uh, their brewing disasters. Let's go to line one. It's Blind Guy. What's happening, brother? Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I have come to the conclusion that any brew day that goes really well, you should be really scared of. Because <laughs> yeah. I- I'm a big fan of We Heavies. And we we had made a huge a huge batch of We Heavy, and everything was going smashingly. I mean, swimmingly. I was patting myself on the back. I had things prepped up and ready to go. And uh, I made these little, uh, you know, little space-age little... Uh, cooler things for the for the uh, corny kegs or for the carboys rather so i can put different different carboys in the fridge and ferment them at different temperatures at the same time all in the same fridge temp okay so i I figured i was being on the ball and smart and i had my carboy all ready to go and i had it in my little space aged uh, cozy there how do you know and with the aeration all hooked up and ready to go I transferred it into that into that uh, carboy, had it aerated, had the thing on, went and picked it up, <laughs> slid right out of the bottom of it. And the worst part was, you know how when things happen bad, they seem to automatically happen in slow motion? Sure. Like, you think you can actually stop it from happening, <laughs> but you're also moving in slow motion? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that, that six-gallon carboy slid right out of the bottom of that thing and exploded. Yeah. And, and I swear, <laughs> five yards in every direction. How do you See? know? Like, well, he could feel it, JP. Uh, and, smell and it. like I said, it doesn't matter where you lose it. If you've gone through all that and the liquid is just so close to being done, it doesn't matter how or where you lose it. If you lose it, it just sucks. All right. Thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it. Uh, Patrick, I think we got one more call uh, coming in, too, to help us out with this. We got uh, Andy. Is online too, Andy. What's happening? Hey, hey how you guys doing? Good. Uh, you got a similar Good. disaster? So, I have. A, I didn't listen for the last five minutes because I uh, know the rules. Uh, turn your radio off while you're waiting. That a boy. Um, but <clears throat> I have uh, a, a reasonable story. I don't think it's as epic as dumping all of your beer over something. But so you know, I was brewing a foreign extra, and it's a big beer. It's seven percent, and they had my yeast started. Everything was good. It was five or six at night. You know, you know, getting everything ready clean everything for, you know, star sand, everything. Got my yeast, got the beer in the carboy, ready to go, can't find my blow-off tube. 
all right, what do I do? I need to jury rig some together. So I found a you know a extra stopper, found a you know slightly smaller diameter blow off tube than I wanted. But I felt you know what this will be fine. It's actually one of those better bottle little hoses, and they're very small at the top. And I got it all together, hitched my yeast, you know, said, all right, let's do this. And it's out in the garage. It's cold there. So then go to bed, go next morning, check my fermentation before I go to class. All right. And normally I can usually hear it fermenting. I hear boop, boop, boop. All right, you know, yeah. yeast are ruined. All right. Don't hear anything. All right. That's, that's, a, that's the first problem. Either the yeast died or something else. So I go out there and look at it. It's a better bottle. So it's plastic, right? PET. should have some flexibility to it. It's rock hard. And I'm like, okay, it's completely clogged the blow-off tube right now. It hasn't exploded yet, but it has fully pressurized. Oh, yeah. So I go and, you know, stupid me. I go and I just kind of crack the blow-off tube off. And I get a face full of heat <laughs> yeah. and <pan> out. <laughs> yeah. Kaboom. Oh, and yeah. It's like, damn it. And it's not only that, it's... It has reached the ceiling of the garage. It's eight feet up. Oh, yeah. So it's fully stained in just this, this uh, mess of uh, foreign extra stout. And I'm just uh, like, oh, damn it. I lose, really lose any beer, but it was like one of the most embarrassing things, like this money shot of yeast in my face. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, thank you for the phone call. That is a great uh, brewing disaster. I appreciate it, Andy. The, the thing is, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Doc, but... It doesn't take a whole lot of pressure in a small vessel like that to launch beer a good distance, right? I mean, it, it, it really wouldn't. It, clearly, it wasn't enough to explode the better bottle yet. Uh, it's you're talking about just a few psi, and it'll launch that shit. Well, yeah, the, the, those better bottles will hold a lot of pressure, and it swells, and when it releases, it compresses oh, yeah, and it, it pushes everything in. It's like. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's got to go so somewhere, and then your eyes use you right there. You know, I guarantee you that, that <laughs> I guarantee you that to this day, the stain is still on the Rat Pad uh, dining room ceiling where Chad had this happen. He had a bottle just launch all the way to the ceiling, and it was a brown beer of some kind, and we couldn't wash it off the ceiling. When we moved out of the Rat Pad, it was still fucking there, and I bet it's there today. Yeah, don't look up. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I wonder if this is how Blind Guy lost his sight. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, Patrick, thank you so much for kicking off our happy hour segment uh, with your terrifying story. I appreciate it, man. No worries, guys. All right, brother. Take care. Cheers. All right, if you want to tell your brewing disaster story, send it to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Just write in your disaster. We'll have your email. We'll contact you when we do it. Feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. It's our new segment brought to you by Sabco. Upgrade your equipment to the next level with a brew magic brewing system. Better because equipment will help you avoid these brewing catastrophes. Check out more information at brewmagic.com. All right, here's what we need to do. Uh, I think we need to take us uh, a quick break, right? And when we come back, we're going to talk to you boys about the beers. Find out, uh, maybe we'll get a little info on on how Jamil uh, did this whole thing with no boil. See how your brew day went, Moscow. Uh, and then we'll taste the beers and we'll find out who won the Brewcaster Challenge. Any chance of changing votes? <laughs> nope. nope. Locked in, baby. Really? Are you uh, are you feeling oh, swayed? Oh, not me. Not you. Just, no, I, I want, I want, you think who wants to come our way? Yeah. All right, it's the session. Black IPAs with Jamil in Moscow when we come back. Hang in there.
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Captain here. I'm feeling that Melavino mead, yo. We can't be driving nowhere. Damn straight, son. It's a situation up in here. We be straight GTMing. GTM? You know it, baby. Jim, Tan, me. Yeah, buddy. We be meeting all night, son. Hey, what's this Kickstarter thing I see on the Ultranet? Yeah, Kickstarter. It's the best way there is to raise some dollars for new businesses. Kickstarter's going to help Melavino Mead get all launched up and whatnot. New Jersey Mead for the win. Yeah, yeah. Melovino Meadery needs your help, BN Army. For less than the cost of a tanning session or a bottle of bronzer, you can help make Melovino Mead a reality. And when your girl sees how generous and giving use is, she'll be out Jersey turnpiking you in no time. Yeah, buddy. Help New Jersey's first official meadery get up and running by making a pledge to their Kickstarter campaign. Melovino Meadery. Wine divine. So go get some of that money you've been saving up for the new kicks and pledge it to Melovino Meadery on Kickstarter. Yo, Captain here. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew Homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. Have you ever dreamed about attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Danstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2014 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition in the 2014 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2013, every Danstar yeast packet you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter. So get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2014 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and enter to win. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive, and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of meat on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the meat category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously? What? You're paying money for that watered-down meat when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight doesn't stop at 14% like most meaderies to save 40 cents a gallon. Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? 
If you want need and want the best, you want needs from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. Be a part of the BN Mead explosion and ask for, no, demand Moonlight Meads at your favorite bottle shop. Moonlight Meads. Girly names, manly meads. Hey, sign me up for that party. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishow, and I want to tell you about my favorite heretic beer, Shallow Grave Porter. I love the rich, malty character of this beer. While full and rich, Shallow Grave has an easy-drinking finish that isn't too sweet. I have always loved my homebrew porter recipe, so when it's time to brew Heretic Shallow Grave, I started with that in mind. But I tweaked it with all my latest recipe ideas. Just like in homebrewing, I made sure we used only the finest malts, malts that would produce the ideal flavor for this beer. We used select British malts to get the rich chocolate and caramel flavors that we spared no expense. The result is a beer as dark as a moonless night with hints of vanilla, coffee, and chocolate. Perfect for a cool evening out in the woods. Cheers. funny is Bruce would say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. beer. <laughs> you know? The, the home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's uh, the session right here on the Brewing Network. Well, you're welcome. I really have no. Not you. To go. Oh, we got a couple things left to do, uh, namely the Brewcaster Challenge. We're going to get into that uh, here shortly. Uh, we want to remind you about our good friends over at Adventures in Homebrewing. That's right. You can go to homebrewing.org right now and check out our good friends at Adventures in Homebrewing. They've been supporting us for a little while now. Only Adventures in Homebrewing has the knowledge and expertise to craft their own equipment, like the Brutus Beer Stand, Cereal Grain, uh, grain Cereal Killer Grain Mill, Propane Burners and Systems, Custom False Bottoms, and more. Visit them at their two locations in Michigan or check them out online at homebrewing.org. Our good friends over at Adventures in Home Brewing. Should I do that too? Yep. Oh, cool. Why not? All right. The Brewcaster Challenge is upon us. We have not tasted the beers yet. We will do that at the next break. But I thought what we'd do is come in here and just talk a little bit about how we got to this point. I don't want the full process of each beer because I don't want it to influence our tasting at the break. But I do want to get a little bit of background uh, can we go over the betting uh, just once more, Moscow, so we know who uh, is 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 betting for who? And I, and I think so far it's just me and Doc who have uh, gone with our old friend Jamil. My brothers. Yeah, the only... F- I mean, come on. Uh, Jamil's been with us way longer than Moscow. I have uh, Nate's vote in for Jamil as well. Nate, is, really? Yeah. Vote with your head. He didn't listen to the heart. show, did he? See, Nate's a real softy. I would have thought he'd have gone for you. He's well, voting, would... voting with his, his lower head. <laughs> yeah. 
I think uh, Nicole has that. So that means basically uh, that JP, Tasty, Bevo, Susie, uh, am I missing anybody, are all voting for Moscow. That's it. Um, Does Sammy count? Uh, Sammy does he, whatever Bevo does. That's where Sammy <laughs> okay. is, yeah. Uh, well, one of our judges today will be Paul Brown, the president of Doe's. So we might as well get a bet from him as well, just for, for giggles. Uh, what do you think, Jamil or Moscow to win well, tonight? I did hear about where they got their kits. Okay, you can't give, reveal that information to us. Okay. Then but you can vote. Just answer the question, Paul. I will go for Moscow. There you go. There we go. Moscow. Okay. All right. All right. That about covers it. Uh, so at least we know where we stand. Wow, Jamil, I can't believe only three of us, three of your old buddies have, have stood by you. Yeah, Paul's dead to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So Black IPA uh, was the challenge. Let's just find out a little bit more about the beers, and then we'll we'll just get to tasting, and then we can talk about all the details uh, afterward. Uh, how long ago, Moscow, did you brew your beer? I brewed it on Friday 20 friday september 20 so it's been what three weeks okay a little over three weeks on did you on the 20 one on it's black <laughs> and where <laughs> I, don't wow. even, I don't even understand that one right. that one might be racist it's, i don't understand it's <laughs> no it's, it's written in black lettering oh yeah i see I still don't get it. Yeah. Uh, where did you get your uh, recipe from, Moscow? Did you design it yourself? No, sir, I did not. Okay. Used a kit? Yes. From? Doe's. Uh, from Doe's? Yes. Available at? More Beer. Okay. So you went to More Beer and got your Doe's kit for a black IPA. If I remember right, Doc mentioned that this Doe's worked pretty hard on this recipe. Uh, months and months. Actually, Paul could probably reiterate a lot more on that one. But it was. Well, I led the discussion on that. It was. Did you taste? Yeah, it, the guy who doesn't oh, even well, like black IPAs yeah. led the discussion. Well, I was uh, trying to get him to make an American brown, but I couldn't get him to go. We, <laughs> now I want to change my vote. Uh, More beer gave us the, the Tasty was go like, ahead. I have this great to, recipe. It's called Janet's Brown. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, More beer gave us the go ahead to do whatever kit we could have for dose. Okay, and it was voted in as whatever you call this. Black what? IPA, whatever, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Okay. American Black but It was not taken lightly. What did Doe's call it? Did you guys call it Black IPA? Yes, Black you, IPA. Okay, just curious. All right, so the recipe went through several iterations. You guys dialed it in. It's now available at More Beer, and this is what Moscow brewed. And you brewed an, an extract version. Yes. Uh, on the stove? Yes. Full boil, though. Yeah, if I remember yep. right. So not a, so you you got all five gallons of volume all in one shot. Who's, yep. ki- who's kitchen? Mine. Okay. I, I have a, a commercial range in my kitchen, so it's got uh, powerful burners. Oh, gas. Yeah. Yes, big burners. Yep. Good. And in Moscow's case, unlike a lot of our listeners write into us, he's the anal one in the family. His girlfriend isn't going to be the one who said, "Make sure you clean up the stove." It's Moscow's. He has that voice in his head permanently. It's his Jewish mother's voice, and he it goes on the whole time. So I'm sure that there was no mess. Clean up so. before you make the mess. Did you did you boil over? No, no. Because you realize that's the fear of the in kitchen brewing, right? Yeah, no. I just kept an eye on it, and uh, that was never. It was never even close. How many gallon kettle did you use? Uh, it's huge. It's like I think ten or twelve. Mm. It's a big kettle. So you what spread it over two burners to to boil? No, uh, I just put it in the center of one burner, and even though it, the circumference of the the kettle is much bigger than the burner, the burner is so powerful that it was it was fine. And you did a, a five gallon batch though, not a ten gallon batch. That's right. Yeah, I think okay. I, I think I boiled closer to six gallons though. Okay. Did you? 
put the extract in right at the beginning, or did you, you know, in other words, for 60 minutes with hops in and all the extract like you would normally, or did you delay the addition of any extract? No, I added it in. Yeah, I steeped the grains while it was heating, and then and then I put the... Uh, I put the extract in and then did a 60-minute boil, so it's full 60. So very traditional extract uh, batch on the stove. Yeah. I was careful. I turned the burner off, you know. I didn't want to burn uh, the uh, extract in. But yeah, it was a full hour. Okay. And then, if I remember right, you were a little vague about fermentation control for our last discussion. We could save that till after the tasting if you feel like we should keep holding on to that. Sure. Yeah, you can save a reveal for later. Sure. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I'm not nervous at all. <laughs> Well, if it's got an unusual fermentation character, I guess we'll get to it, huh? Did you yeah, dry? Or, you know, it might be perfect. <laughs> or conditions are perfect. Did yeah. you dry hop? Uh, yeah, absolutely. This they called for uh, three uh, different varieties of hops in the dry hop, and I did not. I don't think for as long uh, as you're supposed to. the The kit says uh, you know three to seven days, which is a pretty big oh. window. And I was on the the shorter end of that of that. Okay. Uh, by choice or by time limit? Time. This goes back to what we were talking about in the last segment of gi- giving yourself only two weeks and you're, you have a hard out for a contest. And so, you know, I did. Okay. So, without going into detail, because uh, we'll do that afterward, did everything go as planned or were there some things uh, that, you know, maybe, maybe they were numbers, maybe it was that you ran out of time? Uh, did it go according to plan? Actually, surprisingly, yeah. Th- there really were no hiccups. Okay. Oh, the Moscow voters are getting confident now, aren't they, Doc? Yeah, well, after listening I to that, there's not one point that you thought, "Oh, I should make a call." <laughs> oh, that no, I did. That that happened. Uh, oh, there were calls. Yeah, there were calls. <laughs> uh, okay. In all particular, right. the, I told I talked about the the Paul Sangster method of adding the carafa malt, and uh, I originally I, I misinterpreted his advice as you have to because he was like you got to sanitize the pitcher before you put them in there right and so what i did is i had a bunch of sanitizer water in there and then i put the grain <laughs> directly in into that and then That's i was very like clean this right it has to be clean <laughs> and i was like this doesn't i was about to pour it in through the coffee filter i was like this doesn't seem right you know sanitize right. the water and so i called paul and he was like no you moron <laughs> definitely not what you're supposed oh, to do dang you know you should should be i thought you uh, had to make all your calls before your yeah. <laughs> i did Oh, no, no, before you take uh-huh. before you take Somebody's action. Oh, okay. Before you take action. Yeah. Please. That, then you can have somebody standing there going, No, do that. Do yeah. that. Well, what no, do you no. think what do you think Justin had with Chad, you know? Well, sort of. I got a few calls. They weren't changes though. They were anyway, it's fine. You took a little liberty with the rules. That's fine. No. We all do. Whatever. <laughs> hey, some of us didn't. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll see how your no boil went. Uh, so let me get this straight. Somebody other than JP took your phone calls about this brew day. I left him like six messages. He finally called me back. <laughs> he finally was like, all right. Uh, was JP your main assistant in this brew day? Because uh, he was one of mine. So uh, Yeah, I, I, I blew a couple calls into JP. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else on the panel? Uh, n- Just want to know? No. Know, full yeah, no. disclosure? JP and Paul Sinkser were my, were my uh, go-tos. <laughs> okay. I guess that's all you needed. I mean, <laughs> got four or five other people, too, I guess. Yeah. yeah, other than JP, I think you had a winning team there. <laughs> I did lose and you were my advisor Although you were also my competitor So maybe that doesn't count What are you going to (laughs) do? Okay, so We've got Moscow's Brew Day behind us We'll taste his beer And let it do the talking Let's go over to Jamil Now, I don't want to know all of the methods You ended up employing To to use no boil What I I do want to know Brew Day sucks That's what you want to know Yes Did you brew on 
any of your multiple systems that you have available to you because you've got a, a, no. a you didn't no well, crow brewery no more no, beer system no. and no uh blickman system there's no boiling i mean why i i figured you know what the heck i uh <laughs> fuck to begin with so you didn't yeah. use any of your uh, normal equipment okay. no, no all right um how many gallons of beer did you brew i think it totaled out to maybe seven or so okay seven or eight were you trying to do a five-gallon batch, but you you didn't measure or whatever? Using water and grains. What do you do? Yeah, he had no idea what he's doing. I heard from the last show. I uh, yeah, I I wasn't measuring anything. And then I was thinking, well, you know, I want to kind of hit this gravity or that gravity, and so I was kind of guessing how much water uh, was needed, <laughs> okay. and you know, just kind of guessing how it was. Did you use brewing software at all like you normally would with your brew day? No. Nothing. (laughs) And I, uh, no hydrometer, no nothing. Did you go to... to I still still don't know what the ABV of this thing is. I don't know what it started at. I don't know what it finished at. Have you tasted it? Yes. I I packaged it off today. I put it into a couple of growlers. It's in growlers now. Okay. Wouldn't 10 years ago's Jamil be disgusted with this incarnation of Jamil? (laughs) With yourself? (laughs) Yeah, a good maybe, question. Maybe I would have been disgusted, but I probably wouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> yeah, because I know what there. kind of sloth I am capable of. <laughs> You've now just fully uh, yeah. discovered it. Yeah, yes. You're out of the closet now. Okay, all right. I'm wondering if you just kind of woke up on a Saturday morning, threw on your robe, and said, <laughs> "I'm just going to throw some shit together and just make it happen." You mean yesterday? <laughs> yeah. yeah, throw right. on my robe. No, I was like, uh, you know, bare ass naked. No. uh... <laughs> I was down at, at the brewery uh, because I had to be at the brewery. Uh, Liz was Southern California, so it was me having to work the tasting room along with uh, Jenny from More Beer. And so I had to be there. I had to get this done. I mean, this is a couple of days after Moscow brewed, and I, I just had no choice. I had to get it done then. I knew I was running out of time. So uh, in between changing kegs and running up and washing glasses and serving beer and filling growlers and all that i was trying to get this done so you know i didn't really pay attention to time (laughs) volumes anything i'm if i'm moscow right now i am thoroughly insulted by your lack of attention (laughs) to this competition only be insulted if i win yes I always oh, think of myself as unoffendable, but I'll be offended if I lose this. I mean, because it's just kind of like, oh, it's just Moscow. I'll go on about my daily chores, and well, maybe it, I'll it, brew a it beer. It could have been Mitch frickin' Steele. <laughs> I, I just did not have the time to do Even it. Even if I'm a listener, I, I would feel I the mean, same way. Originally, <laughs> like, well, I'm trying to learn something. What's going uh, on uh, here? Originally, I, uh, I had plans to do... Uh, like, uh, you know, a half a dozen different beers. Okay. And I was going to try different yeasts and different techniques, and I was going to try a whole bunch of different stuff. Oh, the old Jamil. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember him. He's a podcast about beer. And, and so I was going to uh, you know, do all that, figure out what worked and what didn't, and then, uh, you know, pick the best of it or blend it or something like that, you know, and come out with a, a winning effort. Ninkasi Jamil. That's right. Yes. But then... I was busy. <laughs> so, yeah, and tired. Uh, and tired. You know, I'd rubbed one out, and, uh, you know, and so I was tired, need a little nap. And and so I just, uh, I was just like, oh, what's the least I can do and make this thing <laughs> and work not, out? And not let me down. 
Uh, well, show up with a right, beer, right? As long, I knew as long as they showed up with a beer that sort of was like <laughs> what was supposed to be made, that was both that liquid and black. You would well. Now let's not go too far. It's, it's liquid, <laughs> yeah. red, man. and it's 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 in. It, it can be served. It's carbonated, right? Uh, it it does have color to it. Um, I mean, let's not go crazy here. And then, uh, you know, I knew if I did that much, yeah, you would be, you would not hate me. You're you, right. You'd be like, oh, that's okay. No, you're just part of the team. He right. hates you now. <laughs> right. I, I would. I felt like I was living up to the brewcaster standard of yeah. effort. Yeah. So. I have one question just to make sure there was no cheating involved of any kind after right. hearing this description. Uh-huh. Um, is the beer that we will find in our glass from you, did a label have to be approved through the TTB <laughs> for this beer? It would only have to be approved if I, I wanted to sell it because it was brewed at a commercial brewery. Oh, it was, but so not I, on the commercial I system. could actually okay. sell this beer. Okay. Should I want to for some reason? If it's awesome. But this is not, for example, Evil Twin with a bunch of Cinemar added. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. That would so, have been smart, I mean. <laughs> nor, nor is it Evil Cousin with uh, Cinemar. Cousin okay. would be a great Technically, guy. it's not a homebrew, though. Mm. Well, it's he. I'm, he a homebrew. Actually, after listening to that, if that doesn't sound like a homebrew method, I don't know what is. Sounds like a bad well, homebrewing method, actually. <laughs> Other than it wasn't than done home at home. Method. He yeah. really didn't care. He did lackadaisical. He kind of didn't, didn't measure, measure anything. Yeah. It's a homebrew. You know, I got to say, Moscow, I'm going to be offended if it's not better than my fucking beer. <laughs> or if it, rather, if it is better than my beer. Because I went through, uh, I painstakingly tried to brew this thing. And if it's better than my and evil twin clone, oh boy. I will also say, I only used my own homebrew equipment. I didn't use any brewery equipment of any kind that i can think i use some brewery supplies some hops mm-hmm. and yeast okay some ingredients and, and water from the brewery you might have been wearing your brewer's boots that day but that's it right <laughs> so but no no uh all the equipment was my i used better bottles you know it was all homebrew stuff okay same thing even to package it and all the, right and the lucky hand well, we're going to get to tasting. One of our esteemed judges, who I am proud to welcome back to the show, Chris Graham, is here, and he is on a limited time frame because he has babies, and babies <laughs> must sleep. Babies. Oh, so They don't sleep. <laughs> here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. Uh, at the break, you're going to hear uh, about Bellingham Beer Week uh, so that we can pour and taste the beer. So stay tuned. We'll be back with the winner of the Brewcaster Challenge. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Williams Brewing announces their first customer recipe issue since 1991. This free 64-page catalog includes 27 of the best home-brewing recipes submitted by their regular customers. Best of all, this paper-only catalog is free for the asking. Just go to williamsbrewing.com and click on the free customer recipe issue link. This offer expires October 18th. While you are on the site, check out some of the latest exclusives like the Williams O. 
oatmeal stout malt extract, the big oxygen system, and they even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enjoy their famous customer service. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> hey, dude, I think there's... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. You don't look so good. There's, <laughs> there's something wrong with your beard. It's making everyone sick. <laughs> don't let your beer make your loved ones ill. Proper cleaning and sanitation is the key to avoiding puke on your shoes. But I used an all-in-one. Cleaning and sanitizing cannot be done in a one-step process. No cleaner can sanitize, and no sanitizer can clean. The amazing chemists at Five Star Chemicals have your solution. Clean with BBW and sanitize with Star Sand. Fantastic! Your friends and loved ones will thank you. Five Star products are available at fine homebrew shops near you and online. Put your best beer forward with Five Star Chemicals. Your one-stop for the cleanest two-step solution. Your Blickman Engineering. Think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the Intuitive Beer Gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The auto sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jews. 
Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and Bruin brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at HopTech.com. Mix me your 100 grain amber recipe and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Now it's short and stout with Scott the Jew. Yes, it is. Today I bring you my trip to Bellingham, Washington for their second ever beer week earlier this month. Regular listeners, you'll remember Bellingham, of course, is the home of Chuck and Nut Brewery. Their bills won our 2012 Beer of the Year. And other anecdotal mentions on this program, my folks live up there, and Justin peeped the scene on his 2011 West Coast road trip, and etc. Anyway, it was clear uh, at all the events that I went to just how thriving a craft industry Bellingham really has. For a city of about 80,000, you know, in what is perceived to be basically no man's land between Seattle and Vancouver, there sure is a buzzing brewing scene. With Chuck Coconut Boundary Bay and newcomer Colshan leading the way. Killer beer-centric restaurants like the Copper Hog and world-class bottle shops like Elizabeth Station have only begun to make their market there. Everywhere we went, we were treated really well. Fantastic beer and fantastic food abounded. Uh, the first night... We headed to a McKellar event at the aforementioned Elizabeth Station, and I sat down for a couple of minutes with its owner, Patrick McAvoy, and I'm from Bellingham, Washington. My business philosophy is to have a store where people can come get together and talk, to have a, uh, a place that's focused on beer, that people can come experience beer and have fun, uh, but that they can come and bring their friends, that they, they know they can come any day of the week and uh, sit down, have a great beer, and, and chat. So, I mean, this is only the second Bellingham Beer Week. We're only a couple days into it, but have you noticed differences, you know, with this year as compared to last? Oh, for sure, yeah. So last year was the first official one, and it was just the three breweries and two of us stores. It was fun, but it was mostly trying to get the local people to come out. This year has been focused on getting a bunch of people to come out, uh, getting a bunch of restaurants and bars involved. Uh, there's all sorts of non-bars that are involved, pizza places, and I think there's a cupcake place that's doing something and a and a noodle bar, and I don't know what else there is, but it's been it's been a much wider scope. Uh, we've done a much better job at advertising to uh, to people in Seattle and in Vancouver, and uh, from what I've seen, uh, we're getting a lot of people from out of town coming in. So it's a, it's a very different feel to it. How have you enjoyed the beers brewed specifically for Bellingham Beer Week? Yeah, the, we had two brewer, two beers brewed for Bellingham Beer Week this year. One was the collaboration of the three Bellingham breweries, Colchon, Chuckanut, and uh, Boundary, and uh, it's a dark Belgian. 
it's it's really good, and the cool thing about it is it's going to age incredibly well. I'm actually excited to to give it six months or a year and, and try it. Actually, we'll probably save some and, and uh, bust it out next year because it's going to age beautifully. The Fremont beer, Fremont out of Seattle, they made a coconut coffee porter, and the coffee comes from a local roaster uh, that does really great stuff, and it is absolutely phenomenal. It uh, we are wondering if they might include it in their normal release of, of what they do just because it's, it's, it's blown a lot of people's minds we, we, there were some skeptics of a coconut coffee porter but it, uh, it has blown all expectations so if you were like you know a local car dealer in a cowboy hat doing your own commercial with the accent and everything yes please please do the accent <laughs> alright um, uh, y'all should get into Elizabeth Station because we got the best beer selection north of Seattle and because we have the best ambiance of any place you'll find around here. It's good. The accent kind of disappeared after the first syllable, but that was good. (laughs) My apologies. I prompted everybody to do this. I'm basically trying to get the entire city of Bellingham nominated for the Dedication to Personal Success Award 2013. Anyway, the next night, the city treated us to a fantabulous multiple-course beer pairing dinner at the Copper Hog, where I sat down for a minute with... Aaron Mattson, and I'm the owner of the Copper Hog in Bellingham, Washington. So do you plan your... your food around your beer, or do you plan your beer around your food? Um, I would say if we had to if we had to pick one or the other, it would be the it would be more the food around the beer. But the beer changes so frequently, and we have twenty one taps. Something works out of it all. So does the beer change more frequently than the food? Because I know you rotate everything. Yeah, I mean, as soon as a keg's gone, it turns into something else just that quickly. I mean, probably three beers change daily as we go. How's the experience been? It's been really good. It's been, I mean, the in, the restaurant industry is not an easy one by any means. What's the hardest part about it? Uh, actually, in Washington State, labor. <laughs> Keeping labor costs low is oh. very difficult. Very difficult. In Washington State, minimum wage, no matter what you do, is uh, is nine twenty an hour. Yeah. So not that. Not I'm not saying that it's a that's a lot of money, but you know, in the, the margins in uh, in this industry, are roughly live in the five percent. So it's still feast or famine depending on the seasons here you know how do you make your beer buying decisions actually it's pretty methodical i have uh because we're confined by space um and through my masters you know keep your inventory lean and so i basically just have a list of 21 spots each one represents a different style some repeat obviously because people love ipa so we got two on at a time or three whatever but uh basically i have Two backups of each style, and I just look every every day what I need, and I fill that spot. And I go with I go with what I like. We're so lucky in the Pacific Northwest. We have there literally probably isn't a better place in the world for beer. We get every style and more than most places. Okay, you're now a local car dealer with a cowboy hat. Tell people why they should hit up the Copper Hog. Oh man, come to the Copper Hog for. Uh, Unfortunately, as a, I can't say for cheap prices, <laughs> but we got great. Don't food. look for a good deal yeah. here. <laughs> we got great food, and we got you know great beer on tap that you're not really going to find anywhere else in town. 
The following evening, it was on to Colshan Brewing Company for another awesome beer pairing dinner. Even though Colshan does not have an on-site kitchen, it manages to feel like a restaurant, being a large killer tap room with the brewery on-site and several local food trucks that frequent the parking lot. I checked out the brewery and had a conversation with David Vitt, Colshan Brewing Company, Bellingham, Washington. You opened in 2012, right? Yeah. Describe the Bellingham beer scene in the, what, 16 months you've been operating? Well, it's it's gone crazy for us. I think having a new beer in town has really been exciting for people. Uh, there was two breweries before we started, and and uh, people were just excited to try something new. Uh, we do a different style than the other two breweries in town. Um, you know, Chuckanut does lagers uh, that are kind of in the German style, and uh, and Boundary's kind of an old school Northwest style beer. And we're we're pretty diverse, and we're shooting for just really clean, um, balanced, kind of on the dry side of beer. Um, something you really want to sit down and drink a few pints of. So I know that you've had a, a really good uh, start and it's been a prosperous 16 months, but to the extent that this question is answerable, what would you do differently if you could do it again? Boy, I'm not sure I would do anything different except for maybe build a bigger brewery. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a constant, uh, constant expansion, but... Uh, looking at the resources I started with, I didn't have much of a choice. You know, I kind of started with peanuts and, and worked with pretzels and got to where we're at. So we've seen organic growth, and, and I think that I'd like to, I would do it all over again. You're a local car dealer with a cowboy hat. Tell people why they should come to Colshan. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, Scott, we make good beer. <laughs> you know? You don't want to. You don't want to drive past this brewery. You want to stop in. You want to try a pint. So uh, we make good beer. Try them all. We're the best. <laughs> I can get like good, good financing on my pint of the Russian Imperial Stout. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll extend you some credit for at least an hour. <laughs> And, of course, no trip to Bellingham for any beer week would be complete without a trip to Chuckanut, the best brewery whatever was. I headed there for author John Hall's latest book release, and after a couple of pints of Chuckanut's awesome Roush beer and, of course, the Pilsner, I sat down with John and spoke with him about his new book. I'm John Hall. I'm the editor of All About Beer magazine and the author of the American Craft Beer Cookbook. Didn't you used to run Goose Island? Uh, no, I did not. That was uh, a very different John Hall who has a lot of money right now while I'm running All About Beer magazine and writing cookbooks for a living. So let me get this straight. You've never peed on somebody else's bar? <laughs> well, I'm not going to go that far. But uh, but no, not, it's not that story that you're thinking oh, of. Oh, okay. All right. So you, you, we, uh, we had your um, book presentation. Is it the Craft Beer Cookbook? American Craft Beer Cookbook. It's very patriotic. Ah, yeah. so explain that. Well, it features all American craft beer, um, hence the the title. So it's a collection of 155 recipes that I culled from breweries and brew pubs around the country, as well as some great beer bars and stuff from my own kitchen that really celebrates the best in pairing good beer with good food. So did this start out as a recipe book, or did you have a different vision to begin with? Originally, it was supposed to be a travel book. It was really supposed to highlight some of the great breweries that are out there in America and reasons to go out and visit them, You know, be it because they had a cool location or they have some work 
world-class brewers working for them or just because it's uh, a fun place to visit. And what we figured out uh, was that people like to eat when they're drinking beer as well. And so, what? yeah, it's weird, right? So we, uh, we decided to do a cookbook along with it. I should say we is me and my, my editor. So. There's a million different, you know, approaches you could have taken or uh, beers. How do you narrow down what kind of recipes you're going to pick and what kind of beers you're going to use in those recipes? I, I wanted to move beyond where we are with uh, what people think about with beer and food. So I didn't necessarily want to do burgers and nachos and, you know, like hot wings and things like that. I really wanted to, to start to look at larger uh, recipes that people might associate with wine. So, you know, braised duck legs or, uh, you know, veal uh, scallopini or you know just uh, great chocolate cake or things that uh, beer doesn't always get attention with and what what I did was look around the country and try to find sensibilities or uh, heritage recipes or uh, recipes that called for native ingredients for breweries around the country and then try to find uh, recipes that, that worked out food wise and then try to find beers that really complemented them really well which is uh, harder than you might think but with so many beers out there these days it's also fairly easy as well of all the different places to promote this, you know, why Bellingham? Why not? It's uh, I think it's a great town, and here we are, ninety miles north of Seattle. Seattle gets so much of the love uh, because of great breweries like Pike and Elysian and Gastropod. Uh, it, it's fun to look just outside of the major cities where people are living, uh, they're drinking local, and Bellingham uh, has three really good breweries operating in it right now. Doesn't always get the love, but here at Chuck and Nut, uh, they're just making some of the best lagers in the country right now. So, yeah. And there you have it. Hopefully you got a little bit of a taste of what it was like to be up in Bellingham for Beer Week 2013. It'll be interesting to see over the next few years as their Beer Week picks up steam if they can approach, you know, San Francisco Beer Week territory or maybe even Philadelphia Beer Week territory. They just need about a million more inhabitants, but they certainly have the beer to do it. Special thanks to Annette Bagley and the Bellingham-Whatcom County Tourism Board, Mari and Will Kemper over at Chuckanut, the Vineyard Place Hotel and Spa, David Vitt, Aaron Madsen, and Patrick McAvoy. See you all next time, and until then, this is Scott the Jew saying, L'chaim. Moscow for going to Bellingham, Washington, and reporting on Bellingham Beer Week. I'm uh, yeah, disappointed thanks. that you didn't bring us back any Chuckanut growlers or anything uh, else. You once again have proven yourself to be a selfish brick. I tried. TSA uh, took it away from me at the airport. Come on. Uh, I, I, bet, I bet they made it all the way back to his house. What? <laughs> I can't get there because my microphone's dead. <laughs> Your microphone is dead. Uh, all right. We've got the beers in front of us, and we got to get right to it. Uh, we're running a little short on time. We have tasted the black IPAs from uh, Moskowitz. American black ales. And Zena Chef. Or black American ales. And uh, everybody has casted uh, their ha- has cast their votes. Casted it. Uh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, uh, I think we're ready to reveal... Uh, the votes, and then of course, as always, we'll we'll go around and figure out why people voted the way that they did. Can we bring back the soundboard? Uh, you want your drum roll? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Graham brought his kids, and and I brought Doc. 
no, I can't. I don't, it's not here. I don't know why it's not saved on my thing, but it's not. Sorry. Just, you can do it with your mouth if you want. <laughs> All right, Moscow. Not mark me. these down. I'll start reading the ballots. We have a lot of ballots because we, we brought in some extra people today. We have some guests in the studio. Uh, the first vote, and I won't read. Uh, or should I just read who they're from as we do it? Why not? Yeah, because, you know, why not? Now, I'll just do votes, and then we'll right. find out who they're from as we go. The first vote is for Beer B. That's B. All right. B is in B. The second vote is for Beer A. For those of you keeping track at home, we're now even. <laughs> Are you sure? Can you recheck? <laughs> should get our accounts to audit this. Ballot count. Yeah. The third vote. Hanging chads. Is for A. Hmm. <laughs> what does that make us at now? <laughs> I don't even know. I think that the next vote, uh, even though there are two votes on it, it looks to be that it is a vote for B. But I'm gonna I'm gonna set this ballot aside in case there's a dispute in the future. What retard couldn't vote? Couldn't write one letter down. I mean, is it Doc? It's it Doc, never it? ceases to amaze me the staff of the of the Brewing Network. They, they cannot follow simple instructions by putting one letter on a fucking ballot. It's not even complicated. <laughs> I have two in this in this single ballot. I have I have an A with the word aroma and two arrows pointing down. And then I have the letter B with the word aroma with an arrow pointing up. A single arrow pointing up. I don't have a legend to dis- to know what the arrows mean. Uh, and then I have the word winner. Well, it's all clear. Just look at the arrows. Was it a big arrow pointing up? The, the same right. size as the other two arrows. So, pl- someone please submit a legend so that I know I, how to read this. I think if you hold the paper sideways, the, they're actually pointing left and right, uh, yeah. not up and down. You might be right. Yeah, please put that on the camera so the folks watching live can see. Cam up, put that on still store. Okay. Uh, the next vote is for B. You sure? Yes. That one. That one. Somebody followed instructions. The next vote. B. Oh, someone with the letter A is getting nervous. Apparently people in the in this uh, room don't have pallets. The next vote, which also has other writing on it, but at least that <laughs> writing got scribbled out. <laughs> so you read it? <laughs> is B. Wow. How many people in this room vote, like, for presidents and shit? <laughs> because it's your fault that these things clearly are wrong. Clearly do, a lot of people. It doesn't count. <laughs> a lot uh, of pregnant chads up in this bitch. The next vote is for B. There are two votes left, Moscow. Does A have a chance in your tally? No, no, we're at six for B and two for A right now. The next one is A. And the final one is B. That's a seven to three final vote. Seven to three. Please tell us who brewed beer. (laughs) Letter B. Drumroll, please. Yours truly, Moscow. Jamil, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Round of applause. Now, don't you feel like a throne fight? Do <laughs> what? Doesn't it feel like a throne fight? Oh, yeah. Yeah, somebody bought him off for yeah. sure. Now, top of the fifth, you go down, you take a dive. 
Now, Jamel, I don't mean this to be rude. <laughs> what the but fuck are you thinking? Arrogant But jerk. it will be. Yeah, go ahead. Well, stick it in. After tasting them, every Brewcaster Challenge, I've had a tough time uh, picking a beer. Right. I thought it was going to be a unanimous B vote on oh, this one. There you go. A had, well, we'll get to it as we go, but uh-huh. I genuinely, th- I was like, I don't know that anyone's going to vote for A on this one. <laughs> and I, I don't mean that to be mean. There are some, just, we'll talk right. about them as we go around the room. <laughs> It could have been the nasty hops I used. <laughs> Did you say, were those aged or something? No, those are... Um, All right, I'm going to withhold yeah, the, the rest like of that. my... We'll, we'll find out about that as we go. I'll with, withhold the rest of my opinion, because um, there's a lot to talk about these two beers. We're going to go right to Chris Graham, our old friend from More Beer, uh, our wonderful sponsor, and our good friend, who's, uh, I, uh, several of your friends have met your babies for the first time tonight. Uh, what are the twins called? Yeah, yeah. Thanks uh, for calling me in when I'm most tired. <laughs> and, and the only way you got me here was teasing me with trying Jamil's beer. Ah, yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, taste Scott's beer and Jamil's beer. I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. I haven't had a Jamil homebrew in a long time. Too bad we ripped that out so, from under so, you. So, yeah, that was the bait and switch. <laughs> I have my two 10-month-old twins right here who are uh, past their bedtime, so I can hear them crying through the studio glass. What are the twins' names? Porter and Charlotte. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Beautiful babies you have. You remember now that's a boy and a girl? I did. Yeah. I was like, yeah, bring the girls over. I'd love to meet them. <laughs> and he's like, dude, one's a boy. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. Well, they're, well, they're babies. Right now. <laughs> so you're that saying, can change it. Thanks, Doc. <laughs> there was a, an article about a Taiwanese six-year-old who went through gender reassignment. <laughs> well, yeah. Way to have it confidence. You're totally socially conditioning your kid's gender assignment, man. Way to go. Yeah. You don't want to let them be free and choose it themselves? I'll you're let per- them listen to this on repeat over and over and you're over. Right. Right. You're progressive. But, uh, yeah, uh, Jamil, this is something awful. <laughs> so so you voted B. I, I did, and I'm the one with the lots of scribbles, but not the arrows. Okay, um, yeah. I, did. Let me I go was back told here. we were judging, so I took notes. Ah, okay. Then I realized scribble them out, because right. you can't figure out then you how realize, to read those. So, yeah. <laughs> so you voted uh, for beer B, which was Moscow's beer. Uh, why did you vote this way? Uh, <laughs> it's okay, you can be honest. <laughs> uh not only was B actually pretty tasty, yeah, um, nice head retention, nice aroma. Um, a, <laughs> a, 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 it was pretty damn bad. Yeah, yeah. What was? Okay. Now, hold, hold on, hold on. Here. <laughs> you're, you're talking about head retention. Both have head retention. Yeah, and you know all that. All that's uh, fine. Yeah, but I think one's the, good and one's the, not. Good. The difference is the the hops. The hops. That head retention. Yeah. Yeah, one has head retention, but the other has a better head retention. I, I change a lot of diapers today. Um, this smells similar to some of them. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know when your kid eats something piney smelling? Specific, yeah. so, so specifically, what is wrong with A, in your opinion? Uh, uh, what flavor characteristics are you picking out that are no good? Cat pee is kind of a character in there. Okay. Um, yeah? Yeah, just not goodness. Just not good. Yeah. I got... Uh, if you have nothing nice to say, you shouldn't say anything. Well, it's okay. We're here to learn. And I and Jamil will be able to discuss some of these. I, I have heard it's the hops that did it, so I'd like to learn about these hops. About those. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. That's <laughs> Just in case future, as we go down the judges, in case anybody else picked it up, the the first thing I got both in the aroma and the, uh, the, the flavor was petroleum also. Okay. Now that you mentioned the cat piss, I'll give you that, too. I, I'm picking that up, too. But I got just a heavy... Like petroleum 
uh, characteristic. I want to clarify something too, just for all the masses that I heard it earlier. He did not use more beer equipment in the brewing. Of That's said, correct. Said beer. <laughs> Nor did he use more beer ingredients. Yes, I, oh, I used I used a more beer counter pressure oh, no, no, filler You might want to throw that away. Yeah. <laughs> the filler. All right. So Chris Graham, uh, pl- his vote uh, plainly lies on B, and and B is it's it wasn't just a lesser of two evils, if I'm understanding right. You actually like the beer. It is tasty. It's a bit roasty, um, but overall, it's a good beer. Okay. Now, this, of course, was a more beer kit created by Dose. Oh, uh, beer well, number B. Oh, isn't that convenient? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'll take my $20 check and go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go to Doc uh, while, we're, while we're on that side of the table. And, uh, of course, Doc, uh, like myself, had voted for uh, Jamil to win uh, in our betting. Um, how did you vote in the actual tasting? Uh, I voted for B. Uh, and Moscow's it, beer again. It, it, it started off with the aroma, and it was just... What did you get in that? Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> but um, specifically. Um, uh, the fucking part. Uh, hippie chick armpit. <laughs> Is that why you were smelling your own armpit? Well, yeah, but I couldn't smell my own ass, so I couldn't really tell. Um, Jamil, can you talk to your friends at the BJCP and see if we can get hippie chick armpit? Uh, oh, and, oh, absolutely. And, you know, and I've, I've gone back to it. It's like flavor wheel. And I've been there. I've been here. Been and, burning Man, yes. Yeah. I've been in hippie chick armpit. Anything, land. any other flavor descriptors that other folks who haven't been around hippie well, chicks Well, I, I, ju- I just started with, with the, the first part, which I couldn't get past the smell. And it was just so different in the two. Uh, the first one was that, and the the second was uh, kind of what in the smell though in the in in a. <laughs> Give me something other than hippie chick armpit, like a real flavor descriptor that people might. Uh, well, you guys could say cat piss. Okay, it's past that. Yeah, the, the armpit thing really. If you smell it, thinking bo, it's a little it's bo. Got B-O oh, it's for sure. Oh, well, smell you and well, smell to, that. Look at Moscow getting all uppity over there, Jamil. <laughs> Hey, I'm, I'm committed but, to accuracy. No, it, it, it is. It is <laughs> it's freaking armpit. Yeah, I'll give you a little bit of bo, but I still get a heavy petroleum. Is she's not the blonde? Predominant okay, thing. okay. Um, it tastes. But yeah, but it, it just. Oh, it's just, that was the first one. The taste, not so different. Uh, but it was, that, that first smell was just okay. I couldn't get past that part. Uh, the 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 body and the mouthfeel are very similar. Uh, the roastiness. Not bad, uh, but it just just I could not get over that that first part, and, and you got to okay attribute all that to uh, the hops. So was B the lesser of two evils, or did you find B to be a good? Beer? No, actually, I kind of like B. Okay, B. I have no problem voting for B. Got and it. it was not just the smell or or that, but yeah. Okay, I thought it was a it's a better beer. All right. Uh, while we're on this side of the desk, let's go to Paul Brown, and uh, let's find out how he voted. Uh, Paul, I don't see your name on any of these ballots. If I had to oh, guess. That's because mine has all the arrows. Oh, I, know. Know. I thought you were, a, you were one of the smart guys in the well, studio. You have I, didn't, I didn't know we were going to... Well, then let me clarify. Was your vote for B or for A? For B. Okay. See, so oh. it, says, it says winner under the B. He says it now, I, I, I right? I didn't see that, but I, like I said, you didn't provide me with a legend so that I could see but what I know each we were like, you know, hieroglyphic go, Going meant. through a couple, you know, style guidelines and maybe... All right. Uh, anyway. You voted for B. I did. And tell and us why. Again, it started with the aroma. Okay. I mean, the, the hop aroma on A, 
is something I don't want to have in a dark beer. Okay. What or was maybe what, what, any, what, what specifically <laughs> did you get from the aroma? If you if you had a descriptor, it, when you first smelled it, it took your head back. I don't know. It's it was a bit uh, pungent in that a, way. Yeah. A, way too pungent. Okay. So that and go, not what you would expect from like a hoppy IPA aroma. Is is that why it was offensive? Because 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 IPAs could have a big aroma, right? Right. But it wasn't something I want to. It almost, I didn't want to drink it. It was off. But once you tasted it, it was pretty good. But okay. the, the the aroma was not what I wanted. I'll kind of give you that, too. Now, the doc kind of mentioned that also, that when I took the first taste of the two, I thought, wow, these are these are pretty similar. In fact, I even made the comment at the break, did I get two of the same beers? The aromas were completely different. But right. that first taste, they were quite similar. But the second taste, they, they, they really began to distance themselves from each other, I thought. Right. They, 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 they tasted I mean, the different. The colors were the same. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're both I even thought good. the head was the same. Uh, and, you know, the, in fact, Jamil mentioned, hey, they both had good head retention. They both had a slightly tinted, like a tan color uh, head to them, right? Right. But ultimately, the aroma obviously was different. And then the flavor differentiated as well. Correct. And B was better, in B your was opinion. better. I mean... Would you call it I a taste- real black IPA? B. Yes. I would call B a real black IPA. When I tasted it, it was like... I was I was kind of looking for any fermentation problems. Didn't catch any of those. Okay. So, I thought it was fermented really well. Um, Do you feel like there were fermentation things that you could pick out of A? Or was it an ingredient? It, I, I think it was an ingredient. Okay. I mean... This is all, uh, we're all just guessing, right. of course. Because the, the aroma is so overpowering okay. in, in A. All right. It's tough to get past that. Okay. So. Uh, let's go to Tasty. I've got Tasty's uh, ballot in front of me. Uh, how did you vote, Tasty? Well, I uh, voted for B, uh, like the other seven people here that joined me. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, both are, uh, you know, true to color, you know, true to have nice... Nice carbonation level. You know, A uh, appears to be victim of uh, just picked up all the grassiness uh, character out of the hops. Uh, could have been because of the low low boil character. Okay. You know, I didn't get as much isomerization as it got like uh, vegemization or something like that. It just got, didn't get any of the... Did we just coin a new phrase? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it didn't get that- any of the oils and, and acids out of the hops. It just got the vegetative part. Kind of like the, it's almost like the, we're just making shit up now, but it's almost like the wet dog effect where like it doesn't, nothing converts or changes into those flavors that we expect. It's just the initial sort of, I got these things wet and whatever fell off it came into the beer. Yeah. I don't think any of the good part of the hops made it into the beer. Just the bad part is what I'm getting. Okay. And and then B is, it's really actually a well made, clean fermented beer. And, uh, it's in style. We all are about that, but yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, I think I said in the last episode, I, th- I think that Scott's you know, hitting his stride and uh, yeah. perfectly capable of making a well-fermented beer. <laughs> you know, Moscow, your beer is volumes better than the beer I presented for my Brewcaster Challenge. In terms of how it's fermented and how it was treated, like things tastier, say, volumes better than the beer that I presented. It's really a well-made beer, I think. Thanks. It's weird, too, because you have the whole uh, Cadillac equipment set up over there. <laughs> yeah, I got it all, man. And I have, like, a five-gallon Home Depot bucket. <laughs> right. Well, you know, Justin, even Justin Bieber ruins a Lamborghini. It's just, <laughs> you know, it doesn't make you a better driver. 
All right. Anything else, Tasty? Uh, that's about all I can say, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to jump over to JP. Uh, for Hi. The next one. Am I the center's fucking square over here? Well, uh, I need a I need a, a side for A. That's and good. Uh, JP, you voted for A. I did vote for A, as a matter of fact. Tell us why. You needed the points. I needed the points. I sandbagged this whole thing. <laughs> I feel like if Jamil... No. Um, honestly, I judged them as two IPAs that should be black, which is really what I perceived the style to be. I felt B had too much of a mouthfeel. It had a creaminess that I didn't really think belonged there. And um, I went with A, despite all its faults, because I felt it represented an IPA that was black better than B did. So you went strictly on style. If yeah. this was a, a BJCP competition, I tried, and yeah. we gave you eight black IPAs, you would mm-hmm. just go through the style, and A met the style guidelines, in your opinion. That's what. I, yeah, that's yeah. that's what I thought we were... Yeah, is it just because it was hoppier? It's okay. I'm not. No. I'm not saying no, that's a bad yeah, method. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just. No, I, I was just saying. Uh, is is what because it's hoppier? Well, in other words, why why was a closer to style? With, you because know? your the B had the, uh, a, a creaminess and a mouthfeel that I felt didn't belong in IPAs. I see. Yeah, but it was a good beer. When well, no one's discounting that because obviously you won. But um, yeah, that's that's why I voted uh, uh, the way I did because I felt it was closer to an IPA that is black. Okay. Then you that. found B to be a good beer. Did you find yes. A, the beer that you voted for, to be a good beer? No. Okay. No. <laughs> but it met, it met the... It was, it was very... <laughs> of course not. It was tart, and it did kind of have a funky smell, but I didn't really... I didn't get B.O. I didn't get a lot of things that everybody else was getting, so I wasn't as super offended by it. Um, it, was, it was fine. I mean... Put it on tap anywhere, and it, it would it'll sell because you put IPA after anything, and, and it's marketing at this point. So everyone will buy it. Okay. Well, I clean the line after that. You might throw <laughs> the line out after that, but yes, people will still buy it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other two votes for A I have are unnamed, and I think those are our Canadian guests uh, in in the room. <laughs> Yay, Canada! Uh, that's two more votes for A for Jamil's beer. Would either of you like to? Tell us why you voted for A. Uh, we did, you know, what is just that about? To... Yeah, this is Andy. Honestly, is the same as JP was saying. To me, A tasted more like what an IPA should taste like. Not that B wasn't bad; it was a good beer. Uh, but I'm expecting a hoppy aroma. I'm expecting not, and I did get the cat piss and the celery seed. I get that quite strongly. Okay, but. Uh, yeah. But as you felt that was maybe closer to what a black IPA might taste yeah, like anyway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what would a black guy taste like? <laughs> I second that. No, no. See, and uh, it's Destiny, right? Did I get that right? Yeah. Destiny. I, 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 I was like, destiny. I was like stripper no, name. Stripper name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> destiny. I was trying to remember what it was. Uh, destiny to the center mic, please. <laughs> All the way from Canada. Welcome. And Destiny, did you anything to add or your sentiments were basically the same? That it just was closer to what you thought a black IPA would taste like? Yeah, absolutely. And just like, I think it depends on the hops you like. And she, she says it depends on what hops you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you true. like the hops that are in A? I do. You yeah, do. Simcoe. I would guess. We don't know yet, but I'm guessing Simcoe, too, and, and you're a Simcoe fan. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, Chaz. Uh, now, Chaz voted uh, for the winner. He voted for B. Um, Chaz, anything different than what we've discussed uh, that you'd like to add uh, that you picked up in the in the flavors? You can grab uh, Moscow's mic there. Well, well, I did vote for B, but I kind of see. I kind of saw what JP was saying, that if I were to, like, smell... A kind of 
has a lot more hop pronounced character. So it kind of lends to more an IPA style where B kind of straddles the more porter kind of character. But I still voted for B because I thought it was a better beer. A better beer, yeah. Like the body odor and A and <laughs> I, I didn't go as far as hippie but I, I did pick out body odor as, well, as a Doc has been there I don't know yeah, if you knew that well, <laughs> I guess I haven't slept with any hippies but okay. <laughs> before my generation <laughs> he just called Doc not choosy and old <laughs> alright uh, alright fair enough uh, I can't wait to find out what Jamil thinks of the two beers. I don't. To me, I disagree with with Chaz and JP that what? that B is not like a black IPA. I think it actually it's it's hoppy. Oh, and it, it has some crisp flavors to it. It's 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 not as malty as a porter or something like that. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to find out what what Jamil thinks about that too. Um, all right, let's go to Susie and find out what Susie thinks. Uh, Susie, how did you vote? I voted for B. Okay. Also voted for B. And Love you, Susie. And why? He's dead to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> beer A, poo? I agree with them, was more traditional to IPA style, but there was like a slight astringent taste to it that wouldn't allow me to drink it, whereas okay. B let me finish the whole thing. Yeah. I want more. And you want more. Wow. Okay. I'm, Back it up. I'm kind of surprised it was an extract kit. Yeah? Yeah. Well, how so? I don't know. I just feel like... I forget that you can still brew really good beer on extract as opposed to just doing everything on your own on all grain. So to and me, that means that it kind of ferments out in a way that doesn't leave that kind of residual sweetness and stuff that you might expect out of extract. Is that what you mean? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that, that you could have easily said, oh, actually, I brewed all grain, and I don't think anybody would have argued. Absolutely. That's interesting because that was the one concern that I had when I tasted the, the work before I kegged it was that, um, or not the work, but the you know, before it was carbonated, was that it, it kind of tasted a little sweet. Mm. And I think the carbonation helped a lot with that, but I thought maybe, ooh, this did not get attenuated properly. Well, it is a good point that you make. Uh, uh, carbonic acid does add to that, and um, it's not going to mask an un- under-attenuated beer. But, um, yeah, sometimes when you think it's it's still sweet, it'll, it'll cover that. It'll go exactly where it should be. Did you reach terminal gravity? In other words, did you ca- calculate what it's supposed to be, and did you get there? Um, I, did think, you I think I got there. I, I, I got to the target of where I was supposed to be. You did. Close, you yeah. finished where you were, were targeting. Yeah. Okay. Which was what? Do you 10, remember? 10-10. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. What did uh, you get down to? Uh, I did not measure. You did? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, role reversal. It feels weird. And I'm so. And I can't believe I'm asking these questions with no answers from Jamil, too. They're so common to me. Like, oh, what was the... He'll just pull them out of... You know, he'll know. He I always knows. Know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> all right. The last vote uh, that came out of this was was uh, down to me. And, and as you you know probably already know, I also voted for B. Um, the aromas were, were very different. Um... Uh, like I said, the predominant thing for me was was petroleum. It just was a weird. I the thing is, I've had that problem with IPAs, put, like Vaseline. Up uh, nose well, it's similar to that. <laughs> we do live in Martinez, by the way. I have had this problem with IPAs for years. That there are certain ones that have a plasticky petroleum uh, aroma and taste to me, and I'm pretty sensitive mm-hmm. to it. And uh, it just stood out right away in a. Like I said, that initial uh, taste of each one was was kind of close but then 
the petroleum really came back in A after a couple more sips, and whereas in B, and in fact, maybe it's some of the creaminess that uh, JP was talking about that kind of evened it out, that made it a much more enjoyable beer. I don't think it was like a porter or anything else. I felt it was bitter like an IPA, and it just it ended up tasting, it just was a good beer. Mm. And there's, there's something wrong. Uh, I'm curious to find out what you think it is with, with A. I don't think it's an infection. I don't think it's how you fermented it. I just think there's something making some of those weird flavors. So, those are our votes. Our winner, which, by the way, fucking sucks for me, because now in the loser's bracket, <laughs> yeah. I, have, I have Nathan, I have Jamil. Uh, I have, Michelle, you, you I see have, how much effort I put into it, so you, you got nothing to worry for me. I got Plissé. Oh, my God. Uh, the, so, the loser's bracket is now, I think, more competitive, by the way, than the winner's bracket. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> you guys are vying for last place. <laughs> Jamil, before you tell us what went wrong, uh-huh. tell us how you brewed this you beer. Because we, right. we don't know how you brewed this beer. Well, all right. And I, I think the, the issue with it is the hop choice. Okay. And those are mosaic hops. Nothing but mosaic. Ah, no, that's interesting. And mosaic has... It's got a stink to it. I should have my right. in, my initial gut feel was I should go with Citra and Simcoe and or Cit- Citra and Amarillo, which I have access to all you know some great hops. And then I've got this like sample bag of mosaic, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'll just go with that. And uh, I threw that in, and uh, I think that that's where you're getting that that stink because I think that the the malt character. I think that the you know the fermentation, all that stuff of the beer is actually quite good. Okay, I don't think that there's a problem there, and that's despite your best that's efforts. About, <laughs> my my guess is that that's probably a nine percent beer. You know what? Oh, really? Nine yeah. percent on that too. Yeah, yeah. over eight. I have had a commercial all mosaic beer. It's an experimental mm-hmm. beer they did. Mm-hmm. Now that you say that. Yep. It's that's, the, that's the character, and that was that was the mistake I I made. You know, ah. I was going that, and originally I was going to do three different beers, three different hops, and you know, do like Amarillo in one, Citra in another, maybe you know Simcoe or Mosaic in another, and then see which one I liked best. If I liked one of those, great, or blend them. And so, I'll tell you, you know, my my work production here, I geared up with uh, my can opener. I opened the can, I poured it into the carboy, into the better bottle, and then I hit it with water from the hose, shook it up, and then I added my yeast. <laughs> wait, wait, was, wait, wait, wait. That was my production of my word. Never hit heat? No heat at all. No heat at all. What I used what? was a uh, Mr. Beer, <laughs> a Mr. Beer kit, can kit, right? It's pre-hopped, it's, oh. you know, pre-bittered, all that, right? So I used their winter dark can. Wow. Uh, I used three of them. I had three, and then, like I said, I was going to divide it into three different beers, but then I didn't have time. <laughs> so what I did was I just poured two in. I'm like, well, two should be about right for, for like, four beer. gallons. And the two were the same recipe? Like, the cans yeah, yeah, were the same? Yeah, all winter dark cans. So two would be right for four gallons, because one is, like, two gallons, four for two ga- for two for four gallons. And I'm like, well, yeah, maybe a little stronger. I, you know, so I opened the third can. I wasn't getting all the extract out of the cans. I was just kind of half-assing it, and so there was quite a bit left in there. I'll tell you this. I did not follow their instructions. Had I followed their instructions, it probably would have been a much better beer, a winning beer. 
But uh, uh, so I poured those two in there, and I'm like, ah, oh, I got, I got a third can. I opened that and I poured that in too. Okay. <laughs> so, like I said, it's probably like eight percent, nine percent. And this is basically just like in the, when you open the can, it's essentially like an extract. It's like extract in a can, and they've but they've it's been boiled and hopped. Okay, yes, and right. it's boiled, hopped, everything. It's already boiled, so he doesn't have to. Right, right. right. no and boil. And so required. I poured it in. <laughs> I, I we've got a you know filtered water at the brewery. You know, it's it's just carbon filtered. Yeah, so I took the hose <laughs> and ran it into the better bottle. Was it a green Shook hose? It up. No, no, okay. no. Uh, <laughs> it was a proper hose. It's the same hose we use for uh, transferring our 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 brew water. Was it hot water? No, it was cold. It was just tap temperature. How did this stuff even dissolve? I'm just p- picturing this gooey well, mess. Well, the yeast worked on it a bit. <laughs> and then I, uh, then I pitched the yeast, and I slammed it up against the uh, cold box wall, where it was about two degrees cooler than the middle of the brewery. Wow. And then uh, let it ferment. And it, uh, even that, you said you didn't do a starter or anything. Nothing, nothing. Just a pitched uh, slug yeast. Had I had I, you know, paid a little more attention to that, that might have improved it somewhat. But I, I still think actually, the fermentation is good. I think the malt character is good. I think the bittering is good. I think yeah. the balance. I think the the low roastiness is actually really good. I think it's actually that's that's a damn fine black IPA right there. And the problem was I threw the mosaic in it instead of the other hops. As and dry hop. Yeah. And I put in a lot. Okay. <laughs> I put in a massive amount. Were you thinking uh, in the amount that maybe it wasn't hopped enough as a as a pre-hopped? No, I get- just figured, you know, screw it. It's IPA. <laughs> you know, you, you go, can go for it. Go, go for it. Put, okay. as, put as much in as you can, right? So I just got like a big glass from the brewery, for, from the tasting room. Poured it in there and just slammed all that in. So I, I, two pieces of brewing equipment he's used. Yeah. The glass and <laughs> right. the hose. Oh, <laughs> right. oh yeah, Same. right. Yeah. From the brewery. A, a professional yeah. brewing equipment. Right. Professional right. equipment. So, and uh, so I, I think that that's where you know it, it went a little south. But if you like mosaic, if you like that kind of character, and a lot of people do, yeah, I, a lot of people don't. I, yeah, <laughs> but so, Doc says I don't a lot of people don't. I think, I think uh, a, uh, you don't. Good. You don't like IPAs, anyways, right? So I think I think uh, you know that hoppy character. A lot of people are into, you know, people like Summit. You know, people yeah. like all sorts of hops that other people just don't like. Well, so I think you know, had I gone with my original plan of different hops into three different uh, batches and. Maybe doing some different yeast and things like that. It would have, would have turned out great. But so, you my have, point being, you might have won. Uh, yeah, my point being, I spent about five to ten minutes making this beer. <laughs> <laughs> this is where now, I'm insulted. If I had used different hops in this, y'all would have been saying, "Hey, that's that's pretty good." Uh, you know, right? You, you wouldn't you wouldn't be you wouldn't have said it came from a can. Would anyone say no. that came no, from I wouldn't a can? Say that, no. Right. no, because none of the other, although not that we would know what those problems are, but none of the other problems, nobody right. mentioned fermentation, mm-hmm. nobody mentioned sweetness, right. nobody mentioned any of the things you might even expect. Actually, forget a can that, like Susie mentioned, that you might even ex- expect mm-hmm. from an extract batch. Right. Yeah, if I had said that that was all grain brewing, nobody would question it. Right. Well. Yeah, I disagree no, you, with that. No, you'd say, well, it's, you know, it's stinky hops. Okay. No, there's there's no graininess. There's no there's right. no. Uh, yeah, but but there, there was you no tell. other off flavors. There was no. Get on that mic. Get on that mic. Justin was saying how there was no body issues. There was no uh, 
uh, under attenuation, not, which you would expect with uh, extract brewing, right? And we didn't. Nobody commented on that. Well, no, you wouldn't expect that. I mean, Moscow didn't have any of those things. Right, well, but, but like, that's, that's the yeah. point. So a lot of times people are bagging on these, you know, kit in a can things. And what I'm here to say is the people making that extract in those cans mm-hmm. know what they're doing. And yeah. they make a quality product. Right. And they're they're fine to work with. You know, you can start with something like that and focus on fermentation and you can make a really nice beer. Yeah. Why do they get you to such a bad rap? Because that's where people start. And when people start, they don't know dick about fermentation, and they don't care about fermentation. And so they'll mm. they'll sprinkle a half a packet of, you know, dead yeast on there and they and then it very slowly sort of ferments. But if you pitch like an active starter into one of these things, and I've done it before, it turns out mm. quite nice. And, you know, nobody says, oh, this is from a can. Nobody says this is extract. Nobody says any of that stuff. They just think it's fine. And in this case, you know, my, my fault was, you know, the, the choice of hops. But maybe other than that, I think, you know, <laughs> it actually turns out quite a nice beer. And you'd be surprised. Well, if you were short on time to make, some, make a black IPA. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if you get like this winter dark kit from the Mr. Beer, yep. it's made by Coopers in Australia, it turns out just fine. Just follow the instructions and maybe use your hops that you like, you know, for your dry hopping. <laughs> right. And I- I'm telling you, you pitch good yeast, uh, it- yeah. you'll turn out uh, quite a nice beer. You'll be shocked at how good it turns out. I think everybody should I give it a to. try. You'd be surprised. Everyone's got this poo-poo idea about, you know... Uh, kit in a can, but that's because people start out with it. They put in five pounds of sugar, table sugar, and you know one kit can. Yeah, you know if you if you go with their premium cans and follow the you know the proper way of doing it. Yeah, it'll turn out uh, a fine beer. I think. I can't say I can argue with you based on that example. It'll turn out. It'll turn out a second place beer. I, well, I'd like to see Justin do it. I I kind of. Th- that's part of the thing is I'm going. Well, I'm kind of a convert now because not only am I lazy like Jamila's turned into, um, <laughs> but I'm kind of tired of screwing it up anyway. So if I can brew like this pale ale that I've been looking to brew for the last ten <laughs> years just by pouring a can into my carboy. Or two or three. I'm all about it. Yeah, or two or three. I'm well, all about it. Certain people could do that. <laughs> but pay I pay attention look- to sanitation. You need uh, help. Sanitation on that. was I'm, not my I'm, problem, I'm, and neither was a yeast starter or any of the things that should set me up for mm, success with a can. Says you. You should have succeeded a long time ago. That's my point. Can I? Can you use a can opener and a hose? But yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, you're, you're see, ready. Jamil understands. Yeah, I'm but taking out well. all the variables. Of, right. uh, I, you know, you, you get you get to focus on fermentation, and that's where beer is made. Can I say that the chat room is appalled <laughs> at the audacity of Jamil? They're actually really upset, and they want a rematch. <laughs> They're well, saying they're saying all kinds of things. Um, I wish Jamil had taken the hop seriously and won. I did um, take the hop seriously, but I think then, it's bullshit you know, that he didn't even mostly. try. But he did try. Right. The guy wasn't allowed to. B- now here, I'll give you this. Well, and I have another beer. There's so many other. Yeah, so I'm just just putting it out there. Be be wary of that. So we I should do have it another I beer. I made two. Okay. Do you want to taste the other one? Yeah. Did you use different hops? Is the it other better one? than this one? Did you try? Yeah, uh, well, uh, so here's here's the thing: is um, if you're if you're forced with uh, you know certain constraints, your best option is something like you know I have a lot kit, of constraints. Kit in a can. Yeah, that's gonna be 
the best beer. All right, let me just pour that beer. Let's do, and you can no, tell us. You don't want to drink a lot. Of but this. let me just say this: <laughs> Jamil was Jamil was forced not to boil. Right, so. right. Give a small amount. I'm not defending the guy. I'm saying. I think it's a pretty clever method to go. I went my I think it's best clever option. to go, you know what? Fuck yep. it. If I can't boil, why not use something that's already been boiled? I'll show you what not yeah. boiling gets you. I mean, I think that's smart. Yeah. Not, I don't even think he's duping you. No. I think he's going, oh, okay, this has been boiled. Yeah, there's something that's made to uh-huh. that I don't have to do with this. And I'll show you what not boiling gets you. That's the spear coming around. Oh, so, okay. so this so all you, you actually- people in the chat room, please. <laughs> <laughs> so Who do you think you're talking to here? <laughs> Okay, so this is not from a can. No, this is this is again extract, but all the steeping grains and all that, not boiled, but heated. Huh? Um, yeah, we used hot water. You used hot water. Okay. Yeah. Wait, I don't understand. So this one, you didn't just dump a can and add water. No. You actually no. added this some I, heat I to I it. Put more this effort. Is an all into grain it. beer. Okay. All you people want me to do more effort? I did. You did. But it okay. wasn't all grain. I used um, oh. uh, some breeze extract because uh, that is, uh, I, I believe, gets a boil to it. So the the extract is fine, but all right. So specialty grains, um, I did not measure them, but I don't think it made I don't think it made a difference. But you tried and steep them, <laughs> and then add that steeping liquor to to the to the uh, uh, well that, and I threw in um, a handful of Apollo into the into with the steep because okay. I couldn't boil, and I knew, I knew it needed to be bitter. Okay. How bitter is that? That is not boiled. That did not go over maybe 140, 150 degrees. It looks like shit, first right. of all. <laughs> right. Because it wasn't boiled. Well, this, and I'm, I'm, I'm giving right. this as a testament yeah. to the cans. Uh, yeah. Because at least it, your other beer looked fine. It wasn't boiled. It didn't break down the protein system. Oh, bro. Yeah. It's right. They won't clear. I'm scared. So a couple things you can learn from that. Oh, One is that's bad. Oh, it's so right. bad. Well, and <laughs> not this is what not this is boiling gets. This yeah. is evil twin. <laughs> <laughs> it's wordy. It's wordy. This yeah. is this is not boiled, and you get that. Uh, you know, if you're if you're steeping grains and you don't boil that shit, that's what you get. That that right there. It's the, thin. It's peppery. Uh, the, it's, the, yeah. Um, it's tart. These were yeah. galaxy hops in this one. It has the now. It has the has same a lot tartness of, that I get out of the A beer that I get out of this. Well, massive hot. Oh, dry really? Yeah. I don't so, get that at so all. So the hmm. the other thing is, how bitter is that? It's pretty well, bitter. It's bitter, but it's right. coupled with the, there's no there's no boil. There were no hops added other than to the steeping liquid. I see what you mean. There's there's it's a not a hop to extract. Mm. It tastes like children's chewable Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs> you ever had those those little orange pills? Yes, yes. Uh, no. good call. But yeah. that's that's what no boil gets you. Children's chewable uh, Tylenol. Right. That's so how they make it. So, Justin. so all you people in the chat room who think I didn't do it, you did. I did. I but knew that's you would. what that's what you get. I knew you couldn't. So oh. you have to you have to choose something like a kit in a can, something completely pre boiled and ready to go. Yeah, that's the only way to really do this sort of challenge. So then the lesson is that there really does have to be a boil of some kind. Yeah. yeah. Because we did talk in the beginning, Jamil, like maybe there is a way around it because of, but you're now saying you don't right. think so. Is, I, well, you know, if you, if you, if you use us. just an extract that's boiled and Olin at uh, more beer, I'd see, I have a few friends too, <laughs> <laughs> told me he said use the Brees extract because it is boiled and like, you know, some other extracts are not boiled. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
and then so you you could you know you'll get away with not doing a boil. If I had gone with just the breeze extract, and then um, uh, you know just just the hopping, I think it might have turned out better. So did but you show this on the there's camera? There's a huge yeah. amount of tannins and stuff in that like that from the hops, and a huge amount of uh, proteins as well. And that's where you're getting all that cloudiness from. Uh, okay. So the chat responds and say, well, why stop at 140? Uh, you know, it's not a boil till 212, so why not do 195 or 200 or 180? Yeah, I, I don't think it would have made any difference at all. None. The, the only reason, I think, um, because I, I really don't think we would have gotten hot break and coagulation. The only reason I was concerned about going hotter was to get the bittering. But see how much bittering's in there? You got With, that. Yeah. Just going at a lower temperature. Just not the break. Which other things Tasty was mentioning he right. was concerned about with the no-boil, too. Yep. So, so you know, that's that's the problem with that. But, okay. um, you know, it it sort of made beer. I mean, it fermented. <laughs> it <laughs> made alcohol. It did. It's, it's hoppy. Tr- it's not drinkable. And it's darkish. <laughs> it's well, a good right. first beer to Right. <laughs> but you see how good the kit in a can is. Yeah. You see how good that turns out in comparison to, you know, that's a, I, I spent, a, you know, 10 times more effort on the other one than I did on the kit in the can. The kit in the can was easy. I poured it into the, into the fermenter. Yeah. I added water. I shook it up. I added yeast. That you was know, it. And then I dry hopped it with the wrong hops later on. For my own benefit, I kind of want to saddle you with having to do kit in a can for this for the losers bracket. Also, <laughs> I think you should. However, everyone should be doing kit in a can for, for the, the losers, losers bracket. bracket. Yes. Maybe we should. That's yes. a good idea. And then only giving us just like you did with your your failed choice of mosaic. Mm-hmm. Only giving us the option to dry hop how we wish. Of course, yeast. Uh, you know, pitch right. how right. we ferment mm-hmm. how we want to. That might be a good. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm telling see, you. See, I'm just. I'm actually just all, looking to save myself from having all. It. All you folks out there who poo-poo the kit in a can, I think you should, you know, challenge yourself, give it a try, and uh, you'd be shocked at how well that turns out. Right. Because again, it's you know people making these things that actually know quite a bit about making beer. Yeah. You know, they're not. It, it's it's not somebody making in a molasses factory making crap. It's a brewery. That's making these cans and concentrating it down and then putting it in the can. And it's, you know, it can be decent beer. You, you know, you've right. said that before and other people talking to us about extract. I think Chris Graham and Olin have said that before. But I don't think it ever really hit home like you're, mm-hmm. like, like this example hits home. And, and you're right. These people are, they're better at mashing than I am. Yep. So. <laughs> well, and, and all these people who were, you know, lot, they but. assume, oh, you're, you're brewing with the extract and special grains. Every time somebody comes in and talks to me. You know, they say they're home brewer. They go, oh, but all I'm doing is extract and steeping grains. I, w- I want to go all grain. It's like, you don't have to. Right. You can make great beer with extract and steeping grains. I think I proved that tonight. <laughs> and well, not, and not quite. But, that's true. But he did make he a did good make beer, beer with extract and yeah. steeping grains. Exactly. So he, made a a winning, he made a winning beer with right? extract. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And, and you absolutely, yeah. absolutely can. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, this, this, you know, focus on, you know, oh, I, I have to go all grain. That's the only way it'll be better. The reason that all grain brewers turn out better beers is because they've invested a lot more effort and time, and they're really passionate about it, so they tend to pay attention to fermentation and sanitation and packaging and things like that, and that's where the beer is really made. I just had a thought as you're, as we're talking about I think this. everyone should have to do it. Every brewcaster needs to be making a kit. You know, the Brewing Network has a club. 
What's it called? What's it called? Has won has won Homebrew Club of the Year for for three years in a row now. And there's a lot of bitching about that. Oh, it's just sheer numbers. It's what if this year we made a mandate to our club? Oh, this is good. You can only enter beers <laughs> yes. that are either extra, uh, all extract or kit in a can. You can do no all grain brewing. You cannot do any of the stuff you normally do. You can only enter beers into the national homebrew competition, first round and second round, brewed from from extract kits. Whether they be the full on hopped one that Jamil did or the version that Moscow did. What if we do that and we still win? Yeah. Can you imagine how pissed people are going to be then? I think the gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> and for all you out there that know what a gauntlet is, brew on. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. I will let the the Brewing Network Homebrew Club mull it over and see if they're up to the challenge. We should talk about but, our next meeting. But I will say this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moscow's beer was a good beer. Yes. Jamil's beer would have been a good beer if it weren't for Yeah, it, it was just the hop, hop problem. And I maybe. Otherwise. I don't, and, uh, I don't know how good. we can say that. Well, we could prove it uh, in the National Homebrew I Competition. I think we should. That's what I, yeah, I think we should. Absolutely. Can you imagine if not only did we win, which, which pisses people off enough, but it was all with things that they assume are yep. lesser caliber beers. Everybody go out, get yourself the winter dark kit from Mr. Beer. And then dry hop it with something you like. Something else. And, you know, you, you do it in your carboy. You don't need the, the little barrel and all that. But uh, that, you know, good pitch of yeast, good fermentation practices, yeah. and, uh, you know, proper dry hopping. And uh, and then everybody enter that in, in competition. I can't stand by that. It would, be a, it. It would be a slap in oh, the face. How, and, and you have to name the beer Mr. Something. <laughs> They're all Mr. IPA, Mr. Pale Ale, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mead, Mr. Everything. What if we? What if the Brewing Network Club still won? What if Jamil all these years has been right? Fermentation, 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 and that's what the Brewing Network Club does best. And we all enter beers out of a can and win the national homebrew uh, competition. Mr. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, uh, Susie Q. Oh, um, I had a couple questions in. Um, a lot of people are talking about yeast in the chat room. They were wondering if Jamil can talk about the yeast that he used. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What yeast did you use? Oh, you used a pitch from Heretic, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I just uh, There was uh, hmm. a couple of containers oh. in the lab, had yeast in them. Okay. I just used that. <laughs> Mosky, what did you use? Uh, two vials of 001. Okay. No starter, just pitch two vials. Yes, sir. No personal yeast? I think uh, Moscow's fermentation was pretty good too. Yeah. Oh, both. Uh, temperature controlled. Uh, oh yeah, we didn't talk about this because yeah. you 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 alluded to j- sitting in a closet or something. Uh, yeah, it was in my office. Uh, it was I had it in a glass carboy, and then I had the carboy sitting in my boil kettle, uh, and then I, I had about maybe six inches of water in there, and then I had a, a towel wrapped around the uh, carboys, and then I would uh, dump ice in there every, you know, a couple of days. So and the then, wicking and, method, and yes. then a midget wrapped around that. <laughs> Uh, did it stay? My my, I know the the wicking method works to drop the temperature. Wicking? My concern was always that it still would fluctuate. Like if he forgot to add ice, so it's going to be sixty four when he adds ice, and then it's going to go up to sixty eight. Did you find that it was consistent? It, yeah, remarkably so. I mean, it was still still pretty consistent temperature in in my office in the room that it was in. Okay. Uh, it, was, it was on the cool side, um, and the fact that it was dark because of the towel, and the fact that it, the the you know the the boil kettle is, is steel, you know, so that's kind of a cold. Um, so remarkably, it seemed pretty consistent. Okay. How, how much was your entire brew day from setup to tear down and clean up? Um, 
probably about a thousand times as long as yours. I mean, you know, hours, four hours. hours. Yeah. Oh my god. Sure. Yeah. Three, three and a half hours, maybe. Mine was minutes. Mine was ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah time I you get to, you know, more time unrolling the hose, you know, putting uh, it back. That's less time than when I go, hey, Jamil, can you bring me a keg? Because I'm out of beer. You have to pick it up. you got to drive it down here. It takes you longer to bring me professional brewed beer than it would for me to do that method. Yes. <laughs> I could just uh, take the 10 minutes and make my own beer. i got to ask Mosca, did you clean the kitchen before you brewed? Before and after. Yeah. So that, that counts during, the brew day. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yes, because I was sanitizing the countertop surfaces upon which were. I was setting stuff. Because that's really what I focused on was being very careful with sanitation and trying to uh, attempt to control my fermentation temperature. I, you know, I think you did sanitation that. fermentation. That's that's well, really all I focused on intently. Both these brews had no sanitation issues. In right, them. as we could expect, uh, certainly from Jamil's side, and Moscow's pretty anal, as it turns out. Yeah. So, so your brew day was. Doubled. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I am anal, but in my previous brew days, I hadn't been as anal as my personality would suggest when it comes to the sanitation, which is, I, I don't really have an explanation for it, uh, but it really helped. It was the competition. You, you, in this case, you were like, I gotta, I am up against Jamil. Yeah. I had to step Whereas Jamil yeah. was like, I'm up against Moscow. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, and sanitation wasn't a big thing for me on this one, because I knew the beer was going to be consumed you know, fairly quickly. So I really point. didn't do anything. I, I rinsed some stuff out. You did sanitize the carboy you dumped everything into, I assume. Uh, sorta, yeah. <laughs> sorta. <laughs> sorta? Is yeah. it don't you either you do or you don't, right? Was it like just hot yeah. water or did you put a sanitizing solution uh, I, in it? I threw uh, I ran some water from the uh the regular old hose in there and I dripped in some uh star sand. Okay. So a little solution in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. But the can, I mean, but, uh, that's the other thing. I guess the cans, they're all, once it goes into a can, it's like vacuum sealed. And they're, right. You know. Yeah. You know um, <laughs> I, I, I did get, use the brewery can opener, too. So I See? guess uh, there you go. Well, if I you would have won, that would have been a difference. But and it was quite so, nasty. So yeah. uh, I actually did kind of rinse it under some water before I used it because it looked so foul. I thought that would be really bad if that got in the beer. Now wait a second. Did, do you did you just reveal are are all of Heretic's beers? <laughs> yeah, they're brewed all out from of a can. can. He yes. just is that all yes, beer yes. he does? He just stands there opening, opening cans, cans all day. Yeah. He keeps asking for an electric can opener. I'm telling him, look, <laughs> yeah. you know, we we take pride in our process, and you know, the manual yeah, can opener it's, produces it's craft brewing. Results. You know, after I all. thought he was just rubbing it out a whole bunch because his <laughs> forearm is enormous. He's just constantly right. cranking that. Oh, it. Uh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, can well, and there there are commercial breweries that essentially brew from extra you know, kit in a can yeah really and then oh, uh, not just extract yeah, but you don't hear but about that, them. there's there's an extract yeah. with <laughs> um well uh like brewing, they, they, i guess they won uh some medals at uh, gabf didn't they Who? back in the day pacific. oh pacific Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah back in the day then, yeah, but there's it. there's other ones that go from pre-hopped extract okay and all they do is add water and yeast and then they ferment it Hmm. And you know I'm not, I'm, and I, I tell you if they're not turning out great, I, I think you know it's a fermentation issue, it's right? Fermentation mm-hmm. issue. Because I've had some of those and and they're not great. And now right. you do make me wonder if it's right. uh, if it's not it's not the extract. Because I, I gave you a kit in a can beer before that was like a British English brown ale, yeah, and, and I fermented it with. Uh, the West Yorkshire yeast, uh-huh. and it turned out quite good. That's right. And we drank the entire thing. That's right. 
it, you know, it's it's not the, the 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 kit in the can. You know, don't blame the kit in the can for mm-hmm. the people who know nothing about brewing and are trying to make beer by sprinkling on a little dry yeast and no sanitation and no temperature control and all that. Right. Yeah. You, know, you, you you pitch a nice quality yeast active starter into those things and you get something good. All right. Anything else, Suze, from the chat about these uh, beers? Just a question about. Um a boiling pre-hopped extract does that change the profile? Well, I imagine I imagine it would a little bit. Oh, so if instead of instead of just if adding water, this, if right. you did actually boil it, right? You mm. could, you, yeah, um, yeah. I wouldn't do a long boil, but uh, you could. I think you you could end up uh, you know overcoagulating the proteins. Like I said you know good head retention, uh, good body on that. You know it wasn't thin. You know the reason people think that. You know, extract beers and kit beers are thin is because traditionally people would add a bunch of sugar to it, trying to up the alcohol, and, you know, yeah, it's going to turn out thin. Okay. But if you use an all-malt wort, you know, it turns out like an all-malt beer. If it's pre-hopped, do you see a reason that I should boil it? Or should I just do it the way you did? Hell no. Just dilute it with water, right? Yeah. Or as you're supposed to, I Our mean. boy, a little hose water. <laughs> you're off and running. Well, it's, it's already been boiled. So yeah. Right, it's it's right. already redundant. Yeah. Right? It's already been isomerized. What? Doc. <laughs> it's already been isomerized. <laughs> Give me my own fucking mic. You still don't use it half the time. You <laughs> <laughs> when your mic works. <laughs> He's just hanging out. I'm going to come over this table at you. <laughs> And drink my awesome beer? That's yeah, yeah, probably. That'd be a long shot for old Doc, wouldn't it? Oh, I, okay, now you're in the winner's category. No. Uh-oh. What are you thinking? <laughs> oh, Doc's out to get you now. I haven't thought about it until now, but uh, <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm shaking again like I was before we voted. Listen, the Good. BN as a whole, we don't do anything but kit beers anywhere from here on out. That's every right. interview, every contest it's all kit beers i'm only gonna book breweries that do extract uh beer (laughs) yeah i'm very very proud of you moss we're going out of business i think you turned out a good beer and um i think you're screwed in the next round but uh yeah what are you gonna be doing in the winner's bracket huh i think i think you could do it if you take some good advice right yeah well i I think i think you need change up your team and you know i could help you out here. okay so i'll do a conference call with you and paul sankster yes okay there you go a couple of ninkasi winners we'll we'll throw in gordon too there you go huh huh we'll guide you ladies and gentlemen your winner Skype, Skype of, the, brewing. of the brewcaster challenge black ipa mr scott moskowitz thank you thank you thank you yeah how many points did i win uh that was a hundred points for you jip on the board a hundred yeah, well, because I was the monster underdog here. Wow, Doc, we could Jamel fucked monster underdog. Jamel with his I told you should be even up at worst. Jamel with his being too cheap to use his good hops, <laughs> it fucked us over <laughs> in the point, point spread. That's true. I'm still, <laughs> sorry, I'm still pissed. He made me drink his beer. People have more than me. Uh, all well, right, drinking was okay. Smelling it was not good. <laughs> If you need a little relief after this discussion, head over to adamandeve.com right now. And if you use coupon code BNARMY, that's B-N-A-R-M-Y, you can get uh, 50% off just about any one item. Three free adult DVDs in genres uh, such as... Big boobs. And... Uh, Blobber glop. And also... Redheads. And maybe... Uh, anal? There is anal. Uh, oh, anal, yeah. Stinky hippies. That's right. I, that one might not be there yet, but I'll request it for you, Doc. Suze, what's your favorite category? Big boobs. Susie. Susie has very, very I don't low need voice. to look at big boobs in porn. I kind of have some with right. me all the time. So, so which one's yours then? Group. 
Group. There you had a girl. All right. AdamandEve.com, uh, coupon code BNARMY. Plus, you'll get free shipping and a, a special gift so sensual we can't mention it uh, after we've talked about extract brewing all, all afternoon. Uh, so go check out. Use coupon code BNARMY over at AdamandEve.com. Uh, believe it or not, they're a fine supporter of this show, and uh, we'd appreciate it if you supported them. And why go stand in that creepy corner store anyway? Um, you know, I've been in there before, and I Next look. To Moscow. I look over there, and it, uh, Jamil's standing there. He's looking at his weird fetish things. He's staring at me. Uh, who likes that? Mm. Uh, do it all online at AdamandEve.com. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, don't worry, Doc. I've got feedback lined up Yay! for you. Uh, I thought you forgot about me. <laughs> uh, plus, just a couple of other things as we get ready for the Great American Beer Festival. Hang in there. It's the session. Congratulations. Yay. Who wants more of my Moscow. beer? Anyone want more? Hey, I got to go. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. This is John from Grain and Grape. We've been supplying brewers in Australia for over 20 years and for all that time we've been working to offer the best products and service around, including free fortnightly all-grain brewing demos, 90 varieties of malted grain from Belgium, Germany, the US, Britain and Australia, equipment from Browmeisters, kegerators, beer engines from Crown Urns to the humble brew in a bag bag. Heaps of hops, Y yeast liquid and Fermentus and Danstar dried yeast cultures. Fresh wort kits made on the 500 litre Browmeister right here in the warehouse. We also sponsor and support brewing clubs and comps, the Australian National Home Brewing Conference, Aussie Home Brewer Forum and heaps more. Mostly though, 100 years of brewing experience means that we can give you the best advice on your next recipe, your new system or that brewing problem that needs a solution. Mention the Brewing Network next time you order online or by phone to receive half-price shipping. Check out grainandgrape.com.au for conditions. Did you know the Brewing Network's very own code-writing fool's son, Ryan Wolf, has opened a beer mecca in Missouri? The Wolf Brow House of Beer has hundreds of beers from all over the world and is conveniently close to I-70 in St. Peter's. Free tastings, Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m., featuring special guests from local breweries, the best build-your-own six-pack around with every style represented, and kegged craft beer available for your kegerator, too. There's always something new at the Wolf Brow House of beer new and hard to find beer every week no two visits are the same just like passing out at the rat pad hi this is ryan from wolf brow house of beer mention the brewing network when you stop in for some cool free stuff mention jp for a swift kick in the ass the wolf brow house of beer beer with personal service from a member of the bn army this is code visit my son's shop or i'll yank the fuck bn website down www.wolfbrow.com Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops. Hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate. 
chocolate and stout roasty cocoa chocolate insanity. Hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back. Choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life. All at beercandy.com. Hop drops and beer caramels. Satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy. Visit beercandy.com today. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome. No, I'm... Yes, but the cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer... What a great brewcaster challenge that was. Thank you. Uh, whether people like it or not. Uh, a lot of learning. A lot of learning in It was controversial. Yeah. It was, it was very controversial. A bowl. A bowl bowl. Yeah. Hey, I, I had one last question about uh, method that, that didn't get mentioned. Meth? Just briefly. Mm-hmm. Oh, method. Mm-hmm. How yeah. do I cook it? Yeah. No, yeah. meth. Carefully. I purged the, um, the, the carboy. The phosphate method? Yeah, go on. <laughs> the joke died a minute ago. The yeah. second, uh, the the secondary. Uh, before I racked it over, Doc was like, "Purge it with CO two before you do that. Get all the oxygen out of there." Which I did, but then Jamil made the point where 
because he knew this beer would be consumed quickly, and it crossed my mind too. There's a few things that he, you know, corners he cut, whatever. Does is is that a corner I could have cut? Is that just for the longevity of the beer? Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, could have okay. cut that. But I, I didn't know if you had uh, cold storage. Uh, if you can uh, have the finished beer cold, then, then it's not so much an issue. But uh, like like he, he just throws it into like that thousand cubic foot thing he has. It's so uh, it, it takes two minutes. Why not do it? Uh, yeah. but, but with you, if yeah. you got to put it, it it's got to be semi warm for two weeks. It, it might be an issue. You gotta get a semi. Okay, I actually did have cold. So I just took the. Uh, I have a big fridge. I took the shelves out of my fridge and I threw the secondary in there because I was just to crash it. You know. As a rule, you should always purge as Doc instructed you to in the beginning. And like JP just said, it just takes a minute anyway. However, if it's a one-off beer that you're only bringing us to taste for this judging a couple of days after you kegged it, yeah, it, you wouldn't. And then you're gonna throw the rest away. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, you know, it's a black IPA. Now, who wants it? I, I would keep, yeah, you know what? <laughs> you, my team. you just made a friend. <laughs> you know what? Keep that beer a little bit. And cold store it, condition it a little bit now. It's still young. Keep it here. And we liked it. <laughs> we liked it as a young uh, uh, beer. Yeah. Uh, not too long. It's still an IPA. But I think that if in that in two weeks you, you did purge with CO2, you paid attention to sanitation, if you store it cold... It might be even a little better. Hmm. Well, the darker malts Don't have an them. antioxidant effect too, so it's going to get preserve the beer longer too. Yep. We've sat on the show for a long time. Don't don't dump it. You know, there's there's a point eventually where you know you should dump it. I have one at my house now. <laughs> I kept holding on to it Weird. until I, I thought it was going to keep getting better. And no, uh, it's well, not your JP killer, is it? <laughs> sure. No, it was it was the nut brown that the keg was was actually really good at SoCal. It was a. Uh, um, uh, was it a nut brown or yeah, northern, yeah, northern English that, brown? Uh, uh, northern English brown. Northern English brown. It was a dock recipe. And, uh, well, you know what? Fresh, it actually was. A, I was pretty proud of that beer. It was real nice. The second keg, which I didn't touch again for about two months yeah. until after SoCal, tapped it. No, no good. No good. Mm. It, it was, was, it was bad. Keg, it's right, it's getting dumb. But I'm, yours, I think, yours might get good over the next couple. Uh, sorry, might get better over the next couple weeks. See, well, I wouldn't dump it. Well, well, it just don't get lazy. That would mean what? Well, but it's done. I mean, it's conditioned. Yeah, it's, it's done. Just put it in the fridge. That's all. He doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what would have happened had I not purged it after a couple of weeks? I would get what? Cardboard. Cardboard. Yeah, uh, you would have gone, that's not what I brewed. Hmm. And it um, might take two weeks. It might, you know, that's one of those things you... And you, you would really drink it for it. another week until you couldn't anymore, and you wouldn't serve it to your friends, and you just toss it out. Is that something that's going to happen anyway, even though I purged it's just delaying it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. They're nodding. Well, it's it's a heavy hop beer. It's going to happen. It's going to peak and then go down. Okay. All right, real quick, let me tell you about our friends over at the all-new, in fact, so new that it's not even quite there yet, Melavino Meadery. We played a spot for you earlier in the program. It was our uh, Jersey Shore impression of Melavino Meadery because they're out of Jersey. Can't you hear? That's right. <laughs> My stepdad was from Jersey. Dumont, New Jersey. Well, he's from Brooklyn, but then whatever. But I have a little. That's my. That's my weird tie to New Jersey. Uh, but uh, Melavino Meadery is New Jersey's first meadery, and you can help them out by going over to Kickstarter.com right now and looking up Melavino. If you're from Jersey, or if you just want to see another new uh, meadery on the market, which I do because uh, I'm liking this good. 
professional meat stuff. Yeah. Um, go over to Kickstarter.com, look up Melavino, and you can contribute and help them become the very first uh, meadery in New Jersey. Founder Sergio Mutella comes from generations of home winemaking, and he's also a home brewer. He's a big fan and a supporter of the BN, and he has been for a long time. And um, on top of all the rewards on Kickstarter, they'll actually be offering special deals and discounts for BN Army members. So he's looking for a way to give back to the very community that he's been a part of, which is you guys in the BN Army. Uh, they're almost there. They just need a bit of help uh, getting them to the final stage to bringing their meads to market, which is where you come in if you're interested, uh, certainly if you're from Jersey or if you're just into having more commercial mead on the market. There's not a whole lot of it. Uh, look up Mellow Vino. M-E-L-O-V-I-N-O. Melovino on Kickstarter.com. You can also visit them online right now at Melovino.com and check them out. They're also on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Melovino Mead. So uh, check them out. They're they're a supporter of us already, and they're not even open yet. He's just trying to give back to the community that he's learned from, and and we're happy to try to give him a hand. Uh, Okay. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. Cap's here. Uh, <laughs> Labels feedback. here. I'm going to go. <laughs> feedback. Labels. Jamil, you going to uh, GABF? Oh, yeah. And we're, we're taking pretty much the whole crew, except for Liz. She's staying back to... <laughs> except for his lovely wife, <laughs> who has to stay home and work. Yeah, Chris going, Warren's going. You know, every time yeah. I see Liz, she's not only the nicest woman, um, but she's... She's she's worried about not as worried about you as I am. I worry about you a lot. Every time I see you, you're just so tired. But she's worried about you. Yet you you, just, you leave her home to just work work more. Uh huh. We talk about you. That we commiserate. <laughs> we go every time I see her. I go. What's with Jamil? Like he he looks like he's gonna die every time I see him. And you've gotten better now that you're sleeping. Uh huh. Again. Uh huh. You actually look like a human being again. But for a little while, Liz and I were very concerned about I, you. I'm glad to know that I actually look human. Now, you thank you. That's high praise. We, this is what Liz and I do. We sit. We're like a sewing circle. We go. So how about that, Jamil? I don't know. He's he's not looking too well today. Can you believe he's not even sleeping all the way through the night? She's. Ha- I'll have you know, she's happy you're sleeping again. She agrees with me that you look yes. better again. But we still worry about you. You spend all your time working. And neither of you give me more sex. <laughs> I look better. Not, not any more sex coming out of it. Yeah, nothing changes. Might as well go back to where you were. Right. I've got all this effort into looking better. Not a thing changes. See, effort's overrated. That's the, that's the lesson of this That's show. the lesson of today. I, I put in just the right amount of effort. Yeah. Uh, soon you could be president, too. Where's your birthday? <laughs> June. June. Uh, it's got a long time to wait for sex. <laughs> I might, I might get, I might get lucky at Christmas. Who knows? There you go. We'll see. All right, let's do some feedback, and you should know that feedback is brought to you today by our old friends over at Downtown Joe's. You can go to downtownjoes.com right now and check them out. You guys remember Colin Kaminsky? Our oh, good yeah. friend over there, the mad scientist. You know, yes. he's the author, along with our other friend, John Palmer, of the new water book available from Brewers Publications. Uh, but Downtown Joe's, uh, after a brief hiatus, is back to support the Brewing Network, and they want to see you out at the brewery. And if any brewer that we've ever had on the show actually means it when he yes, says, come he visit really me at the brewery, yes. you can brew with the guy, you can talk beer with him for hours, he wants you to taste and give him genuine feedback on his beers. This is not an exaggeration. Colin's the guy. 
He's your guy. He's like a home brewer's friend. He literally is a home brewer, but not a home brewing at home. <laughs> right. I mean, if you call it work at home, literally. And even their their brew system. Yeah. And he brews fantastic beer, but yes. it's just a big copper home brew system. That's all it is. Yeah. I mean, in, in the in the in the nicest uh, sense of the word. Yeah. yeah. Go check out our friends at Downtown Joe's. Oh my God! You've got mail. Yes. All right, in the feedback today, hey, Brewcasters, uh, thanks writes in, uh, I stumbled across you guys about a year ago and have been hitting the archives pretty hard trying to catch up. I recently listened to the episode where Justin uh, got up on his soapbox about people on Facebook talking to their dead relatives in the first person. Ten years ago today. <laughs> well, you left my life. Can you hear me, Mother? There's that one. Those are the anniversary ones that, oh, that yeah. people do. The dead ones are where people are like, you know, Dad. I never got to tell you this. <laughs> I wish that I could tell you this right now. And they say it in the first person to Facebook. <laughs> that Facebook becomes the intermediary between us and the dead. Uh, do you not have dead friends that still have a Facebook page? <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do, but I don't go post on it like on their birthday and go, Jim, (laughs) how I wish I could just bring you a piece of cake for your birthday right now. Every once in a while, I'll see uh, Bill Brand's Facebook page swing by and it's like, you haven't reconnected with Bill in a while. Huh, that's weird. Wait a minute, how long... Or or him to me. Yeah, I wonder why. How long do these pages stay up after they die? As long as you want them to. Wow. You have to go... Yeah, the families keep them... I I have a family member, and I'm not going to say who. uh, There you are. Out of respect. Uh, But but they, they, they keep up their dead family members page it's wow. not my family member it's, they like maintain it's, it's it by Mary. and and one part of the family <laughs> was going to bring it down but the rest of the family were very upset about that because they it's their place it's the way they communicate with the dead through the thing whatever happened to Ouija what's board? the guy's name who invented Facebook Mark Zuckerberg. Do you think that Zuckerberg fish. knew at the time he's like not only am I <laughs> am I creating a way for us to connect socially but with the dead as well, and and, and the un, the like, unborn for that matter. Yes, that's uh, doesn't did Bevo's baby have a page before it was born? Uh, well, only Twitter, no, no. Twitter. no but I, I'm sure. Oh, that's true. Twitter yeah. did, but I'm sure there was also. Dear unborn child, yeah, I can't wait for you to come into the world. Yeah, and you the profile I, pictures like from the uh, from the ultrasound, yeah. you know. Yeah, I write this. I write this letter to you, and hoping you'll read it in twenty four years. <laughs> By the way, I always read the messages to the dead in some weird half English, half not voice. Hello, yeah, you, Hello. You're, you're like Edgar Allan Poe or something. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's like the guy from Silence of the Lambs meets uh, I don't know. Another guy. Lurch. <laughs> yes. yes. And if the baby's stillborn, then it goes from, from one annoying uh, Facebook page to another. She goes straight to death. And... It's a fucking double whammy. Yeah. That's the golden one right there. That is, that's the one that literally blows my mind. I explode on sight. Well, we have uh, to keep it going. Okay, so that was the rant. Uh, reiterated. Uh, he writes and it. Anyhow, um, so I was thinking about this. Uh, a very close uh, friend to the family's dad uh, passed away a couple of two, three days ago. And I log into Facebook and I see a post uh, that a family member did that morning where she was talking directly to her dad. Her dead dad. Well, because of you dicks, I didn't go thinking about how bad <laughs> it makes me feel that she lost a, lost a loved one. Instead, first thing that cut in my mind was, 
Yeah, this is kind of annoying, this whole fucking first person dead thing. Cheers from Thanks. <laughs> we poisoned Thanks' mind. I do feel like a dick like that. Thanks. You know, it was... Uh, who's our listener? The the gay pastor? Oh, Theo Brew. Theo Brew. Thank you. Theo yeah. Brew. He did make He's a good gay? point that day. Well, he didn't he, tell me he was gay. Where he, he doesn't said have to. That, that mourning is, is not for the dead. It's for the living. Of course. And if, it, if that's what makes you feel good to, to write on a Facebook page... that He actually made a lot of sense. I, I was disappointed that he made sense. But he did. It's for the living. The problem is I still have to read it, and I find it odd. Right. I mean, when JP dies in a couple weeks... Well, we're still living. Uh, I'm not yeah. going to write on his Facebook page. If I do, it'll be should. like it'll be a dick joke. It's not going to be like, dear JP. <laughs> well, it was for you, I, not for him. I didn't spend much time with you when you were on this earth, and... I'm happy about that. And let me tell you why. <laughs> yeah, it'll be all, so your family can read it. Uh, I would like to now go over all the things I found wrong with your life and the way you lived it. Yeah. Uh, Starting with A. You know, now that you're gone, I f- can't help but feel if only you had made more friends, <sighs> left your house more often, done less gaming. Well, hold on now. This is getting personal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just a few things. Yeah. One, one less chicken. You might be my one exception. I might communicate uh, with you via Facebook. Well, you should. You should write on my wall. So, how you doing? <laughs> I haven't heard from you in a while. What's, What's going on? Did I do something to offend you? What's up, bro? Where you been? <laughs> Call me back. All Asshole. Right. <laughs> yeah, you ass. All right, Jeremy writes in. Uh, by the way, what's Taryn up to? You know what I'm saying? All right, Jeremy writes in. Dear ass clowns and Bevo. Up to here. <laughs> Uh, this summer, I entered my first competition and pulled down a second-place finish in American Pale Ale with an average score of 38.5. American Black Pale Ale? <laughs> that's not a very high score, is it? 38.5. No, uh, that's good. That's good. It is that's okay. very good, actually. Uh, considering how many entries were in that place insider. That. Okay. The recipe I used was the Pale Ale recipe you guys brewed in the DVD, which is the uh, Firestone Pale oh, yeah. 31. All right. You can uh, purchase the... D- actually, it's not in our store right now, but it will be back there soon. Uh, big thanks to you guys from Jeremy. You're welcome. Uh, thanks. Uh, Todd writes in from Colorado. Hey, guys. I just wanted to write a message about some friends of mine uh, doing a great thing at the Great American Beer Festival this year. Uh, here in Denver, there are two breweries who had the same name uh, for for one beer, uh, both Scottish ales. Tim Myers from Strange uh, Brewing was visiting another brewery called Odyssey when he noticed the beer with the same name. Instead of creating a big deal, he handled it different. He challenged Odyssey, uh, Odyssey, a friendly challenge, uh, to a beer off at GABF. The best beer, people's choice, wins bragging rights and the name. No court case, no lawyers, no bullshit. Class act on both their parts from Todd. All right. That's one way to, Pretty good. to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. I I did, like it well, wasn't Strange Brewing uh, the ones that were caught up in the uh, the battle versus the homebrew shop, yes. Strange Brew? Oh, That's them. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. So I think Strange Brewing knows firsthand what it's like to have uh, to be litigated upon. To have right. to litigate. So I had one this week. It's one that I, uh, I'm i not going to mention their name because I, I'm... They're, Central. They're going to be the first ones I think that are going to be dicks. <laughs> I contacted them a year ago. It's a brewery, and they're using the hop grenade on their label. And, of course, a listener sent it to me. And I contacted them, like, last June, and we went through this whole negotiation process, which essentially just said, look, I know you guys have probably purchased some materials, and uh, as always, I don't want you to lose money. You have to stop using the hop grenade, if you would, please, And but I'll let you sell everything you have on hand. I'm Very not, reasonable. I'm not, I'm not trying to fuck people over. You know, They agreed. Well, a year goes by, mm. and a listener sends me their beer label, 
Same label. Hop grenade on it. Sends it to me this week, and I go, I write back to the guy, oh, you know what, I think this must be an old photo or something you found on the internet, it's it's all taken care of. And he goes, no, I did this at a brew fest last weekend. <laughs> wow. So I call the guy up, and you know, he doesn't even apologize for ah! like, he doesn't even say like, oh yeah, we changed our mind. He knows exactly who I am. Yeah. And I go, hey, I just, you know, I'm just checking in on this because we had agreed, and, and he never once says... Yeah, we changed our mind. I just went ahead. I even pointed out, I was like, he gives me this whole line of questioning, and I go, you know, it sounds to me like what you're saying is we got off the phone, and you said, yeah, never mind, I'm going to keep using it. And that's what it sounds like. Well, you, you shouldn't assume that, you know. Um, uh, uh, I don't think our logos look alike, and he goes on and on. And I go, well, what do you mean I shouldn't assume that? Because you told me you are going to stop using it, and then you didn't. Right. It's going to be a whole thing. This no. one's going to be a mess. You're going to hear about it. It's going to be They don't a mess. understand about the power of the Brewing Army, the Brewing Network's army. So when the corporate jet flies into his front yard, <laughs> will he know? Well, this is the thing. And and Jamel, you know, correct a me if I'm wrong. He walks out. Before I even go, I don't want to I don't want to be a lawyer dickhead and I don't want to have to sick anybody on him. But the guy has to, it's a small brewery, okay, in a mm-hmm. in a small location. And he has kind of two choices. Like he could either be cool, in which case we'll interview him on the show, and 30,000 listeners are going to hear about him, and we're going to talk about how we negotiated, and he agreed not to use a hop grenade, and get a bunch of good publicity out of it. Mm-hmm. Or he could not. And before I go to lawyers, I'm going to tell the BN Army who the brewery is, and that they're using my logo, and that the guy's kind of being a dick. And 30,000 people will hear about it, and <laughs> fuck with him. And I don't want to be an asshole, I don't want to do that, but... Your property. It's and he goes. You know what he says at one point in the conversation. Well, I want to talk to the person who created this logo before any of us. I want to talk to the person who first used it and get permission. <laughs> and I go, "That's my point, man. I You're not talking, talking to that talking person. Yeah. It's a registered I, I, I registered it in 2006. Why well, did nobody used it before you? Well, I wouldn't have gotten the trademark if somebody had." Because the trademark is so they, they they look they search. Well, why and here's here's the thing, is no matter how generous and reasonable you are, trust me, no matter how kind you are to people yeah. and and giving of yourself, you are. It's going to be a mess. Isn't there's it? always those people out there that are just total dicks. And then no matter I'm what the you asshole, do, right? And, yeah, and they they'll try and make you out as the asshole. Yeah. No matter what you do, yeah. and at some point you either need to say, well. I don't care, you know, I give up my trademark. Uh, the thing that, you know, the brand is built around, that's your one choice. Yeah. Or you have to take action. That's your, your only two choices. Because if you don't... It sucks! The trademark is invalid if you don't defend it. There's, so it's that's a, There's my... a requirement where you have to take action. Or I'm showing a precedent that yes. I don't care about my right. trademark. Right. I try to so say legally, all these things just to this... have to do yeah. it. And just, you know, you... Yeah, because he brings up all these things. It's like, I'm the small guy. You're picking on the small... And I'm like, I started my company in a fucking garage, man. I, I get it. You have one little beer with a hop grenade on it. Yeah. I have an entire company built around you know mm-hmm. the, the logo. And by the way, I, I even said to him, I go, look, I didn't sick my lawyer on you. I didn't send over my trademark. I just politely a year ago let you know it was happening. And to my face, you said, okay, we'll stop using it. You didn't even do me the courtesy of calling me back and saying, you know what, we changed our mind. I think our logos are not similar. I'm going to keep using it. That's that. And let, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. You're right, Jamil. It doesn't matter. 
what and, you do. And, and no matter what you do, there's Best always my there's time. some people that'll just be dicks no matter what. Yeah, you, you, you try and be nice. And yeah, this one's gonna get ugly. I got a feeling it's yep. gonna get weird. That's why I just don't be nice. Yeah. But I don't want to do that. You know, I want to... Well, you already gave him the option of being nice. You yeah. extended an olive branch, and he was a dick to you. If you back down now, it's not going to be good. And if anyone else thinks you're being a dick because of it, they're an asshole because they would do the exact same thing. Right. Well, how, how do you think this guy would explain it, like when he's talking to his friends and he's making you out to be the demon? What is he saying? His comments were to the effect of, I, you know, he did a whole bunch of poor me stuff. Like, I guess this is how the world works now. We can't, I'm not even in the same market as you. I'm not here. I'm not there. You don't even make a beer. And I, and I just go, well, look, we are in the same market. You know, I'm in craft beer. I've been, by the way, I've been promoting your craft beer family for eight yeah, years. The reason you can start out of my own right. pocket, you know. Uh, I, I don't know. If if he thinks that's that's true, then tell him to take the Twinkie Man, the Hostess Twinkie Man, and make a beer putting that label on it, and then they can and then they can yeah. talk to Hostess because they're not in the same market. We're not in the same market. Fuck this guy. Let's firebomb his house. Do you think he would come mess. on the show? I want to hear what he has to say. I want to hear him defend himself. I'll invite. Do you want him. me to fight him? I'm happy to invite him on the show, but I'm telling you, this <laughs> one's not going to. I could tell by the conversation. That this one's not going to end well. Right. It's going to be a mess. Uh, I've been waiting for this day. I'm not surprised by it. I'm just disappointed by it. I think the next action you should take should be from your lawyer. You've already talked to him twice. You've given him a, almost a year. I already talked to him. Yeah. yeah. That Don't even bother with it. Let do I sound do like now. a father now, Jamil and Doc? I'm just disappointed. Yeah, I'm not mad. In how I'm just this disappointed. Is. <laughs> well, uh, Tasty and I had a little conversation before the show about people and intellect and... A lack thereof? Yes. Yeah. And, you know what? Don't beat yourself up over it. It, It's about biz, and you owned it beforehand. Yeah. I like like, uh, JP's thing about the Twinkie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Make a Twinkie beer and see what happens. Right. See what happens. You're not in the same market. Well, it doesn't matter. Right. Well, anyway. Absolutely not. By the way, who's to say I won't be in the same market? Who's to say I'm not going to put out a hop grenade beer? Or a Twinkie beer. Or fucking Twinkie beer. Right. You're, you're in that market. You have list- we have listeners in every state and every country. Uh, I like the part where, markets. where uh, you're you're stepping on the little guy. <laughs> you know, yeah, when he starts in with ridiculous. that stuff, he's like, I'm just, and I'm just going like, dude, I moved out of my fucking spare bedroom a year ago. <laughs> right. Half of my staff shows up starving. Uh, you don't talk to me about the little guy. You ha- yeah, you I'm now the big guy. You're you the one percent. <laughs> you have more invested in your equipment than I will have seen in eight years right. of doing this fucking program. You, yes. Right. You can't even offer your staff dental insurance. <laughs> Please. Right. Or myself, for that matter. I got my new Kaiser plan, and they offered me, like, for 26 a month, uh, 26 bucks a month, like, dental insurance. I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> Doc, what did you do? <laughs> I'm not paying $26 yeah, I'm not accepting that bullshit anyway. <laughs> I got to talk to you about what you did. Uh, I got screwed. Don't worry. Yeah, okay, what? good. So like did everybody I. else. Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not segue into that one. <sighs> Please. So, so let me ask you. This. So, I felt me. like right now. Now, I I know the answer to this question. Yeah. Because I felt like writing a letter, and maybe this is me being a little self righteous. But I felt like writing back to him because he, he asked for the weekend to think about it oh. and how we might negotiate <laughs> the terms. Right. Which to me, the terms are maybe I'll let you pay me to use it, yeah. or mm-hmm. you can't use it at all. But here's my thought. It, 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 
you know, that I would write him and say, listen, I am completely involved in your industry. I have been promoting breweries like you for free for years. Mm-hmm. I'm um, a member of the Brewers Association. I'm on the board. I, I broadcast so that small breweries like you who enter the GABF, could who can't afford to go to the GABF, I broadcast the award ceremony so that people can watch it. You see what I'm getting at, Jamil. Mm-hmm. I feel like writing him to say... I'm not just some schmuck. I'm involved in this community. I've done good things for the business that you're in. Mm-hmm. And I'm just asking you to take a picture off of one of your bottles. It's mm-hmm. not even your whole brand, mm-hmm. but it is my whole brand. Mm-hmm. Could you do me a solid based on my resume? Because maybe you don't know these things. Uh, but that's know. all a waste of time, isn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because here's what's going to happen. <laughs> Lawyer. All right. So we, we had... Uh, uh, the, Another brewery using one of our brands. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my my whole goal in trademarking stuff is so nobody can stop me from using a brand. Okay. Then we start building a brand, you know, we start, you know, have a name of a beer. Uh, you know, we want to make sure we can continue to use it. So anything that we use, we get it clear. We get clear. We pay for clearance to make sure that nobody else is using it. Now, we don't just Google search. Mm-hmm. Have an attorney that searches to make sure nobody else is using this in you know yeah. beer and all that sort right yeah okay so we do that and then we go ahead and file and pay all the money and take all the time to file this thing and get a trademark on it you know how much that costs and how long that takes right yeah so we get a trademark on it and then we then we start using it and my goal is nobody's ever going to come to me and say you can't use that anymore because you know we're using it it's okay like, oh, okay well you know but we did run into a, a, a case where you know we've run into some case where people start using you know, uh, our names for things. And we're like, hey, I don't know if you knew this. You know, it's it's the same thing you're doing. Right. Uh, you know, it's, you know, something where, you know, is it important to you? And, and most people are reasonable. They go like, oh, no, I, no I big didn't deal. realize. Yeah. yeah, it's no big deal. It's just the name of a, a beer in our, our pub. You know, we'll just change it to something else. Who cares? Okay. But, you know, we came across, uh, you know, other other breweries where it was in a significant part of their business. And so what we did was give them a license for free. To use it. To use it. Yeah. I paid for the attorney to draw it up. <laughs> right. Give them a free license to use it. Okay. Forever. And then... Wow. Uh, some people, I guess, didn't get the memo or something, and somehow I'm a dick for doing that. Wow. That for I giving them somehow a free screwed somebody. By unlimited them. license. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I'm kind of getting at. It so, doesn't yeah, matter it what a, I do. a real sour taste, you know, to have gone <laughs> yeah. the extra mile trying to be nice and, you know, paying for the attorney to do all the things and make it all legal. Because you have to do this. Otherwise, your trademarks are invalid. You could you have just been a dick and had the same outcome. Right, th- right. Th- they thought you were a dick. Absolutely. So, you, you, you know, you, um, you, don't, uh, you don't have to, uh, you know... Uh, you have to defend your trademarks, otherwise yeah. they're invalid. And then I would lose the right to, you know, then people could tell me, right. tough, you can't use that. Right. And that's so, my worry. And that's my only thing is, it's just like, I want to be able to use it. Yeah. You know, I don't want other people to stop me from using it. So I have to, you know, make these calls and say, hey, do you mind? It's okay. Right. And if they're like, hey, this is an important part of my business. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, well, here's a free license to go ahead and use it. And then you're still a dick. <sighs> So it doesn't matter what you do. People are going to say, well, yeah, he was a dick because, uh, you know, he, <laughs> he gave licensed it to me for free. Right. Yeah, there you go. 
That's what I did. I issued this company a license to sell everything they had on hand because they had Mm -hmm. spent about ten grand in like glassware and some different stuff. And I was like, I don't want you to lose that. I'm not trying. I will issue you a license because I have to to Mm -hmm. show that I care and Mm -hmm. I've protected my brand. Mm -hmm. And then you can sell all that stuff. You just have to stop using it. Right. Well, they just did whatever. Yeah. How am I going to keep buying Porsches and getting all the dental work I want? Exactly. And, uh, I mean... And stepping on the little guy? Yeah! How yeah, am I going to keep that up? You're kind of an asshole. I might get a job at this guy's brewery. <laughs> you should. Oh, I would love it. Uh, uh, what, maybe I'll make him a trade. I'll tell you what. I will give you JP. What? You just give me back my hop grenade. Oh, There's no bargain. No bargain there at all. He's, yeah, I'm he's worth far. way less than that. He's on the other side of the country. Okay. You'll hear about it because I know this one's going to be ugly, so everyone will know who he is. God. All right, let me get through the rest. Just a couple more here. I'm sorry. I just it was I, it was a fucking two hours of my life spent trying to be nice. When you're right, I should have just given it to my lawyer, and then it's no big deal. Then I go on about my business. He still thinks I'm a dick. Same, same. If it matters, uh, we uh, you know there was that beer that was brewed at Triple Rock. We using our logo and name. Those fuckers. So. You gave that to them though. Well, yeah, without asking. You oh, I should have sued you. You should have. But all I'm saying is he's wrong. <laughs> we've br- we've brewed a beer with that logo and name. Can you go on our Facebook page right now yeah. and insult yourself for stealing our logo? I'll do it right now. <laughs> Please. Can you give him a license after that? Yes. Uh, all right. Here we go. Just a couple more. Sent for my iPhone rights in. Hey, Justin, uh, it's not It's not Worcester, Mass. It's frickin' Worcester. 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 He wrote it Worcester, Mass. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, they say it. Fine. They spell it. Worcester, Mass. Worcester. It's not fine. It's, it's not, not Worcester. No. All right, that's fine. It was the same when I did rally or whatever. You're from like the East Coast, but yeah, I don't. Yeah. But I've left them behind. I don't care about them anymore. Obviously, you spent too much time in the desert. Actually, I loved our East Coast friends when we went to Philly in New York. But other than that, I've left them behind. Uh, <laughs> sent from my small Asian boy email writer writes in. Uh, <laughs> blah 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 blah. Entered my local fair, and out of six entries. I received three first places and two seconds. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's a winner if I've ever seen it. Thanks for the great info, interviews, and shenanigans. Uh, group Suck It from Ian. Oh, didn't even single you out, JP. So that's nice. Oh, so he oh, did. There wasn't six entries in the fair. He had six entries. Yeah. That's what I okay. Thinking. I was thinking it was a six entry fair. Oh, that's what I thought too. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. I Entered was, my I local was too. fair and out of. Okay. I received. Okay. Right. <laughs> Because <laughs> I thought that too, which is why, which yeah, is why he, I laughed at him. He beat himself That's a really two out affair. of three times. I mean, I could be proud of that, but nobody else really should, <laughs> you know. Okay, sorry. Thank you for clearing that up, Jamil. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Got sort of half of a thank you. I think everybody got it but you, Justin. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. usually how it goes. Uh, okay, Sue's, who's on the phone and do I have to take it? It'd be nice if you took it because he's been on hold for like hella days. Hell, it, hell of them. Is it Pollock Pines? No. No. Is it Dominic from Dominic Idaho? Dominic from Idaho. Oh, Dominic's got feedback. All right. Uh, Dominic, what's happening, brother? Hey, bud. How are you, man? You got some feedback for us? Yeah, I just wanted to uh, comment on something. I, I ordered uh, some stickers from you guys. Oh, boy. And I was... <laughs> <laughs> going to get a uh, I got it. Play get I, I, I got them in the mail... And I was excited, and I got. Mm-hmm. I went to my car. <laughs> Technical oh, difficulties. Oh, you meant to hit the in, in a gotta Davida, didn't you? Actually, I meant to hit the dial tone, but not hang up on him. But I hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, not, you stepped on the little guy again. Shit. Poor <laughs> caller. I dominate. Call back. I'll listen to every word you have to say. You that dick. Was, that was my fault. You dick. Call back. Tell him to call back, Such Susie, a dick. If he's in the chat room. I call the customer service number, will you? I forgot to hit the hold button before Pacific. I gave him the dial tone. Right. Oh, you're, out of, you're out of practice, young man. I am out of practice. You're a professional. It's You know, we haven't done Drunk of the Week calls in so long. Right. I don't know how to use the phone maybe, system. Maybe it should be you. Oh, shit. What do you think he was going to say? What did you fuck up, JP? No, he said he got him and he went to put him on his car and... <laughs> and he flatlined, I guess. He right, had a heart we... attack and died. Uh, that's probably him. Is he back? <laughs> Poor guy. Why don't we do Twitter game while we're waiting? We also, uh, wait another you want to do the labels first or you want to do Twitter game? Is that Dominic? Yep. All right, let's let's do Dominic. Sorry, Dominic. That was that literally. I mean, it, it was an accident. Pick up right where you left off. That was just distasteful, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got your stickers. You put them on your car, and then what? No, no, I was going to put them on my car. I was looking for the right spot, and when it hit me that I'm a fucking total douchebag because okay. you know it's a well, it's a it's a BN Army sticker. And I've been listening to you guys for, well, about a year now. I've been sitting at work. You guys podcast kind of... Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. You're still here. I did it right that time. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. No, I've I've been uh, listening to you guys' podcast for like a year at work when I'm doing mundane tasks. And uh, and I'm I'm out here putting a a BN Army sticker on my car, and I have donated shit to you guys. So I just donated... I'm a corporal. I'm I'm a poor guy, but I I I, I did my best. Five bucks is about all I can afford. Dude, corporal's but, a bunch uh, of cash. I appreciate that. Man. Yeah, you. I just said. I, I mean, I, I really, you guys have helped me through the day at work. I mean, I at the end of the day, I want to kill myself. All the crap I have to do. I'm a carpenter. <laughs> and, all right, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do right now because you sound very depressed. And, uh, but you're donating yeah, five dollars. Yeah. I'm going to give one dollar of it to Tasty. <laughs> one dollar, Tasty. That's, I want that every month, by the way. That's tip money. And and just because of the kill myself comment, I'll give one to JP. He, he'll appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Um, nice. I, I'm I'm keeping the other two guys. That's okay, right? Thank you. Actually, these serial numbers yeah, are all wrong. I can't take <laughs> you. Can't take that dollar. Uh, if, if you're keeping those two dollars, that means I only owe you thirty-eight. <laughs> that's for being here, for allowing you to be here. Uh, okay. So thank you for supporting us. We appreciate that. No, I, I really, you guys, I, Justin, you've created something that I, I think is phenomenal. You guys are awesome, and I really appreciate what you guys are doing. And uh, I think you're awesome, man. Thanks, bro. Thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it. And cheers. Thank you for your uh, support. Why do you got to step on the little guy, even on the uh, phone? I know. We have a drunk of the week call, Sus. One guy, he called earlier and I told him that there's no drunk of the week. I'll take and, calls if they're drunk. Anyway. And then all of a sudden he calls back and says that that was probably a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> what is his name? His name is, I think, Richard from Burbank. Dick, what's happening? Whoa, how's it going? How are you, brother? Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I'm doing okay. Spilt your beard in you. I'm doing all right. Oh, I'm barbecuing. Try tip. Sounds like it burns when you pay. At 9 o'clock at night? What's that? At 9 o'clock at night, you're barbecuing. Yeah, well, I got off work. Uh Uh-oh. And I was thinking, hey, I got off early. I'm going to go for drunk of the week. Yeah. I'm going to go hard. I'm going hard. (laughs) Sounds like it. (laughs) Sort of of breathing like it. What? 
Never mind. But you got to get the webcams. Oh, they're yeah. letting you around like hot instrumentation? He sounds kind of like so, a... Sounds like he's fucking his wife. <laughs> I was told that you guys haven't done that in months. It's been a while. Is that yeah. true? That's wife? What? That's true, yeah. yeah. We dropped it. To... Yeah, and Justin's still angry about it, too. Well, I was just... It got boring, you know. Oh, and angry. fucked up, man. Come on. I've got a medal hanging in my little little beer area, my sanctuary. I see. That, for it, drunk of the week. That's, it, that's my pride and joy. It's worth more now. Yeah. Now that it's been eliminated as a contest, you've, you're, you've worth more. Um, are you barbecue? a fucking are, contest? <laughs> <sighs> Set something on fire and I'll give you drunk of the week. You're in front of your barbecue? Shit. What's that? Yeah. No, I am. Yeah. Find something valuable in your backyard, like a good lawn chair or something, and just or, fucking torch or, it. Or a barbecue gift. Oh, Jesus. No, I can't. Uh, no, no. My just girlfriend's wife. saying, no, I cannot. No. Wife in the they're, background. They're really, Maybe they're Casey was right about that. I can't do yeah. it. Cut your hair off and light that on fire. <laughs> uh, come I don't on. have any hair. I have very little hair. Cut your um, wife's hair. I'm thinking, okay, I have some braided fishing line. No. That's worth like $60. That's no good. I'll light that shit on fire. How about, what if, light your wife on fire? She's not my wife, she's my girlfriend. She no. doesn't deserve she's that about. yet. He'll never miss. <laughs> she doesn't deserve it yet. Here, have, her, have her cut the lawn and then put, I like her, put that on fire. I'm sorry. Hey, light her on fire while she's cutting the lawn. All right, if you have your wife mow, you know, mow the lawn right her now, lawn. I'll give you drunk of the week. I don't have a lawnmower. I have people do that for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's in L.A. You yeah. think yeah. Gonna cut his lawn? Yeah. Well, why, why, uh, why should we give you Drunk of the Week? Because uh, I came home. I yeah. drank, what was it, like four shots of the hot vodka from Sierra Nevada Anchor Steam? Who Ooh. makes that? Who makes it? Sierra Steam. Um, I drank like, is Anchor. three pints of homebrew. And a shot of Elijah Craig 12-year-old bourbon. Mm. In less than one hour, I'm getting... Oh, here's the bottle. Here we go. Here we go. You're probably okay, getting this drunk. is like the strongest shit I had. It's 45%. Uh, How Anchor, old are you? Anchor Distilling. How old are you, I'm, Dick? I'm Blow it on the, on the grill. Blow it on 23 the grill. years <laughs> of age. 23. Blow it on the tricep. I'm abusing the yeah. shit out of my Very young liver. Thing. How old's your it's girlfriend? so swollen. What? How old's your girlfriend? I'm just the same age. Eight, 17. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she has a school day tomorrow, so she has to go home soon. <laughs> oh, well, that's, it's what, getting that's late. Not at all accurate. I have to write a note for her to miss first period. We haven't got a, a topless picture in, in a while. Have her send in a topless picture. We'll give you drunk of the week. We're back to our old shenanigans. Picture? Yeah. Uh, no. 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 Uh, yeah, well, your girlfriend's you. not very supportive. I'll put her on the phone. Come on, it's a lot better than us lighting you on fire. Yeah. Why would <laughs> if you think about it? Why would we want to talk to your girlfriend when we can go home and get bored with ours? <laughs> That doesn't sound exciting to me. Talk, here, I'll let you talk to my girlfriend. Why? I cannot listen to my own girlfriend. Yeah, so she can tell me to do the dishes four times? <laughs> Sounds awesome. Yeah, that's why right, Jamil was looking at me like that when I was talking about Liz. He hasn't heard a word she said in years. I was like, she's really worried about you. She is? Really? <laughs> he doesn't know. Uh, all right, whatever. You're drunk of the week. Thanks, yeah, man. great. All right, Richard is drunk of the week, ladies Yay, and gentlemen. He's the first Richard. one in a long time. I'll say this: I was drunk of the week a long time ago. I never got my medal, and if I did, I would proudly display it at the brewery. Do we have along a medal with all here? other all other awards we get? 
Really? Proudly display the BN Army Drunk of the Week. Are you going to frame it like you do your other Absolutely. awards? Absolutely. Really? Yes. It? Get, this, get this man his Drunk of the Week there award. There you go. Done. Ours are pretty nice too. I I, yeah. I think they're a, better than GABF. Maybe I, maybe I need to. I mean, to I wouldn't wear it for too more long. on those. It'll then. turn you green. <laughs> GABF. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think it will get you just as much prestige if that's what you mean. If not more. If by prestige you mean like lucky in the sack, uh, <laughs> then give me ten of them. Well, I just think that every BN Army, like hardcore BN Army fan who comes oh, in the yeah. brewery and they're like looking down the list, GABF, right, right. and then they get to that, they go, no shit. <laughs> Drunk of the week. <laughs> That's the one they're going to remember. I, I, I want to put it up. All right, we're getting you your medal before you leave here tonight. I think you should have a bigger frame. <laughs> I probably have to buy that then. Uh, oh, yeah. Those are expensive. There's a frame shop next door. Yeah. Let's break in tonight. Could, could be months then before <laughs> we get a frame. <laughs> yeah, on our way out. You're never getting a frame out of uh, it. I'm having the mail guy ship my stuff back from GABF. Uh-oh. Am I stupid for <laughs> yeah, doing that? Yeah. I well, only given... if you want it to come back. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't need it in a rush, and I'm, I am I just tend to think good things about people. I'm a giving them the, okay. a chance. I'm giving them another chance. A whole month's okay? Yeah, I don't need the stuff. It's fine. Good things about people yeah. that don't work directly for you. Yes. yes. I, okay. Yeah. You guys, I could give a shit. Right. I really don't need a microphone. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Well, now that's different. I got to buy a. That's going to take a while. You're not going to have a microphone for months either. <laughs> well, hey, how about, how about you ship this out when it comes back? It doesn't work. Oh, you know, I, you. Re- I, I would have to take one less trip to Europe. I would have to take. Uh, I don't know. One less vacation a month. That would be to terrible. buy to get your microphone back up and yeah. running. And I just don't know that I'm willing to do that, Doc. Well, you know. Yeah, you can't get that whale status in Vegas just taken away from you like that. That's right. Yeah, when I show up in my Volkswagen. Your white suit. All right, real quick, uh, you know, all of your recipe needs will be met by our good friends over at Beersmith. Go to Beersmith.com right now and get your free 21-day trial and... um, all that jazz. Yeah, and it'll rock your world, believe me. If you're Hell using yeah. that old software, uh, it's going to blow your mind when you use some actually supported, up-to-date software. has all the features that you need. If you have trouble, there are video tutorials on Beersmith.com to teach you how to do it. Uh, you can email the man directly. His name is Brad, and he's Brad. a good guy, and he will answer you personally and help you fix the problem that you're having. Do all of your uh, brewing needs on brew day and before with Beersmith Brewing Software. Go to Beersmith.com right now and get your free 21-day trial. Doc did his badass decoction brew uh, in the Roggen beer. Uh, it, it made it effortless. And it actually did the calculations for you. Uh, so, beersmith.com. Go check it out right now. Yes. Uh, um, real quick, we have a Brewcaster Challenge, uh, the, the label competition. Yes. Which, as you might remember, I have and been Twitter. the, uh, I am the undisputed, undefeated champion <laughs> so far with my labels. Will that come to rest today? I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, I know that some of you in the chat room went to vote. If you want to look at them at home, it's grogtag.com slash Army. There you go. And you can look at all the past labels. Uh, actually, no, it's just the current ones now, isn't it? Uh, no, you can go. Uh, BN Army, it has all, all the challenges, and you can go through the various ones. They're still up there. Okay. So right now, I'm in the Moscow versus Jamil challenge. I'm going to go to labels made for Moscow right now. I see three of them. One is Black Jew PA. <laughs> Went right for the 
Can I click on it and get a bigger picture? Oh God! And it's a very <laughs> creepy picture of a of a ginger Jew with some jacked up teeth. Yep. With a yamakon or whatever. He's got the skull cap, and you know that there's a name for the. He's got the super long sort of sideburny hair flowing. There's a name for that. They're called peos. Oh, thank you. <laughs> of course, you'd know that. Yeah. Uh, Doc, on a scale of one to ten, how fucked up are those teeth right there? Uh, <laughs> gnarly. So real quick. I can't. That's as big as it gets. All right. I, I, I can see them from here, yeah. so those are pretty big. If you hold down control and you scroll your wheel up or whatever, you'll make it bigger. Uh, my kid just taught me that. Oh, there we go. Mine just did, too. There you go. How about that? That's yeah, fucked up. They're pretty bad. <laughs> Give me a number. Scale of 1 to 10. It's about three years worth of orthodontics. I'll give him a 8. Okay. Yeah, well, I, he won't have those teeth by... So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> All right, it's Black Jew PA. It's because Jews go to med school, not dental right. school. And then at the bottom it says, because all I am to you people is a stereotype. <laughs> nice. All right, the next one up is Black Guy PA. Black Guy PA. Uh, there's a party in every glass. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, Ain't nobody got time for that. It says 12 inches. Instead of 12 ounces. And there's a picture of a dude. You just got to go. You can't even describe it. Is that Terrence? Yeah, he's having a party. That's Terrence, isn't it? It might be Terrence. And, uh, That's our friend Racist Johnson <laughs> from Facebook. Uh, there you go. Black guy, PA. Yep. And the third one, um, again, this is still uh, Moscow's uh, labels. Ginger Basic is what it's called. <laughs> it's... Uh, What's that first word? Oh, burnt ginger. Black IPA. Black IPA. It's got a creepy picture of a ginger. I hope that's not anybody I know. That's me as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, following the ginger uh, insults, uh, ginger basic. All right, out of the uh, three labels we have for Moscow's beer, which one won? Well, I will tell you that which one won is number two. Yeah, Black Jay. IPA? Is that you, Jay? Once again, undefeated. Yep. Yep. I still have another label to go. Yes, I created Black Guy PA. 12 uh, inches. Coming in, uh, that's with 44% of the voting. Wow. And then coming in uh, at a, a distant second is uh, number one, Black Jew PA. I was worried about that one. I with thought that was... With a 29% one, uh, wow. that was mine. That was yours. Yes. And, and who did Susie? Did Susie, the... right on my heels with 25% is the Yay, number three. ginger. Mm-hmm. Wow. I couldn't be prouder of myself. <laughs> Maybe you've missed your calling, Jay, as a graphic designer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what it is? I'm just good at stealing other people's things, is what it appears to be. Uh, my lawyer's talking to you. For that. Yeah. <laughs> I do make up the names myself. It's just the logos. Right. Uh, okay, let's go on to uh, labels made for Jamil so we can get out of here. Uh, all right, the first one is called uh, Jamil's Black as Fuck IPA. <laughs> And it appears to be a picture of Jamil, but done in blackface. Yeah. Is that what Apparently, I'm Apparently, yeah, it looks like it. Wow. And it says, I have shit to do. Can we hurry this up? <laughs> you think my dick would be bigger in that uh, picture there. <laughs> right. I, it is. We just can't see it. And then at the bottom, instead of specs on the beer, like how many ounces and what the ABV is, it says, I win, you lose. Jamil's Black as Fuck IPA. You do make a handsome black man. I, I think so. I'll tell you what, I like this label. It's a good it's looking... pretty solid. It's I a good looking label. using that one at Heretic. <laughs> black as fuck. I'll take a glass of black as fuck. <laughs> All right. The next one up in the lineup is called Boil Schmoil. 
black IPA, and it clearly has a costumed Hasidic Jew on the uh, on the photo. Clearly. Uh, there's verbiage that says... I got it. Boyle, we don't need no stinking boil. I outbrew Moscow in my sleep. There we go. Boyle, schmoyle, black IPA. That's all right. Uh, okay, and <laughs> the last one has a fantastic picture of Jamil as the Pope. It's called Jamil Pope. And what does the bottom say, JP? Darkness under the cloak. <laughs> okay, that's a good name. That's a good name. This one should win based on the name. The photo's real good, but Darkness Under the Cloak is pretty good. An awesome name. Sounds like a dungeon I ran in D&D come once ago. All right, uh, give us the winner. Number one, number two, or number three. Uh, this one was pretty close. I will say between number one and number three. Was the closeness? Um, was the, clo- the closeness really factor. Yeah. Um, uh, number one is the winner with 36% of the voting. Wow. Damn it! Oh, that wasn't you? Finally got unseated! Wow. Ah! Who was it? I was on such a roll. That was me. Jamil's Black as Fuck IPA. Yeah. Well done, JP. Well, as Very soon much. as I heard, I win, you lose, I knew who it was. <laughs> Uh, and then number two uh, came in with 29% of the voting. And then number three, Darkness Under the Cloak, was 34%. Wow. Which one was you, Jay? Uh, Boyle Schmoyle. Hmm. Yeah. You know how long it took me to Photoshop that fucking goddamn... <laughs> I sat and looked at your many- face for two fucking hours, Jamil. How many filters did it take to get Jamil in blackface? Not, it was... It's- it's tough. As you can see, he just looks like a suntan Miami. Yeah, he just you know? looks like tubs. Basically, yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't really. I watched the creepy tutorial. Some guy took Obama and made him like a more Caucasian guy. Oh, man. It was freaky. See, I don't go to all that trouble. That's a lot of effort. And yeah. I thought about doing a blackface one. Even yeah. though both of mine were fairly racist, I felt that blackface would be over the line. But that's and, not blackface. Uh, he, I literally changed his skin color. <laughs> I turned him into a black man. So that's but different. That's not racist. Because yeah. it's not black face. It's literally now his skin is black. I do believe that of all of these labels, the one that Jamal. should be kept on Grog Tag is yours. Jamal's <laughs> uh, black as fuck IPA. All right. Well, I still like under the clothes. If you ever produce that's an IPA, name. Jamil. There you go. Oh, yeah, I, I'm telling you, I like that. I like that uh, label, JP. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk royalties when it yeah, hits market. Yeah, I think. I think we uh, add that one in. The <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last but not least, Twitter game, please. Let's get out of here. I got right. work to do. Right, sure. Yeah. All right. So the Twitter game was: uh, What would happen if the BN took a uh, work furlough or whatever I called it? Rob shut down. If we all got shut down, right. I don't know. I'd still get paid. I know that. <laughs> what? Oh, you sorry. Know, <laughs> I'd be still there. pulling in <laughs> that same awesome salary. Right. Did I say that out loud? We're like, awesome salary. Yeah, um, so uh, Levi Stewart says, Doc and his weirdo being army friends would take over just so Doc would still have a reason to be drunk on Sundays. Hmm. Could happen. I don't need no reason. Weirdo being army friend. Uh, Blobber Gleeby Glooby says uh, he would design retarded memes and post them on Facebook and change absolutely nothing by doing so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sugar Valley Brewer writes, we would have to listen to the shows we saved on our thumb drive to hear Bevo's voice and dream about her ass. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I dreamt about Nicole's ass last night. Yeah? I, I was, I'll, I'll save the story for Nathan, but Please it, was, uh, it was disturbing. We should call him. He's probably done melting faces by now. I just I felt like a jerk. That's why I woke up feeling like a jerk. 
I, that's not how you woke up. Like. <laughs> You're right. I woke up feeling like a jerk. Woke off. up feeling the jerk. Yeah. I woke up with a giant boner, feeling like a jerk. Right. Uh, carry on. Uh, Marcus writes: None of the brewcasters would receive their weekly paychecks. Martinez economy would collapse. Mm. <laughs> he, he has a good grip on uh, <laughs> the Martinez economy state of affairs. Yeah. Uh, Austin writes: Bevo might actually be nice. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know. And then uh, some guy called Jason says uh, there will be a lot more shitty beer in the world to drink. Hmm. That's it. Okay. Well, Jason's being honest and sincere. <laughs> He's being honest and sincere. You I feel cold hearted. Like, I feel that. like maybe once in our life we should reward for that. However, I like the Martinez guy. I like the Martinez guy. I like Sugar Valley. <laughs> I also like Levi with Doc and his weirdo friend. No. Martinez. All right, let's vote on Martinez guy or nice guy. Uh, if it's nice guy, raise your hand. That's too dark. Look at him. Right. And Martinez guy, raise your hand. There, there we go. go. That's our winner of the Twitter game. Woo! <laughs> ah! Marcus, email me uh, your shirt size, your wife's shirt size, <laughs> and any other applicable measurements. <laughs> Black as fuck IPA, son. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. There's no show next week, but don't worry. There's tons of content coming from the GABF. We'll be broadcasting live from the Brewer Studio Pavilion from Thursday through Saturday, including the GABF awards ceremony. So go over to thebrewingnetwork.com slash GABF. Plus, if you're signed up to our Twitter and Facebook accounts, you'll be getting updates all week long about when shows air and how to watch them. So come see us out at the GABF. I know Jamil will be there. Heretic will be there. Uh, how many beers did you enter into the competition, Jamil? I don't know. I think uh, eight or ten, something like that. Nice. Whatever the, the limit was. All right. Threw all the you shit in there. in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can get the black as fuck IPA. <laughs> <laughs> I expect that to win an award. Yeah. Uh, get it at the booth. Can't wait to announce that one. Oh, yeah. I expect that as well. Uh, uh, the, ladies uh, and gentlemen, Charlie uh, Papazian. Next uh, up black for as fuck? Black as fuck IPA. I think it's called Black as Fook IPA. <laughs> Like the lady who read off the names of the yeah, we, of the we, pilots. We, we too blick. Yeah, we too low. Ding dang ow. <laughs> fook me. <laughs> Black as fook IPA. All right, we'll see heretic out there. You'll see us out there. Come meet us at the booth. Tasty will be there taking uh, virginity and photographs. Slaying tits. And- <laughs> Stickers, stickers, buddy. Stickers, stickers, stickers is what he meant to say. Oh, I will tell you, I do have some more of the Black as Fuck IPA at the brewery. Oh, you do? And if somebody was to come by, some listener came by and, and wanted to taste it. And take it all. I could I could provide a taste of that. Is the secret password Black as Fuck? Black as Fuck. Just say, I want to taste the Black as Fuck. You realize that during the week that you're gone, people are going to be coming up to that's Liz right. going, yeah, hey, um, Black as Fuck. I'm Black as Fuck. <laughs> Wink, wink. She's like, she's like, I don't understand. She's going to be like, uh. Well, if we can get that Drunk of the Week medal up there, all they got to do is touch it. Ah. And then somebody a gives panel. them that. <laughs> a little that window opens. Yeah. How, Doc, how much more black could it get? None. Thank you. None more black. All right. Jim, uh, Jip, are you ready? All right, we're out of here. We'll see you at JABF. Uh, congratulations once again to Scott. Uh, thanks, Jamil, for spending you know a couple minutes on this project. And uh, <laughs> Seuss, thanks for uh, rocking the chat room. Uh, we're out of here. We'll see you later. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com.
If you cannot get enough of cats, Disneyland, and self-hatred, follow JP on Twitter at Major Jip. Scott's on Twitter as well when he's not painting seascapes. Follow him at Moscow Paints. For some good beer inside and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McDee. Production director on the session has been Push Eject. Tonight's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP did not, in fact, die last week. Your chat moderator and group sex porn lover has been Susie. And your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Marine Network on Facebook and Twitter. 